Groovy. Let me take a look and see what's coming up next on NoAgendaStreet.com. Oh! Oh, 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 it's another live show, Battle of the Douchebags. This is the final, the final, the final showdown of the douchebags. Uh, Booberry, Lavish, Kretsch, Rob Deucer, Bemrose, Tom Starkweather, and as always, Sir Seatsitter. It's a bonanza! It's a good show. It's a great show. And, uh... Well, I look forward to who's going to be the ultimate douchebag. You just heard Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak doing the best podcast in the universe. And now we return to our regularly scheduled programming. Coming up, it's Battle of the Douchebag. But first, we return to Sunday Night Comedy here on the Noah Industry. And now, here's your host. Zindu. Hey, everybody. Yep, it's me. It's Zindu. Coming to you from... I don't even know where the hell I am right now. But... Wait, where am I? What's the name of this place? Okay, hold on one second here. Let me see here. Uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't know... I don't know where this place is. So let me just... Uh, let me just reintroduce myself here. Hey, everybody. This is no. This, I got need. I need more energy here. Hold on. Let me take a shot of this whiskey here. Hold on. Ah, tastes like the witch's tit. Yeah. Why do they even say that? Who tasted these these titties of these witches? Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Zindu. I just flew in from Oktar, and boy, are my dicks tired. <laughs> well, a fucking helicopter flew in here. <laughs> Squirt jizz all over on the way down. It's pretty gross. Well, I'm, I'm happy you're all here tonight. I'm, I hope you're all settling in for a nice evening or morning. I don't even know what time it is. I, I, blacked, I blacked out last night sucking on some witch's titties. Uh, all right, look, we're gonna have a great night tonight. Or great, whatever the fuck it is. I don't, I really, I don't know what it uh, is. It, is this, this is gonna be, this is recorded? You're recording this? I don't know you're recording this. All right, well, that's cool. All right, look, people, I hope you're having a lovely time tonight because I just spiked all your drinks. What was it, with Percocet? So I think you're all ready for this next comedian. You can listen to his set. That's what this is, right? When you give them the perky set, they're ready for the set. Is that what it is? Anyway, I'm sure it'll make his material a lot more uh, funny and clever for you if, if you don't fucking pass out and wake up with one of my many pieces of pe- penises. Is multiple multiple penises, penis? What, what, what do you call it? Hey, anybody in the audience know what you call uh, a group of dicks? Pack of peckers. I don't know. Anyway, I don't get paid to be funny. I get uh, paid for my looks. All right. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I gotta smoke some meth in the back alley. We got a great show, and it's really gonna tickle your fancy. Now, I don't know if, you, if your fancy is is a it's a innie or an outie, but either way, get ready to have your your fancy tickle. Everybody, give it up for your last comic before the Battle of the Douchebags final showdown. He's a funny guy. Especially if you see him naked. 
Mr. Cameron Median. Hey, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Xanadu. Xanadu, you, uh, you, you dancing queen. Would you, would you just fly out of here with all those? And speaking of flying, yeah, um, I just flew in from Chicago and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> everybody. That's a, that's a classic. That's an old one. That one's, that's a, anyway, I'm, I'm Cameron Median. Uh, you can call me Cam for short. Cam. Cam Median. I'm a comedian. So, uh, so yeah, I was told to come up here and introduce some douchebags because there's some douchebags around or something and, uh, they gave me a list. So, uh, I've got, let me get my list here. Okay. All right. So. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to introduce who's playing tonight or, or whatever this thing is. Uh, so we got, we got, oh, okay, this guy, yeah, his, his viewership has been in decline. His name is Ethan Klein. <laughs> you, you get that? Decline and Klein? Yeah. <laughs> It, uh, this guy's a real douchebag, though. Anyway, he he's he's been in decline ever since he started talking about. Uh, he, he was like talking about Shapiro or something, um, and the and the Jews or, or whatever. And it, I don't know, it got him in trouble. He's a douchebag. Oh, okay, so uh, yes, speaking of the Jews, we got Soros. Uh, we got George Soros, and that's all I'm going to say about him because, uh, because you know where I'm from, you just yeah, we don't. It's, we, yeah, he 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 knows guys where I live, so um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so this next guy apparently likes banging animals or something. I don't know. It's just what I heard. Don't don't cancel me for for disinformation. It's just what I heard on the internet. Um, and I don't even know how to say his name. Sink Weger? Sink We Kink? Is it, is that his kink? His kink is Uyuger? Chink. Oh, hold on. Chunk Uger. Chunky. Chunky Booger. <laughs> See, that's why I legally changed my name to Cam Median. Oh, it's just come up with stuff like that. Oh, boy. All right, so this next this next douchebag, his name, I'm gonna let you guess who it is after my joke. Okay, so here we go. His wife left him because of because he named his company the same reason his wife left him. Microsoft. <laughs> uh. Oh man, nothing. Uh, anyway, it's Bill Gates. He's a douchebag. All right, so yeah, this is a tough crowd tonight. Uh, this uh, okay? So let's let's jump over to one of the ladies who's a douchebag. Okay, so so uh, it she she is uh, hard 
to listen to. It it be hard, be, it be hard to listen. It's Joy Behar from The View. Uh, and yes, hard to listen to. All right. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, <laughs> wow. Whew. Okay, so this next guy looks like George Costanza had sex with the potato and they made a baby and it melted a little. That's right, you guessed it, Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter is a douchebag and he's in the list fighting against all these other douchebags. So uh, that, that guy... Take a sip of my drink here. It's a tough crowd. <coughs> okay. Uh, we got, we got, let's see. We got a couple more. We got, uh, Kat, Kathy Hokel. Ho is the operative syllable. <laughs> she, uh, she's a douchebag because, uh, I don't, I don't know. Some, something about she doesn't like guns or something because I don't know. I don't, oh man. Y'all are really throwing me off here being so silent. Speaking of silent, like the, the guy silent Bob, this next guy is his sidekick. Jay. You see? Jay and silent Bob, Jay Inslee. And silent Bob. Oh, hold on. I'm getting something. Hold on. I've received a note here. Jay fucking Inslee. Sorry. Sorry. I mispronounced his name. Uh, but yeah, there's your lineup. You got your, your Ethan D. Klein. You got your Chunk Uyghur. You got your George Soros. You got, you got Bill Gates and his Microsoft. You got Jay fucking Inslee. You got, uh, Joy Be Hard to Listen to. You got Brian Stelter. And you got Kathy Hochul. Hochul. <laughs> All right. Okay. Everybody give it up one more time for Cameron Median. All right. Well, today is November 6, 2022. And without further ado, it's Battle of the Douchebags, the final showdown. They were joined by Blueberry Lavish. Rob Dews, Wretched, Sir Bimrose, and Tom Starkweather. All presenting the finalist douches from the past eight rounds. Eight finalist douches enter, one remain. Well, first it's going to be Ethan Klein of H3H3 versus Chink Junger of the Young Turk. I'm going to beer! After that it's going to be George Soros versus Bill Gates. We got... Joy Behar versus Brian Stilter. You want a piece of me, bitch? And finally, Jay fucking Inslee versus Kathy Hochul. Got some producers I want to thank. First, Servito coming in with 80 bucks. Continuing his dollar a douchebag pledge. Wow! Thank you, sir. And 44.44 from Luke Thomas. Muchos gracias. And last but not least, $50 from... Blackbeard, a 33 in there. Thank you, Blackbeard. Thank you, Luke Thomas. Thank you, Servito. Oh, and uh, Blackbeard sends a note. Sad to see the end. Can't wait for tournament two? Question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point, question mark. Kumate, Kumate. 
We got a bunch of clips coming up. <laughs> Without further ado, let's jump into it. Could be tighter. Could have been a little tighter. <laughs> it can always it can always get tighter. Tighten well, it, it up. Say, tight, tight enough Let's I can't show. remove it. We're all good. I mean, it was going to be was 30 minutes of comedy, right? So now, now it was only 10 minutes of comedy. So that's, that's well, tight. There's that, and there's a, last show Dvorak complained because we had five of us on Battle Douchebags 8 because um, I was hosting. So there's five people talking over each other, and I figured why not improve it, make it a little tighter by having seven people talking over each other. Seven yeah, people. Yeah, let's talk over each other. I'm going to talk to you. What I'm saying is important to say. Oh, sorry about that. Course, and that's what I it, meant. We did it too soon because Dvorak's currently talking with Curry about show art. Oh, Tighten it up, boys. Later. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I, I meant. Appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the JCD shout-out, and um, he stole Goof's great line. Sprechensy douche. But yeah, without further ado, let's, let's get into it. Y'all have heard this enough. You know what we're here to do. We're bringing the eight finalists, and uh, we're going to take the – Obviously, the first eight winners put them head to head, and um, the first two winners were Ethan Klein and Shank Younger. Are we doing a coin flip boobre for this one? Yes, and thanks to the uh, to Gal in hashtag Green Room, Sir Sir Seat Sitter. You are up first with Ethan Klein. Timer is started now. Oh shit! Okay, all right. Well, um, I just want to point out that he won against 15 competitors, whereas every other douche on this bracket has won against seven competitors. So just got to, you know, got to point that out here. But, um, oh, man, there's uh, – how about um, – okay, here we go. Ethan uh, and Hila, his wife, were attacking a bunch of other um, YouTubers for the um, shitty merch that they mark way up and sell. And for, like, an exorbitant amount of price that they spend almost no money on. Made in China bullshit, like we talked about last show Ethan was on. Um, and <laughs> Ethan starts shitting on other YouTubers to do that. And halfway through, he kind of realizes, like, oh, fuck, I do that, too. And he realizes he's talking about himself. So like, I actually asked our production manager the cost she estimated for Teddy Fresh that it would cost about $7 to make. And not, and not that that is – you're not allowed to upsell shit. But it's the fact that it's being sold to kids who have no sense of quality, who are basically being told to beg their parents to buy it for them. Seriously? You're saying he's taking advantage of children with his merch? Your merch logo is a child's stuffed animal. A fucking teddy bear. Are you really trying to convince me that adults are the ones buying that trash? I have yet to see a fully functioning adult wearing your merch. And look how uncomfortable they get when they realize they're talking about themselves. And Santa. I don't want people to be like... Like, let me acknowledge, yes, we also sell Teddy Fresh and it's not cheap. And it's literally teddy bear shit and it's marketed for kids. But I'll keep going here. Fresh and it's not cheap. Let me just get that out of the way. And it, it amps up as we as we go deeper down the hole of uh, it's it's clearly a difference, <laughs> you know, this, this between selling. I don't I don't need to it. It's it you can't. It's not that you can't mark up shit. Okay, it's it's clearly a difference. 
And just to replay the first thing he said was, it's clearly illegal to mark up shit. I actually asked our production manager the cost she estimated for Teddy Fresh that it would cost about $7 to make. And not and not that that is, you're not allowed to upsell shit, but... <laughs> okay, well, I think you are. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, if you heard last time, he said that everybody in China, the entire country takes a month off work to justify um, the fact that his clothing brand is made in China. He's trying to make himself feel better. Completely fabricated. There's no evidence that the entire country of China gets a month off work. The slaves don't get any time off. Yeah, but I, I know, uh, do since you're here, you, um, uh, Owen has kind of been going back and forth, kind of been at war with Ethan Klein, which has been very entertaining to watch. Owen Shore and him. Well, it's kind of easy to on. pick on him and the Gila monster. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're just they're despicable people, and yeah. you know, I. I I haven't heard what the, I'm sure they're going to go on full anti Kyrie mode because he plugged a movie that's being, that's on Amazon. It's not like this movie can't be found anywhere. It's freaking on Amazon. Wait, what movie? And I haven't watched it, so I don't know if it's any good. I think it just says Jews were involved. I think it says Jews were involved in the slave trade. I think that's the basic thesis. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can't say that. You can't say that. You know? Uh, all right, well, I think I'll just do one more clip here for this round with Ethan. This is recent stuff, and what you'll hear in here is, like, the um, the background noise, or, or, like, it'll the feed will cut on the YouTube live feed because Ethan's many producers who run his soundboard, he has, like, three people run one soundboard, and they can't do it worth a shit. But they, they will cut the live stream of YouTube because every time Ethan says something retarded, they are out of work for a couple of weeks because Ethan says something that gets them fired. And so in this clip, you will hear, I think two different times they will cut the live feed and Ethan will go, no, no, cut it back on. All I was going to say is blank. And it's like, and then they get banned for it. But, and I don't advocate banning people from YouTube, but Ethan does. And he go, he celebrates it. He pushes for it. He celebrated the banning of everybody from Andrew Tate to Alex Jones and much less, much less controversial people as well. So without further ado, my last clip for Ethan for this round talking about there at the nra meeting that's today in texas someone should bomb that building mm-hmm. is it bad advice to say like go outside ted Cruz's house and just shoot in the air yes 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 oh. oh bitch see how you like guns outside your house get a fake tactical nuke so hard i hope his i hope he I hope his wheelchair hits a big old rock and he fucking tumbles out of that you know he's in a wheelchair. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just hope that someone puts a stick in his fucking wheelchair and he tumbles out of his seat. And he goes, help me. Help me back into my chair. Trying I'm just to saying, if you're going to shoot up anything. Don't mm-hmm. make it. Mm-hmm. If they show, okay, if there was a shooting at Walmart. And then they, Got it. Oh, wait, stop. There was a shooting at Walmart. This is very insensitive. Stop making this wait, joke. Wait, and There's then literally they, a let shooting at Walmart today. Don't finish, let finish, finish it when it's cutting out. Let me finish. And then they said, they showed me that video and said, this is what they were doing the day before. I'd be like, that's horrible, but I get it. I was just going to say, if there's another Holocaust and people start rounding oh up the Jews, this i just say if we they start rounding up the jews again i hope ben gets gassed first there you go <laughs> and um <laughs> this i i will how much time do i have left because i was going to replay the first like 15 I, seconds of this year. I, I have a question were you bringing yeah. 
uh, were you bringing Ethan as the douche or his sound engineer? <laughs> well, just had to ask. They're all a bunch of fucking douchebags. It's let's, a package product. And yeah, I, I, I take offense to him attacking Greg Abbott because Greg Abbott is a douche. He's leaving the border completely wide open. He's a fake yeah. fucking conservative. Well, and Ben Shapiro's a douche. In fact, Ben Shapiro um, versus Ethan Klein was our first ever bracket on episode one. Oh, nice. Um, it's a little callback there. But um, I, I want to just back this up to the beginning here because this was the part where Ethan Klein, and you can see everybody's reaction, and you can see how he's treating it at the time on this live stream when he's it's right after Uvalde, and he's talking about how somebody needs to, and I'm quoting him, go shoot up the NRA convention. And um, he was not... It did not play off as a joke. Actually, talking about there at the NRA meeting that's today in Texas, someone should bomb that building. Bomb it. Yeah. Is it bad advice to say? So someone should bomb that building, and then um, they cut the feed. I don't have it in this clip, and then they come back, and he's like, "Well, obviously that was a joke," because um, his producers told him to make sure that you clarify. And then that clip went viral, and he went on Twitter and just doubled down and said like. Oh, these conservative snowflakes can't take a joke about bombing the NRA. It was clearly a joke. These snowflakes don't think it's funny. It's like, uh, fuck that guy. Fuck him forever. I think the reason he has three guys on the soundboard is two of them are lawyers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Is, isn't this why a lot of a lot of people use a delay? If he's just going to shoot his mouth off, that might get him in trouble. Wouldn't they put him on a 30-second delay or something? That's usually for broadcast. That- but, yeah, that's for like. FMA yeah, but it, is it, isn't he streaming these live? I mean, because if they're if they're just pre-recorded, wouldn't they just go in and edit that out? So he's a registered incendiary figure. Card carrying. I, I don't know almost. who it is or who he is or what he does. So, well, he's the biggest douchebag in the universe, and if he doesn't win, I will bomb. Chris, let me just ask one point of clarification. Um, who is this guy again? <laughs> he is uh he's a business individual okay he he's, he's got CEO, really popular on youtube he, he was doing sketch comedy on youtube and got really popular making fun of social justice warrior culture and then once he got big he, he actually has susan wajiki the uh he, he brags about having the ceo of youtube on speed dial and being able to have the power to get some <laughs> fan uh, i want so he's i want to hear more about who you're I want to hear more about who you're going to bomb if he doesn't win, because I mean that's start the start of a compelling argument. <laughs> and uh, no, we'll just leave it there. And uh, with that, I re- I relinquish my time over to Chink. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna alley oop there for uh, for Cretchid. I can uh, I can give you a, a short summary of the type of uh, mentality Ethan here likes to espout. The CDC is like this whole governmental body with scientists and shit that just tell us what to do. You don't have to think about it, dude. You, you don't even have to think about it, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, I actually, I just realized, um, I think I have the, uh, are we still doing the inward b- battle between Chink and, and Ethan? Should we, should we use that as the bridge between the two? What do you want to do? Sure. You got uh, 30 seconds. So let's play that clip wrap up and then, uh, I'll roll into mine. All right. Yeah, he dropped. Uh, he dropped. They say offensive things privately. Really indefensible this time. Yeah. Flashback. He's like killing niggas. Nigger faggot whore. <laughs> it's a wonderful. It's just a wonderful string of words that really gets you going. It's like mouth silk. I love that I can just say nigger faggot though. Yeah. Like I can. I can't right. really say that. 
Fuck you, nigger faggot. I feel like you're, you're using a little liberally. I love saying nigger faggot. It's so wonderful. So it's just rules for me, or rules for thee, not for me, with uh, both Chink and Ethan, with what they can get away with uh, streaming on YouTube and not get in trouble for it. Mm, no doubt. Well, uh, if you spend any time on the Fediverse, uh, November 5th, which would have been yesterday, there was an influx of journalists from Twitter desperately fleeing because of the uh, <laughs> the, the acquisition led by an African man. They all freaked out. They didn't want to pay the eight bucks because they're cheap fucks. And they started migrating over to the Fediverse. And as soon as they got over there, they decided that they could install what they felt should be seen. And uh, anybody else that dissented shouldn't be heard. So it's more just kind of the same. I haven't seen Chank on the Fetty yet. I hope he does come over at some point. Um... But as it stands now, I just, I, I really despise journalists. I, this is kind of like an infection at some point that you're, you're going to have to cut out of your body. Like, just get the knife in there and gouge it out. And, um, and I'm going to, I, I totally agree with Sir Sir Seatsitter. And I should say really, really quick that this has been such a huge endeavor trying to scientifically and analytically, uh, determine who the biggest douchebag is. It really has been a huge pleasure chris and i i really appreciate you bringing me on and everybody else for this ride it's uh it's been a hell of a good time likewise yeah, it's been a i'm pleasure. honored to kanye be here. would I was say likewise or as kanye west would say kikewise and <laughs> wait what to continue good on that Lord. that train of racism i have to i did not see that one coming <laughs> i <Ugh>. have <laughs> another compilation i may retract my honor <laughs> I don't know any we'll, of you we'll, guys. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, I, I feel better about Adam mis, mispronouncing my name now. Mispronouncing <laughs> associated with this. This here, and I, I'm kind of considering this the gentleman's duel between Ethan and Shank because it is pretty much the same clip, the same thesis of the argument that there are rules for me, or there are rules for thee, but not for me. And that is the way that you can utilize language to sound hip and cool. And this this particular clip is actually pulled from a larger video where two of the employees from the Young Turks are actually reacting to this compilation. Here's the end bomb comp. So um, we're going to jump into a video in one second. Uh, I want to give a content advisory notice because there is a lot of harsh language, racial slurs. Still, <laughs> that said, this is what we're this is what we're going to do. So let's launch into this video. Niggerland. What? Hey, nigger. Let's go hang some niggers. He doesn't acknowledge what a nigger he is. Literally, as I said in the beginning, shoot the nigger. I hate niggers. That is all. By hating all the niggers. It's actually going to give you a short trial before we hang your nigger ass. It is called niggerhead. I get a little of that lazy nigger. Where we just pick any nigger we liked and said, that's our boy. I want to know why you think you can coach these niggers. The old nigger in the yellow jersey. It's the niggers he doesn't like. Niggers. There's a nice yeah. retreat up there. I go, uh, the niggerhead. It's awesome that it's called niggerhead. You gotta say it. Nigger Hill Cemetery. Nigger. And I apologize. I know these are like difficult words to hear, but words like nigger and fag. Nigger. You niggers are why I lost my job. He Another only shot a nigger. Run, nigger, run. Nigger. Nigger this or nigger that. 
Okay, so they're like, all right, all right, you cover that Jerry Rice looking nigga. Whatever, niggerhead. N- nigger. Nigger Lake. He canceled his weekend at Niggerhead Ranch. His ranch was called Niggerhead. Fucking Jews and niggers. Nigger lover on it. Which is better, oh, nigger God. or cracker? It was apparently called Niggerhead. Oh, you're a nigger? Doing fucking nothing and being a lazy nigger. They were nigger lovers. It don't give a nigger time to learn his lesson. White crackers. Yeah. Does that mean now we can say black niggers? There will never be a nigger in SAE. Little niggers around town. Jesus Christ, but you got the long super But nigger wants to get married yes. to a white girl and I gotta do that cake for him? Saying the N-word. Fully and proudly and across seemingly many years because there were so many different sets that were represented there. And you know what they say. There's no such thing as Satan. It's only 14 dead kids. What are you upset about? The Young Turks, everybody. And all I can tell you is that this is bad. We're going to need a bigger Navy. (laughs) They go on to, in this particular video, discuss with (laughs) with how easy it is for Chang to just... uh, to drop these words and how uncomfortable it makes them. And, and it's just, it's so like, oh, well, he's our guy, so we can't be that mad at him. Oh, gee, golly, willy. Oh. He's such a douche. I hate him. Fuck this guy. Fuck imagine all his employees. Imagine if someone like, imagine if Steven Crowder or Alex Jones had a compilation out there like that. I mean, it, it it's a whataboutism, unfortunately. The crux of the argument, <laughs> um, although it, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of self-explanatory what that reaction would be. But uh, unfortunately, there's nothing like that out there. Not that I'm aware of, not that I've seen. Um, <laughs> it just blows my mind time and time again. That's, uh, he says it more than them rappers. Yeah. <laughs> Not afraid of the hard R either there, uh, <laughs> Chink or, uh, or Ethan. Not shy at all. Not at all. Um, that's, uh, I got a little bit of time left. So let me, um, let me hit you with the, oh, so you know what's, uh, you know what you say when someone says, think of the children. Don't ever call yourself pro-life. You goddamn liars. All of these kids are dead, and you don't want to do a thing about it. Mental health, my ass. You never once passed that mental health bill, let alone gun control. How many of our kids are going to get murdered? And the news media, the goddamn news media, they will tell us we're crazy. Oh, you're so upset. What are you upset about? It's only 14 dead kids. Our anchors go out there like goddamn robots, and they go, the 14 kids are murdered. And you know what? Oh, the Democrats will probably help you all. Oh, yeah. Well, the Republicans are totally innocent. Totally innocent. Don't say anything about the goddamn politicians. Why do you hate Anderson Cooper? I don't mean to pick on him. MSNBC anchors, Fox News anchors, all of you. Why don't you go kiss the ass of a politician today? Ooh. Mm, and that's what I have on Cenk Uger. Fuck that guy, dude. <laughs> Let's um, open it up. I, I, did, I have my ISO from him. Rittenhouse shot someone because somebody threw a plastic bag at him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he All didn't right. miss well, either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
let's uh, let's open those phone lines up. It's going to be 865-465-6271. You can call. Give us a call, 865-465-6271. Who's the bigger douche, Ethan Klein or Chink, the turd burglar, Junger? Junger. Drop a poll now. Yeah, follow at lavish at Nogena Social for those polls. Ooh. Hello, Carl. You're on the air. It's Battle Douchebags, the final showdown. Hey, man. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I, I just, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to have to tighten things up for you guys. Hey, yo. So, hey, this, this is how it is, right? Could be tighter. Ethan and, and Jake, ah, just, ah. They're nothings, right? Fucking uh, Hokel, dumbest cunt on earth, right? Right. Gates, world's biggest douchebag. And George Soros is the motherfucking Antichrist. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, we, we just play some music and talk about feet. I, I actually picked you up know? Ethan Klein ISO this morning. Here I feel like I've become the George Soros of YouTube. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Nah. Yeah, I'm the oh, wait, thoughts on that clip? Wait, did he help round, round up YouTube not. Jews and take their property? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it was the best time of his life. He, he might have. Happy might making have. time. He's more like a shit. He's more like a shit stain in your underwear. It's something you can live with and you, you know you have, but it's just <laughs> You know? You're ugly. <laughs> you're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. I literally you're throw you're all my shit stains in an oven. Your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Uh, but out of those two, it's 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 Shank. Uh, fuck Shane. that guy. All right. Yeah, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Fuck that guy. Color. I am highly concerned yeah. right. about your level of standards for your underwear, though. Satan. <laughs> oh come on. It, it, oh okay, whitey tidy. Right, you, you go on with your bag, though. Oh, that was a bird. <laughs> He's pretending. I don't think it, you can actually say whitey called... tidy anymore. That, I don't know if that's allowed. You might lose your job for that one. Privilege. Yeah. Death to whitey tidy. Yours, aren't, yours definitely aren't saying whitey or tidy. So, you know, just come on. And I didn't say tight T. I said tidy. That's like, that's like calling it cotton picking underwear. We all know where Yeah. <laughs> You know it is. Look who's got all that privilege you can fit into tidy whiteys. Okay, sure. <laughs> oh, I got a huge bulge of privilege. Okay, okay. JCD, oh, I tried good. to tighten them up. They're doing good on the overtalk. I don't know Too who bad, the fuck whitey. got tended on and then crushed him with that piece of shit comic that came up next. You know, fucking Zinda flew in on his dicks for that, guys. I can't believe it. <laughs> You know, yeah. You, you, that, was you boys, Cam, that was Cam Medium, Cameron Medium. He worked hard on that. Round one is Uger. Fuck Ethan. Who? Why? You know, talking about Ethan is even worse. You have such a cold. You know, he's a douchebag, but he's not the world. He he can't be on the world stage of douchebags. He just. I can't. hope you're he's voting such color a nothing. because because we have Uger this cult, this family, these believers who understand. Yeah. One minute left Chink, here on the voting. Yeah, Chink, is, Chink is losing right now. I, I'm so. picking off the phone well, so I can vote. Vote. You gotta go All vote. Right. Peace. I will. Bye bye. Thank you, caller. Wow, that call I was three minutes thirty-two seconds. Too bad, Whitey.
Nice. They call oh, boy, it's very tight. Anybody who hasn't voted yet, you better go do it because it is tight. Like Whitey's. Get it right. Get it tight. If Ethan doesn't win, I bomb a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> how many mail-in how many mail-in ballots did you get, seat sitter? Can can uh, we pause voting to to we we got a we got a a water main break right now. Yeah, <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody pause till three thirty. Somebody alert Erinner. Uh, pause a little longer for the power outage too while you're at it. Oh, Those phone lines are still Everybody open, go. people. If you got a somebody took a dump in the voting phone. machine. Eight six five four six five six two seven one. One more thirty seconds. Call. Oh wait, yeah, it's gonna be real quick. You want to call in? What's all this plywood doing on the windows? <laughs> Who's leaving says, piles of bricks around what? on No Agenda Social? I don't get it. There's bricks everywhere. Whose piles of bricks is this? Now, dude, of yeah, is we do agree that Ethan should get a handicap considering he beat 15 competitors and not just seven to get here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is true. Yeah, uh, okay, okay, who is this guy? Already. <laughs> All right, polls are closed. Wow. With 55% of the vote, with 47 people voting in, that's Jank Uger proceeding into Fuck! round two. Fuck! God <laughs> damn it! All right, I'm pissed off now. What? Oh, All right. My, mine still shit. says 19 people. Oh, there it is. 47. Look at that. Yeah, it's just a uh, delay on the... Uh, yeah. uh, there's a stupid refresh button I wasn't hitting. Like 47 right people voting. Wow. Wow. That's right. That's, that's pretty good. Express their douchiness. What would have been more if you would have played, uh, 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 played 30 minutes of bad comedy? We would have had twice as many people. <laughs> <laughs> it works exponentially. Uh, now we're... I guess I'll get a playout clip for Ethan here. Ah, oh, fuck. All right. Well, what's this? I don't even. I haven't looked at these in a while. These are these are back here from like February when we did this show. All right. Let's see. What's this? Um, <laughs> Ethan and Hassan from Leftover. This clip is from Leftovers. Mock conservative deaths and advocate for killing Trumpers. Let's see. That probably is pretty good. All right, moving on. The Herman Cain Awards. We do a whole new award for people. <laughs> Herman Cain went to this event, got it, and straight up and died. <laughs> <laughs> like I will make fun of you if you die. I'm going to make fun of you. I will laugh. And worst of all, you're going to tap dance on their grave. Yeah, exactly. I will own you. Like you will be owned. <laughs> I want to kill. Some yeah, they're violent. It's yeah. depressing and it's terrifying. I mean, these people are are dangerous and psychotic, and I think it's time to kill them. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mocking Herman Cain's, Cain's death right after it happened and saying it's time to kill Trump supporters because they're dangerous. There you go. That's Ethan Klein. What a guy. Oh, yeah. On to uh, the second bracket ooh, here. Ooh, Continuing before, with round, round one. one. Oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You oh, got to give him the, uh, the douchebag. Oh, God. I keep forgetting that every time, don't I? Good call. Good save here. Fuck me. All right. Let's get back over here. And, uh, yeah. There we go. Ba-bing, ba-bang. Boom. Douchebag. Chunk progresses to round two. Nice work, Chunky. And now we have, now we have. I believe it is uh, Bill Gates versus George Soros. 
And uh, what's the coin toss? The grudge match of the century. According to Gal, and thank you, courtesy of Servo, Coin Flip says it's going to be Bill Gates going in first. Cool. Somebody we've actually heard of. Ah! 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 Chris, I've changed up your order on these a little bit. Run, uh, run clip eight on this one first. Uh, the strongest analogy is to medicines. And, you know, is there something to worry about with medicines? That is, might some of them have side effects? Do we need safety testing? I mean, and we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. So, yeah, I think maybe we should have a safety system where we, you know, do yeah, trials and test things out. Uh, the idea, sure. though, that you would take a technique uh, that promises to solve nutrition problems, uh, solves uh, productivity problems, solves crop disease problems for African farmers, where it's absolutely a life and death issue for them. And you would you would say, oh, nothing that uses that technique uh, should possibly use. And it's so random, the, what's considered in GMO and what's not considered GMO, irradiating things and making uh, having multiple chromosomes, that's not GMO. Whereas things where you intentionally insert in things in a very careful known way, that is GMO. And in fact, you can't even tell once you have the results, the idea of which, how it was derived. There's no natural beating can create exactly those same, those same things. Uh, uh, it should have set that one up a little uh, better. Um, that is from 2015. So that's seven years ago. He's talking about modifying vaccines to inject them into kids. And they were, this was at a, uh, at a conference in Europe, um, uh, where they were talking about, um, GMO agriculture for, uh, for Africa specifically. So they were, they were all these, you know, a room full of white people talking about how to fix Africa again. Uh, and his method is to go in there with GMO modified vaccines and shoot them right into the veins of kids. So he's, he's been on that tip for a while. Uh, is, is he allowed see. to travel to India? Was all, he loves all children. Oh, we're, well, we're going to, we're going to get there. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna get there. Sorry, goggles, goggles. Um, let's see. So let's let's stay on the the vaccines and stuff. Uh, Chris, run clip. Where is it here? Uh, run clip ten. This has been pretty personal for you. You have, you know, the anti-vaxxers are out there. They are loud, and this has become personal. I just wanted to ask, like, how are you? How are you managing that? Uh, well, it's uh, kind of weird. Uh... <laughs> Now, our foundation, the Gates Foundation, is very involved in vaccines, the invention of new vaccines, funding vaccines, and we're very proud that vaccines again. Uh, through joint efforts like Gavi, uh, that saved tens of millions of lives. So it's somewhat ironic to have somebody turn around and say, no, you know, we're using vaccines to kill people or to make money or, you know, we started the pandemic, even some strange things like that I somehow on a track you know, the location of individuals, because I'm All so deeply desirous to know where everybody is. Uh, because I have a patent. I'm not sure that. what I'm going to do with that information. <laughs> and, you know, does this turn into something where, you know, there's constantly crazy people showing up? Who knows? Uh, what? But, uh, you know, hopefully as the pandemic calms down, people are more rational <laughs> about 
hey, vaccines are a miracle, and there's a lot more we can do. A little bonus there at the end of the clip, apparently. Uh, so this was at the TED Talk. This is April of 2022, so that's this year. And he just did this big uh, presentation uh, on... Uh, how how he's going to create if you recall he had this uh this plan to create this like what like the a team who would fly around the world and and uh set up to uh, uh and uh helicopters yeah to now i'm thinking about doing it too um it wouldn't work to, to fly around the world and kind of respond to pandemics and whatnot so it's it's yeah. it, he he pitched that for 15 minutes in front of people uh for this ted talk and then at the end they had that question about well what about the anti-vaxxers and I find that amusing that he used the phrase in there, and I have a quote from here. It's ironic that people tell me they they think I want to kill people when we've done so much. It's like, well, <laughs> aren't you doing exactly that? So, uh, all right, um, let's do. Well, how, it how, just came out that, so far? that uh, COVID vaccines have killed more people in the last two years than all the other vaccines combined in the last thirty. So, and that's just <laughs> that's on the. And that's just and and bears we know is massively underreported. So yeah, right. And that's that's the official count, not 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 even the real count. That's because well, all the vaccines before that weren't meant to kill you; they're meant to give you autism. That's the effective part that right. they're talking about, right? <laughs> Safe and effective. Uh, Safe and effective is not a lie. Safe and effective is two lies. All right. Uh, that's so what they, let's. They, ah, ah. That's what they put in the let's, vaccine. The, the all all poop water. Let's do uh, well. Hey, that's coming up right now. Let's do number nine. And before before you run that clip, I'm going to set this up. So this is a video that the Gates Foundation themselves released. This is a promo video that they released and recorded. And you can go find it on on YouTube. So this is not like pulled out of context or anything. This is a short clip about what their plans are next. And a few minutes ago, we we mentioned that uh, Gates is no longer or has difficulty going to India. Because between 2000 and 2017, the Gates Foundation paralyzed over 400,000 kids with a polio vaccine. And so, hey, New York, guess what's coming to you next? Run clip nine. I'm here in New York, and stunningly, polio has paralyzed a patient here. The sewage system is right here below like me. India. We decided not to take you down there and show you sewage sampling, but in fact, very likely, if we did that right now, we'd have a positive test. And so it's it's here. It's all, all the United States has gone many years with no polio virus, nobody being paralyzed. And so it was pretty shocking. We didn't really expect it to show up here. They've declared a health emergency to encourage people to get vaccinated and stop the spread of polio. The Gates Foundation has polio eradication as one of our very top priorities. And we have great partners like Rotary, in order to understand the polio work, I've been to India, Nigeria. Most recently, I was in Pakistan. Pakistan and Afghanistan are the last two countries that have never gotten to zero. And now, sadly, they've had these incredible floods, which are disrupting all their health care, food, and so many things. We're helping out with emergency relief, but it's going to push back getting rid of polio. The fact we see polio here for the first time in a long time, although surprising, that's the, the way it is. As long as we don't get rid of this virus everywhere, it can always come back. But if we get to zero, it'll never happen again. We and our partners are very committed to get this zero. thing done. 
if we get to zero people, zero people will get polio. And and that's that's kind of what he's getting at there is like if we get rid of all the people, we don't have to worry about polio. But why after they had this their their rousing success in India with their polio vaccine, they're now talking about targeting New York. So those of you in New York, get ready for the Bill Gates polio push uh in your in your city there. Have fun with that one. And that's not even the only all thing. Right, uh, how are we on time? Do we have well, you, you we got, wrapped up here. You got two minutes left. I was just going to say real quick. That's not the only thing that Bill Gates has been pushing as of late. Smoke this PCP. Yes, it sounds sounds suspicious. <laughs> hey, Horace, how is it going? Right, uh, run, run. I think you are. I think you might be close to. You maybe have time for a shorty because I think you're pushing your three minute clip limit. Okay, I was going to say I'm looking at my short ones here. I've got uh, 51 seconds, probably too long. So we'll have to wrap it there for for round one. So that's it's all vaccine. Uh, related there. So Bill Gates continuing to work on his, his vac- vaccine push, getting other people to fund it while he just screws around. Uh, keeping in mind, Bill Gates is a uh, licensed and registered medical doc. Oh, wait. No, he's not. Ooh. Oops. <laughs> so take your, take your advice from a Harvard dropout and, uh, get some shots in your arm. He's an orgasm purveyor. <laughs> is he really I a dropout if he got an honorary degree? <laughs> They were like, you have a lot of money, and you bought us a building. You get a degree. Doesn't that count? You did like, no, you get a degree. No, my you, reputation. You get a degree. You all get degrees. Now we're on to George Soros. Challengers approach. I feel like I've become the George Soros of YouTube. Haven't we all, Ethan? Haven't we all? Uh, Bill okay. Gates. Well, you've heard of this George Soros fella. Oh, sorry. Anything else? Uh, you're good. No, I just okay. had to. I, that, I cracked it. <laughs> we got we got George Soros. Uh, he's he's popular now as as an old man uh, who goes around and and funds DAs that we don't like and and uh, you know does political scheming and goes into whole nations and kind of messes them up. But before he was all that, he was a simple money manager and one of the pioneers of the hedge fund. Not familiar with a hedge fund? Uh, it's a financial institution that uh, likes to bet against uh, trends in the market and likes to uh, very often make a dime when other people are losing theirs. Uh, he's a he's he's a money player, and he shorted entire nations in the past. And the first time that I talked about him, he shorted uh, various Asian countries and made their currencies crash. But he also has played around in the West plenty. If you can play, please, Pounding the Pound. Pretty much every currency speculator understood that eventually the British pound would have to devalue. But the billion-dollar question was, when would that happen? And the man with the answer was George Soros. And his specialty was predicting and sometimes forcing the catalysts to big market events. He knew that almost everyone was ready to bet against the British pound if only there was some sort of bad news that could trigger a stampede big enough to overwhelm the Bank of England. And luckily for him, on September 16th, the president of the Bundesbank held a seemingly innocent interview that Soros could nevertheless use. That same night, while Europe was asleep, Soros called up any international bank or company, or really anyone that had British pounds, and he tried to borrow them with great success. By the time the British woke up, Soros had sold the equivalent of $10 billion worth of pounds on the open market. 
Unsurprisingly, the Bank of England was in complete chaos. After an emergency meeting with John Major, the Chancellor of the Exchequer began a desperate fight. Right. So in 1992, England was suffering under the first attempts uh, of them making a European currency, what we now know today as the euro. The pound was not doing so hot in the face of this, and there were other certain European currencies that also were around that are no longer around, like the German Deutschmark and things like that. Uh, and Soros knew that it was coming. He'd been watching this for about 10 years, and he decided that the time had come for him to truly make a play on the uh, British pound. Uh, as the clip says, he bought up a bunch of pounds with other currencies, and then when it crashed, he did a switcheroo and blah, blah, blah. And uh, in one day, the Bank of England decided to raise their rates up 2%, and then that very same day, they decided to raise it up 15%. And then at the end of the day, they were like, actually, just kidding. We're not raising anything. Uh, England proceeded to completely melt down the common man and woman had their financial situation completely wiped out in a very brutal day known as Black Wednesday. All, if you know uh, anything about uh, finance crashes, all the bad days are, you know, they're Black Monday, Black Wednesday. There are like a thousand Black Mondays because Monday is when it really goes down. But Wednesday, I Isn't guess, that was bad racist? too. Uh, I, yes, it is, Sir Bemrose. I'm glad very, you brought that racist. up. I, I think that it's absolutely it's part of the douchiness of him that he's responsible for a day called Black Wednesday. Uh, Soros allegedly made a billion dollars in one day, or something like that. But the worst is yet to come. He did something even worse than ruin the British economy. Do you know what he did? He he made it better. Can you please play uh, Pounding the Pound 2? Yeah, all right. In the aftermath of Black Wednesday, as they called it, the Bank of England was once again free to control the British pound, which it did, and over the next few years, it steadily cut interest rates and actually restored the British economy to high levels of growth. By 1997, the British pound was actually more valuable than it had been during the ERM, and the UK was on its way to 16 consecutive years of economic expansion. So much so that some people actually call that day White Wednesday. You hear that? That sounds problematic. You, you fucking hear that? He switched Black Wednesday to White Wednesday. <laughs> What is That's this? right. I, I <laughs> see white's the good one. Is that what it, is? That what I'm supposed to take away? Is black is the bad day and white's the good day? Well, I don't know who said that. You said that. I didn't say that. But uh, that's what they comply. But, I don't like it. But the, the worst part about all this is that he made the pound stronger in the end. The, the Brits are doing very well now. Deutschmark is gone, but the pound is still around. I mean, it's not doing great right now, but. It, it uh, enjoyed a lot of success, and, and England was spared from being completely lassoed into the totalitarian central banking ruse that is the euro. So that's where the phrase, take them to pound town, comes from. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> from the great city of England. I, I knew it. Uh, and then you know what that son of a gun does with his with his money? He, he does all these... He does all these, these "Quote unquote philanthropic things," but really, it's just it's just him pushing his his, his dirty ethics on people. You play Soros on philanthropy. Philanthropy for you is more rewarding than anything you do. Uh, well, I've got great reservations about philanthropy. Actually, I really uh, think that uh, uh, charity is a very corrupting activity, and no. it is so. 
in, even in my own foundations, and I'm struggling against it all the time. But where does the uh, corruption come from? Well, first of all, you know, you you corrupt the people that you give money to uh, because you don't you don't teach them self-reliance, yeah. but you teach them to depend on you. You depend. Uh, you teach them dependence rather than interdependence. That's right. So you make them; uh, uh, they become objects of charity. Yes. I have this on DVD. I was just going to say, I have this Charlie Rose Soros interview on DVD. I got it for 25 cents at McKay's used books. <laughs> <laughs> you over, you got overcharged for it. Yeah. I, and I was, I got it. Like, I think Caleb and I started watching it. We got 15 minutes in. It's like, there's not enough Adderall in the world to make this interesting. I cut out so many ums and ahs and ands. <laughs> the guy does so many of, so much of that. And it, if you listen to the clip, it's kind of Frankenstein together, but we got to get it going. This guy just stutters and bumbles. Tighten uh, it I got up. Time for one more. Tighten it up. I got time for one more. On Philanthropy 2. Did you do it in the beginning because you had made so much money that you wanted to, to carry forward a philosophy you believed in? Uh, um, until quite recently, the foundations have not been driven by money. In other words, it wasn't that we had to give away a certain amount of money. Unfortunately, it hadn't also been that we didn't have a money to give in yeah. case there was a good cause. Could be tighter. In case there was a good cause. We didn't have any money. So he starts a charity, he's a multi-billionaire, but he doesn't have any money to spend. Well, it turns out that his philosophy only spends other... Er, his philosophy, his philanthropy, his philanthropic organization such as the Open Society, which we may get into later, uh is all funded by other people. It's not even really his own money. We call him Mr. Charity, but he's just he's just the conduit for other rich people to give. Yeah. He's a he's a slob. <laughs> what a douche. Can I give him some money karma? Breckensy yeah. douche. Uh can I give him some money karma lavish? Yes, of course. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Mm, that's Soros. Love it. All right. Well, that means it's time for the polls. Oh, and, Pokemon uh, the go to the polls. Bill Gates. I have to applaud your restraint seat sitter. I have not heard that awful Hillary jingle yet. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so it's, uh, it's that phone number to call in is 865-465-6271, 865-465-6271. Follow Lavish. Oh, Billy boy. And real quick, before we have a caller uh, connect, I am seeing a couple of boostograms coming in. Bully Steed's boost in the BTS feed, and uh, she had three come in from Fountain for 33-33 each. Uh, she said, Battle of the Douchebags, Soros versus Gates. Soros is an evil fuck. Money is the only thing. But I mean, that's what Bill Gates wants to question. do. There's an important question here, and that is, are we doing battle of the evil motherfuckers and i think I, I don't think that there's much out there that's more evil than soros or are we doing battle of the douchebags who is a bigger douchebag is he i feel like this has been the age-old question since episode one bill gates the ongoing debate because gates has been putting himself out there as a total douche even when he doesn't deserve it because even when he's not evil he's like i may not be evil but i'm still a dick Strong. I don't know. If I, I don't need I to influence the voting, but I do that. 
But you did. I it. definitely think Bill Gates is like the most the one like if you ran into him in the road, you would be more likely to like just want to like curb yeah. stomp him. Just what I mean, when I, talk. Yeah, when I, if you just base it on I think of, talk. When I think of douchebags, I'm like, if I met these people in the street, which one of them am I most likely to just punch in the face? Yeah. Fair. Fair. Anything else, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got lots else, but I figured the, you know there's six other people here, and I've had some whiskey, so I might. I'm gonna wait until because I'm supposed to present. I hate Bill show. Gates. I hate him. Well, you still got three minutes down. left to vote, people. Three minutes left. Yeah, the phone lines are open. I was trying to. Um, I was trying to find my. Uh, God, still trying to get my Albi wallet to see if anybody boosted. Yeah, you all trying to roll up on Bill Gates, like. That barely left a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to get uh, money. Nothing. Chew bubble gum and give reach arounds. No boost. But that's okay, because I don't look at them usually anyway. Boost. Bill Gates loves you! Strong. Caller, you're on the air. Ah. Uh, hey, guys, it's Servito. Servito! Producer Servito. of this episode and the last several. I just want to say thanks, everybody, for putting up with this much douchiness. Mm. I, uh, I listen to every episode, and this is the first one. I, I literally feel sick to my stomach. Oh. Like, I mean, you, guys are, you guys are taking a hit for all of us, and we appreciate it. I mean, the hours that goes into this, the drinking you have to do. To, I mean, you're heroes. Basically, let's just use the word hero. Absolutely incredible. It was all, well, all poop water. We do appreciate the kind words, Servito, but who are you thinking is going to win this round? Dude, I, I don't know, man. I mean, we're, we're going so deep. Bill Gates! Like, <laughs> the people you don't want to even know are alive. I mean, Soros versus Gates? I mean, I, you know, I voted, and it tells me the numbers when I voted, so obviously Gates is ahead of everybody, but... Well, I mean, spoiler! And I don't want to... Yeah, I don't, I don't want to pick, like, on people's choice of clips you guys deconstruct your own choice of clips after every episode but how do you start with soros and not say i was in the hitler youth it was great oh by the way i'm jewish like well i don't know i think to in lavish's defense uh he used that clip last time when soros won of the happy man this is true yeah and uh so it's the same reason that booberry didn't bring the uh i think we should legalize bestiality and horses would like it clip from chink because that was already used though i would absolutely Uh, listen to that over and over i was making a vocal said the the dumbest things at church but i already did all those dogsex.org yeah it's hard it's hard to not carry over from previous episodes and say like that guy loves his dog but not in a good way Anyway, <laughs> hear me out, people. Uh, I think if I was the thirty seconds Lord, Lord, left, thirty seconds. Right, oh, Bill Gates loves you. Guys, I'm proud of everything you guys do. I'm really proud, and I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, oh, Sir, you know, Billy love, Boy. The show wouldn't be possible without people like Bill Gates. Is is Moments Bill remaining. Forty-two yeah, people voting. I like that. Moments remaining. That's good. It's close. And it's close. Bill Gates will game the hell out of you, sweetheart. I can't believe what you just said. Five, four, you better take three, the prediction. Two, one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Survey says. All right. Uh,
Andrew Cohen with 64% of the vote, 42 people voting. That's Bill Gates squeaking out. Bill Gates. Round two. Bill Gates. Well, Bill Gates. All right, the, well, Bill the, uh, Gates. This Whoever the, the Bill uh, Gates. Whoever keeps dropping that Bill Gates jingle, uh, it's working, okay? You can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> Douchebag. I don't know who created Pokemon Go. And there right. it is. <laughs> right. I'm trying to be pretty chill on the soundboard. I, I know it's sort of seat center show. Uh, I mean, everybody can do whatever they want, but if it gets out of hand, um, then I'll let you know. So it'll be spanking. That's how I, yeah, it's tough yeah. to compete against Gates because he sounds like a douchebag. He's He's got the I... ultimate douchebag voice. Yeah, so I'm, I'm here like, to defend a different boring. douche. I'm here to defend a different douche than Bill Gates, but I'm sitting here going, I. when it comes down to it, I might vote for Bill just because I worked for him. Because we know you man. know him. You guys are friends. You go golfing all the time. We know, Ryan, that you're friends. Yes, with exactly. Okay. And do you have any idea how many times he's, like, cheating, like, kicking his ball out into the fairway? I mean, fuck that guy. Why are you yeah. yelling... He owes you at least three dollars. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, Chris, we got to play, play out, out with, yeah. with World War II. No guilt, seeing as how uh, Vito asked for it so so nicely. You're a Hungarian Jew who escaped the Holocaust mm-hmm. by posing as a a Christian. Uh, right. Yes, and <laughs> you watched. <laughs> Lots of people get shipped off to the dead. Right. My understanding is is that you went out with this protector of yours mm. who swore that you were uh, his adopted godson. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult? Uh, not, not, not at all. Not at all. It, uh, maybe well, as a child, you don't, you don't see the connection. Uh, but it was, it created no, no problem at all. No feeling of guilt. No. Well, for example, that uh, I'm Jewish, uh, and here I am watching these people go. I could just as easily be there. I should be there. None of that. Well, uh, of course, I, uh, I could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom it, the thing is being taken away. Uh, um, but there was no sense that I shouldn't be there, because uh, that was... Uh, uh, well, actually, funny way, it's just like in markets, that if I weren't there, of course I wasn't doing it, but somebody else would, would, would be taking it away anyhow. In other words, the, whether I was there or not, I was only a spectator, the property was being taken away. So the, I had no role in taking away that property. So I had no sense of guilt. I, I didn't fucking do this! <laughs> man. I love Jews! I didn't fucking shit. Oh, you're Jewish, Don't right? Blame the player. Blame the game. <laughs> Why isn't he defending Woo. Kanye and uh, and Kyrie? Yeah, the, well, the Kanye. He's a good friend of mine, and I have good given friend. much to his organizations. Uh, 
during that last clip, uh, I actually, I thought of something. Uh, George Soros, his, his, uh, vocal pattern, it reminds me of a classic B horror movie. This is the B movie with Jerry Seinfeld. He kind of reminds me of the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. The Killer Tomatoes. Classic. Oh my goodness. Hey Chris, you like jazz? <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's it for me on Soros. Uh, you right. yourself, admit it yourself, that you suck. That makes it ra- or uh, bracket three of round one. I believe it's going to be Brian Stelterwater versus Joy Bay. What was what was the joke? Bay hard to listen to. <laughs> Something like that. And the uh, the coin flip says it's going to be Joy Behar going down first. All right. Oh shit. Okay. God, this fucking bitch. Um. <laughs> let's. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm trying to look at these uh, time links here. Let's. Um. Let's just go ahead and go with this classic that uh, I've, everybody loves. Biden's poll numbers are tanking. The Democrats. Why are his wrong. numbers tanking? Why? He's doing pretty good job. Uh. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and play this. I'm just going to go ahead and play this uh, three-minute clip. I mean, sh- she's had so much hypocrisy even in the last two weeks. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and play through this clip of her. This is The View versus Tulsi Gabbard. And, You've uh, been skeptical, uh, skeptical uh, more than a lot of the Democrats about the impeachment inquiry. Were you surprised by what he did yesterday? Uh, well, look, the facts are important, and uh, we'll get to that. I want to start with something that I think is also important. Uh, about facts, because recently on your show here... Uh, I was just going to get to that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Helping you out. You want me to ask you um, Yeah. No, and look, and some of you have accused me of being a, uh, a traitor to my country, a Russian asset, a Trojan horse, uh, or a useful, we haven't accused you a useful idiot, I think was the term well, that you used. Which basically means that I'm uh, naive or, or lack intelligence to term. know what's going they on. They use that. I want to let I want to let your viewers know exactly who I am. All right. Set the record straight. I am a patriot. I love our country. I am a strong and intelligent woman of color. And I have dedicated almost my entire adult life to protecting the safety, security and the freedom of all Americans in this country. It was the attack. Say again. She's whiter than I am. It also kind of sounds like a douche at this point. She she really leans. She tries to. She yeah. I mean, Tulsi is. Yeah, I mean that's that's a whole other thing. There, my complaints about Tulsi. Yeah, she's she's very. She tries. I to saw her in person in the identity recently. politics. Oh, she's hot, dude. I'd plow the fuck out of her, but her she is kind of douchey. Yep. Uh, a point of order. Uh, it's stated that um, "useful idiot" is a specifically Russian term. I would like to argue that <laughs> I think it's more of a Marxist term. And, uh, of course, we all know that you don't have to be Russian to be a Marxist. Bingo. Freedom of all Americans in this country. It was the Ready attacks to. on 9 11. <laughs> well, so we, I guess, I guess we were getting, 
we're, we're getting a little bit far ahead of ourselves, but mm. uh, Franklin Graham finds you refreshing. He doesn't find me refreshing. Uh, Richard no Spencer, does. the white nationalist leader, says he could vote for you. Joy, this is why I mean, you're on, you're on Tucker Carlson at least ten times. Why don't you go on this, Wallace's this is, show? This is why I'm here, because you and other people continue to, to spread these innuendos that have nothing to do with who I am. Well, Hillary Clinton started it, and then you shot back at her, boy. I don't know who you called her the queen of you, war you, you double down, unfortunately, you double down on the baseless accusations that she made that strikes at the core of who I am. I'm a soldier. We actually have the clip of Hillary Clinton, just to put this in context of what we're talking about. Let's, let's take a look at that. I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's a favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of, you know, sites and bots and other uh, ways of supporting her so far. Uh, and I, I'm, that, that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not because she's also a Russian uh, asset. What she's saying is she feels they are grooming you. You're saying nobody's grooming me. I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm a soldier and a patriot. It, it's offensive to me as a soldier, as an American, as a member of Congress, as a veteran, and frankly, as a woman, uh. to be so demeaned in you such a way. you her the personification in, of Iraq. So demeaned She's a woman in such too. a way. Well, I'm pointing to the fact that she has continued this legacy of being the world's police around the world that has waged wars costing the lives of thousands of my brothers and sisters in uniform. I'm speaking out against that and What's to your change that to change Well can I I love that. Your evidence <laughs> What's your evidence? What's your evidence for that? Your police around that. the world that has waged wars costing the lives of thousands of my brothers and sisters in uniform. I'm speaking out against that and What's to your change that to change <laughs> well, can I, Are can you I, serious? Are you serious? Let's hear it. I served in the war Not in you. Iraq. Are you saying that, that she's, exactly. she's a warmonger in the war in that? Iraq yeah. that she championed. She championed well, a regime change did war you not in Libya. In that war? I believe the lies that were told to us. Well, so did she. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Russia. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Wow. We are retarded. We are retarded yeah. now. <laughs> Tulsi endorsed the opponent of my player in the current election. Ooh. Oh. Lee Zeldin. There you go. Ah. Well, I didn't uh, mean to uh, put a halt in the whole show thing. <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was the end of my clip. I think we're on to Brian Stelter now. Oh, that's it. Okay. Oh, she just picked that's a longy. Because he has a thousand All right. at 10 seconds clip. I well, do more than that. Uh, so the genderless potato head or whatever they, whatever John Trump Jr. called him. Um, I'm, <laughs> I think my best clip last time was kind of like the off camera clip of him saying how he fired his nanny because <laughs> she didn't get vaccinated. Yeah. So on the heels of that, I want to follow up with um, with Humpty Dumpty before this is before. So this is like maybe um, uh, 2020 uh, and the whole hydroxychloroquine thing came out and he was right there thumping water, carrying water for Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci and probably Putin as well. He was just carrying water for everybody saying how bad hydroxychloroquine was. So uh, Stelter Trump HCQ is my first clip. 
Sorry. Uh, ready. What it, it's it's also labeled number one. So when yeah, there's no. misinformation and diversions and distractions, when he's talking about his his rivals for president, when he's talking about you know Ukraine, other stories, it is disturbing to see him wasting time in the middle of a pandemic. To your point, Anna, the media is so essential in this moment because it is the megaphone to get information to the public about this health crisis. Let's take these masks, for example. Just in the past couple of days, Americans are being told to consider wearing masks. When they go out, uh, what's going on cities, around communities? I was out in New York City today reporting uh, and the masks have appeared almost overnight. People are listening very carefully to what public leaders and public officials are saying. So when the president says BS or when he says information that's not vetted, it's very dangerous. His comments today <laughs> about hydrochloric, people to consider taking it, saying try it. Very dangerous. Life. I want to wear two masks. It's disturbing to hear him doing this. And my wife takes a version of that drug called Plaquenil for her rheumatoid arthritis. And there are so many Americans like her who are having to worry about not having access to the drug they need for their lives because the president's out there touting an unproven uh, idea of a possible cure. I'm glad you had fun while everyone else had to watch an adult man jerk your little boy dick off. So his, it's okay for his cum dumpster of a wife to to get hydroxychloroquine, <laughs> but nobody else can have it. No one else can have it. He can't even get the goddamn name straight. Ah, I can't stand that shit. Can we get an ice? Let me see if I can find when there's ice. overnight. People are listening very carefully to what public leaders and public officials are saying. Very so when the carefully. president says BS, or when he says information that's not vetted, it's BS. very dangerous. His comments today about uh, hydro, uh, chloro- uh, hydrochloric acid. <laughs> oh, my God. Hydrochloroquine. Hydrochloroquine. You know, where he's... One more time. Hydrochloroquine. About hydrochloroquine. They're still going to get it right. Release the hydrochloroquine. <laughs> he wants to give you... God, I'm gonna go into my right. doctor and be like, I want some hydrochloroquine. And right before <laughs> that, this man, Brian Stelter, he can't say the name. Right before that, right. he's going off about how carefully the public is listening and how proud he is that they are paying attention to the news media and the health officials, and not this president spreading BS narrative. Yeah, no, he's a total garbage human being. He deserves where he's at now in Harvard with all the other fucking lemmings. Uh, all right, next one. This is, I think, a shorty on on Jan. I have a couple Jan six clips, but this is one. Um, I think it's just his general idea of the January six hearings, right when they were starting up in June of twenty two. I should have brought my uh, Behar January six supercut. Should find out. The hearings are not just about the past; they are about the present and the future. The creation of a historical record is important, but it it may be the least important aspect. Heading off the next coup attempt may matter a lot more. We are seeing specific threats to democracy, to the right to vote in places like New Mexico. We're seeing conspiracy theories erupt into screams in one county, quote, after false fraud claims through primary certification into question. These stories are keeping reporters busy the same way rot frog? and mold keeps contractors. Uh, what? Effective frog? Into question. No, did he say These frog? stories Oops. are keeping reporters busy the same way rot and mold keeps contractors busy. Did I not back it up far enough? No, it was before, no, it was keep, before that. I keep backing up, yeah. Okay. 
In New Mexico, we're seeing conspiracy theories erupt into screams in one county, quote, after false frog claims through primary... <laughs> frog? <laughs> false frog? Oh, there's some artwork. Uh, there, what is there's, a false there's your frog? False frog claim. False frog. False frog claim. Teams in one county, quote, after false frog claims through primary <laughs> certification. <laughs> These stories are keeping reporters busy the same way rot and mold keeps contractors busy. Is that like somebody who claims they're French? Joke- <laughs> false well, frog. You are a false frog. <laughs> false frog. You, the, Some yeah, you are a double agent. Joe Kahn, who became executive editor of the New York Times this week, told NPR's David Folkenflik, you can't have independent journalism in a non-free society. And we are not impartial about whether or not this nation becomes a non-free society. He basically pulled your little dick out in front of everyone and jerked you off until nothing came out because you are a boy. Those ISOs now, work better uh, for Stelter than anyone else. What the hell is that? <laughs> I, I didn't put any of those. That's not mine. Uh, where did those come that's from? Not, those, I don't from, know what uh, that is, an, but... That's from but the I Netflix show... Yeah, that's from the Netflix show. I think you should leave a sketch comedy show. It sounds like Sarah Silverman. No, she's. Oh, no, one more of her. Yeah, we beat her a few episodes ago. All right, I got one more shorty. I got one more shorty on Biden. This is a. This is recently uh, August. This is from August of twenty two. This is about Biden and his victories that he's having because he's doing great. When it comes to President Biden, there's been a very sudden shift in the narrative wins. I'm sure you felt it. Headlines are describing this week as one of the biggest and one of the best of the Biden presidency, filled with, quote, political wins and policy victories. And many of those so-called wins happening while he was in isolation after testing positive for COVID. I suppose another win this weekend is that he's now COVID-free. So is the press pulling all of it together? (laughs) Is the news getting through? So I I just think that's amazing. Yeah, he's literally trying to gaslight his people saying Biden's having political wins and this and that, people aren't taking credit because this is the gas prices had gone down from you know from their high of whatever it was five dollars a gallon he's, across. He's places, breaking ten political wins. We get it. Yeah, breaking <laughs> political wins, eating political ice cream, and and nobody was giving him credit for this. And and now they had uh, baby formula on the shelves after they had the shortage. Uh, so you know he wasn't getting any credit for this stuff, is what Stelter was claiming. And then if we go to you know the one before that, just. The way he's talking about January 6th is this important monumental uh, event. And he echoes everybody else on the left in that media sphere of, hey, we have to talk about January 6th because it's the only thing in the last five years other than Charlottesville. And that wasn't even really people on the right. It was more like, you know, half uh, it's a bunch, it a bunch of LARPers is what it looked like who actually didn't do anything. Either. They just walked around with torches. They didn't burn anything. They didn't beat anybody up. Wasn't you know, they just walk around. Shenanigans going on there? I don't know yeah, well, I mean, it happened to be run by the guy who did uh, one of the guys who was an Obama supporter, and he he uh, he did occupy Wall Street. So, um, of course, now he's a lefty. Uh, but but that's you know they take these these two events and like they make those to be the worst things that have ever happened, and then you know people are shooting people and burning down buildings and looting, and that's okay. And, and that's where we're at in this world. And people like Brian Stelter embody that, um, that, I guess that mindset of, you know, we can do whatever we want because we, we mean well. And because we, and by meaning well means we want to have trans kids, uh, being taught, you know, uh, phys ed by, uh, 
by the local drag queens. So, I mean, that's where we're at. And ice cream. And that's cream. all I have to say. And ice cream. Yeah. I, I, I do like that when he, he went into his little bit there about all the victories that Biden was. It was almost like he was reading from a list. Like he was handed a list and he said, I'm going to cover these things. And he just starts rattling them off. And at a certain point, you, like even your your average CNN viewer would, you know, as their two brain cells fire up, would like, wait, what? That doesn't sound right. Hey, I just paid eight dollars a gallon for gas. How, what does he mean, <laughs> I, victories? You know, I think you're overestimating the average CNN viewer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just paid eight dollars a gallon for gas. <laughs> Did you hear? Is there anything else on uh, Stelter here? No, those are my three clips. Those are my three uh, I, Can I just say in, in support of Stelter, I do like his, his super smooth complexion that either comes from eight pounds of caked on makeup or a whole bunch of adrenochrome smeared across his head. I have, I, have got a I have cookies. I have candy, five-year-old. I thought that guy was older than me, but he's two years younger than me. Yeah, he, he's surprisingly young, and he's got this just like yeah. this – this completely wrinkle-free head and face, smooth like a castrati. Uh, he still looks <laughs> older, though. He looks. I still he looks older than the, he should be. I still contend that He's one of the funniest smooth. things in the last twenty years was easily when Alex put the uh, when Alex Jones put up Jared Fogle and Brian Stelter's pictures side by side of them doing the same smile. The show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that. They you went off. It and you can't unsee it. The the best one though, I think I played it on the last one was him going after Tom, it was Thomas Wolf and uh, the yeah. author or Michael Wolf whatever his name was and uh, and Stelter who I almost put a Wolf clip in here where Wolf was like reading him the Riot Act I thought it was really good and I almost put that in the first one but it got left off the table. Also, Brian Stelter has two brothers who he shares his Netflix password with, which I don't know if you can get any douchier than that, but he admitted it on TV. And so I wonder what these brothers look like. That's what that's yeah, that, the most curious. Fifteen dollars a month is a big hit to his budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, with that, uh, that's all I have for uh, for Stelter right now. Until hopefully we get to round two, we'll see though. All right, it's got to post that poll. You got it. It's uh, going to be Joy Joy Behar versus Brian Stelter. I don't know who created. <laughs> Come on, go. Phone lines are open. Oh my god. But I'm there trying to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon go to the polls. Woo! If nothing else, that, get your boats in, that clip is be... proof that... Proof that what? There's no God. I was going to say, that clip is proof that Hillary will read anything she's handed by one of her assistants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, uh, that's and that, that, proof, that clip is also proof That clip is also proof that Seat Sitter will play anything as long as he thinks it's stupid i don't know who created Pokemon Go. uh we had 66 66 sats from bully seat again through fountain she said washington doctors would not prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine seven dollar over the counter mexico airport uh no prescription needed at the height of propaganda mm-hmm. oh give her a little goat, goat action yeah got, got some goat slaughtering fuck yeah man yeah might as well for the championship finale. Go vote now. You got, oh, I don't know, three minutes left. Yeah, you can buy ivermectin at a local pharmacy in Mexico. It's almost like I want to go down there and just get a bunch because I don't think it's going to the fan again soon. Is that a goat You can vote, get it right? in Tennessee. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it, it was over Vermont the is one of the places. Uh, I mean, you, sure can, you could go into a tractor yeah. supply and get horse paste. 
Oh yeah, you can get horse based anywhere. I could go buy horse based. Yeah. But like the actual pills that are pills. And- yeah, there was there was some state that just said they were going to make it over the counter. Now everyone's typing it in. Yeah, I think for, I thought Vermont or New Hampshire did it. <laughs> oh, it's a Bernie thing. It's Tennessee. It's Tennessee. Yeah, Bernie did it. <laughs> Bernie. Governor Lee. All right, people. Uh, the phone lines are open. 865-465-6271. 865-465-6271. I'll put, I haven't been putting that number in the troll room like I have been. Oh, troll it out. Not every Three minutes left. Two minutes left. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, in that case. Uh, we'll get to That's right, folks. Pull out your cell phones now. Dial up this telephone number. It is... 865-465-6271. Give us a call. Who do you think is going to be the bigger douche? Is it Joy Behar or Brian Stelterwater? Let your voice be heard. I didn't do fucking shit. He wants to give you some drugs. Take them. I am in awe of that read. That was a good read. That was good. I thought that was already canned. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. Hey. Hello, man. It's Dan. Uh, quick take here. Joy Behar, she looks like a complete bitch. You see her, she's a bitch. You get what you get. Her reach is effectively 40-year-old, 40-year-old moms working out on treadmills in the middle of the day. Brian Stelzer is a mayo sandwich eating cuck, and he got a job at Harvard after he's fired from CNN. That dude is a complete fucking douchebag. Yeah. Wow. I agree 100%. You have you one go. minute that's, to vote. That's it. That's what it is. Oh, thank you, go vote. Anything yeah. else? you have a prediction on who's going to win the whole thing? Not, uh, I would love to see Stelter. I really think it's going to be uh, Bill Gates. Now, I remember yeah. if this is, uh, this is in a millennial. This is Dan, I believe, speaking to. Yep. I remember you correctly predicted on episode two right at the start. Of the very show, you you predicted a chink win. So your track yep. record holds through. It's going to be a Bill Gates win. Oh, is Nam kind of like our I'm octopus? Hoping, I'm hoping. Is uh, that how that works? Yeah. <laughs> is there a deuce yes, round a hug? That's right. That's right. <laughs> What's going on? I specialize in national soccer team selection. <laughs> uh, Anyways, I'll let you guys go. Great like show. Sports. Great show. You have a good time. Thank you, caller. Um. Yeah, that's the, uh, what do we got? We got all right. The, we got about thirty seconds left. Hit it. Oh, ch- perfect. You can check him out. Millennium Media Offensive every Tuesday before DH Unplugged. MMO dot show. Wow. MMO dot live. Wow. 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 I, don't, I don't get the Mayo wow. comment. What's that all about? It was all I'm not a scientist, but I, I, I get the basics, and that's it. caller. You're on the air. But first, we got to one. Caller? Who do you Caller, think what do you think? Who do you think it's going to be? Yes. Joy Behar. Okay, we got see. it. All right, wow. we're coming in. 45 people, 67% of the vote. 45 people voting. You have Joy Behar making it to round two. That's what? I did not see that coming. That's right. I did not see that coming. No way. Before and then stop being funny. Got on the view. No. <laughs> Where comedians go How to die, caller. That funny in the first place? Are you happy with yes. these results, caller? Uh, I 
I am happy with these results. Um, and uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for doing the show. I'm going to go back to listening. Love you guys. Love you, caller. Love you, caller. All right, so I get a parting clip. Yes, but first I have to uh, I have to crown uh, Joy Behar here. Let's see. Uh, but, but, here we go. About him, they think he's very thin-skinned, but that's another story. Well, I mean, this is the view, aren't we all? <laughs> I no. have another question for you. No, uh, not. No, we're not. <laughs> all right, uh, uh... we're not thin-skinned. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're right, lizards. <laughs> One more from Stelter, and uh, everything that doesn't um, th- that wasn't played it's will a, be at the end of the show, as always. All right, it's a toss-up between let's see, uh, him asking why um, it's him and some guy from Media Matters talking about why Fox News producers won't promote the vaccine. This is in April twenty-one, and another one's him with Jeffrey Tubin, which Tubin has really got the kicker. But if you're going to play that one, you're going to play them all at the end of the show. Let's go with the vaccine one because I think that was despicable of what he did. Um, you know, say, look, all these other people are promoting this shill crap vaccine that doesn't even work and isn't a vaccine. Why aren't Fox people doing it? And in the end, as much as I think most of the Fox people are douchebags too, uh, in some form or another, um, they weren't out promoting going to get the vaccine for the most part. Uh, COVID vaccinations are hitting another record this weekend. 4.6 million shots recorded on Saturday. So happy. It's a half million above the prior Saturday record. And, uh, you know, I think it's really important to see all these TV anchors, personalities showing themselves getting the shot. We've seen a lot of vaccine selfies from lots of folks at lots of different networks. Uh, it's been really inspiring to see. You know, the Today Show okay. even brought the, 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 the co-host outside. For a live group vaccination this and week. And ice cream. And Rachel Maddow on Friday on MSNBC talked about how she was really fearful of the needle, really worried about it. And yet it was important <laughs> to get the shot, and she did. And there she is talking about it on air. So I, I say chill. all that to make the following point. Where are Tucker and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram? Where is Ainsley Earhart and Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmeade? Where are the biggest stars on Fox getting vaccinated? I get it's a personal choice. I get that's between, you know, the hosts and their health care providers. Okay, so instead of, like, Brian Kilmeade, is that his name? Is that what he said? Uh, no, I think he said Steve Ducey. Ducey no, 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 the other guy says Steve point. Ducey. No, he does say Brian Where Kilmeade. Where are Tucker right. and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram? Where is Ainsley Earhart and Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmeade? Steve Brian Ducey. Kilmeade. So instead of Brian <laughs> Kilmeade, yeah, yeah, this Brian Stelter should change. Yeah, Brian, kill yourself and Brian Kilmeade. Where are the biggest stars on Fox getting vaccinated? I get it's a personal choice. I get that's between, you know, the hosts and their health care provider. But everybody else is doing it, right, Matt? I mean, all across television, all these anchors are, are rolling up their sleeves. Why do you think we haven't seen the biggest stars on Fox News get vaccinated or show us their vaccine selfies? Steve Ducey should get vaccinated live on Fox and Friends. It would save save the lives of his viewers. Uh, I don't understand why they won't do that. By the way, it should have happened in February. Who was that testosterone-free individual? Again, they're making a personal choice. Um, Fox will give you a list of all the personalities that have said they've been vaccinated, you know, some of their news anchors, some of their commentators. But the biggest stars are the ones that are most trusted by the Fox audience. And they're choosing... Not to spread. You're going to jail. Really curious choice. What is that? What is that? What I, is that noise? <laughs> I just got a I huge chill down my spine. I did not put the Wait. door in there. I got a huge chill down my spine when when he said, uh, you know, 
everybody's going out for a group vaccination. Like, oh my god, it's like fucking Ruby Rich all over again. And <laughs> ice cream. Oh, every- one of us? Don't you want to be one of us? Are you one of us? You want to be one of us? Not to spread the word. It's a really curious choice. Really curious. All right. Well, that's Brian Stelter, everybody. Press I'm honestly, I think that was a huge upset in my mind. Press but, S to uh, It was. Bear really pulled it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a bunch of, bunch of Stelter lovers in the chat. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know the Stelter. I'm taking my Stelter crowd and going home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Shoot, that's the last bracket, then, and then we're on to the semifinals. Nope, that's, there's uh, a, that's going to be the two governors. The governors. No, there's one more. I can fucking uh, get no. Hi. <laughs> we got a couple the two governors up against each other. Hello. I, that's what I just said. We have governors going up. Completely forgetting. Come on, man. <laughs> Maybe I'd set it. Wrong, I deserve I, a shot. Are, is there someone before these you. two governors? No, 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 no. You're good. No, that's it. Okay. I thought that's what I said. Maybe not. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's. Uh, that's, this will be the last bracket. Two governors going head to head. That's not what you said. And okay. I'll. <laughs> we got the coin toss in. It's going to uh, be Kathy Hochul up first. Uh, Tom Starkweather. Oh yeah. I've got a rewind yes, button. No, we can damn sure play it back. <laughs> All right. So uh, Kathy, I am actually going to go cook steak. Okay. So I will be. Uh, oh, I'll yeah. hop back in. Tom, go. Tom, go play your super cunts. No, I need right, to hear do. Sir Ducifer fire up that grill to make Maybe. sure it's at the right temperature for his steaks. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm sear the shit out of it. Steaks. All right. Enjoy those steaks. Um, this is so a high steak episode Ho- here. Yes. I like a steak, but if somebody <laughs> took a dump on it, I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> But if no one saw it, wait. Do you have the one okay? where Alex is like, I, I, "You think I want to walk up to somebody's table and grab their whole steak off their their table and eat it in front of them?" I might be. I don't want to do that, but I'm done it. Find <laughs> <laughs> that one. But anyway, sorry. <clears throat> sorry. Excuse me. No, I mean, uh, frankly, anything is a build up uh, to Kathy Hochul. She's. One of the most lackluster individuals I've watched in politics, and unfortunately, I, I I lived in a state for most of the time that she has served as governor, and she was not elected. She became governor as a result of Andrew Cuomo resigning, and no one really knew who she was before then. Uh, maybe some folks in Buffalo. Uh, She's she has chosen the the democratic strategy of just focusing on three issues: guns, January six, some kind of war on democracy. I don't understand, and abortion rights, which aren't really in jeopardy in the state of New York, like they are in some other states. Not to discredit that, but um, it doesn't seem like an actual threat there, but she wants to make it a campaign topic anyway. I don't understand. Um, As polls have gotten closer, addressing crime fears has been more of a focus, and all she's done is focus more on 
uh, her efforts to fight illegal guns. Uh, I've heard much the same rhetoric from the New York City mayor, Eric Adams. When anyone tries to attack either of these people on account of the rising crime in the state of New York and the city of New York City, they they kind of defer to like, well, I've done all these things. We've banned ghost guns. It's not really addressing what's happening. Kathy Hochul still thinks the healthcare worker vaccine mandate has saved lives. Um, I'm, I'm just that's that's another rabbit hole we don't need to go down. But you know, she still stands by that, and I actually know people that have left the state because of this law. Uh, let's see. There's only a few more points, and then I will get into my uh, clip. Supercut, um, but she gave a no-bid contract to a company that was friendly to her and wasn't really making COVID tests before, apparently. And it was a no-bid contract. New York State paid a very high price for a bunch of COVID tests for whatever reason. Um, And on the financial note, she wants to make a new Buffalo... Buffalo Bills Stadium. Buffalo is very much a pride point for the governor since she is from Buffalo. And she's holding Seneca Nation funds that are apparently owed to the state in contention for funding a new Buffalo Bills Stadium. And it, it just, I mean, even if they do owe money, why would you make like, it seems like a, a very unwise political decision to make a point on Indian Nation fund owed to the state? I don't understand. Um the list goes on here, but you know, uh I think I'll just round out my intro with the fact that she doesn't approve of uh cryptocurrency mining if it consumes too much energy. Uh and I present to you my clip roundup. Do you want to see Joe Biden run for re-election? Yes, I do. He has delivered for the people of this country in ways that we still don't know the benefits. The Inflation Reduction Act, the infrastructure dollars that Lee Zeldin voted against. Thank, thank God they showed up here. So, yes. The Gilded Age. The Gilded Age. People will look back at this and say, this was our age of awesome the age when we did oh the impossible, God. when there was no challenge too great that we couldn't overcome. And people look back and say, you are the patrons. I am calling out white supremacists. I have no trouble sending my state police to investigate any area where I think that there's hatred, where there's racism, there's bigotry. And in fact, I charged our attorney general, Hish James, after the massacre in Buffalo to start monitoring our social media sites and finding out who else is saying what we can prevent the next massacre. So no tolerance for that. I said to Mayor Adams, we were in the subway together January 6th. Not that January 6th, a year later, this past January 6th. But that was not my first time teaming up with Mayor Adams. We were together literally January 6th. Not that January 6th, but January 6th the following year. But I've been meeting with the <laughs> leaders in not just New York City, Rochester, Syracuse, convening everybody. 
district attorney, sheriff, U.S. attorney, what are you doing? Have you used this law? My husband was Barack Obama's United States attorney. He was a top prosecutor. I understand how this works. Kara Benefield was shot and killed in front of her kids by her estranged husband. Less than 24 hours after he was released with no bail over this very brutal beatdown that she actually posted to her Facebook page in a desperate plea for help. The governor refusing any responsibility for the cold-blooded murder and instead blaming the system that she runs. The system absolutely failed her. The system has to work. Orders of protection (laughs) have to be granted. Transition homes have to be available. And we have to make sure that judges and prosecutors charge appropriately. Mm-hmm. We banned the ghost gun. So we're always trying to be ahead of this. You know, my, my husband was Barack Obama's United States attorney up in Western New York. You know, he his focus was gangs and street crimes. Mm-hmm. My Department of Energy and uh, 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 Environment Conservation already stopped a company that was, deplo- was utilizing so much power even more so than the previously shut down business. I'm looking at that bill closely. This has nothing to do with whether or not we embrace the cryptocurrency industry in our city. This is a specific kind of cryptocurrency, energy intensive. Yeah, and we focus on making sure that that they have green facilities, that they're not using that kind of utilities. We cannot let that happen. I'm calling on all New Yorkers to stand up, defend your democracy against a Trump-loving climate action, climate change denier, election denier, Abortion denier, denying abortion rights, that's who's on the ballot. Time people understand that. Kathy Hochul, everyone. Oh, my God, Tom. I I have to applaud. (laughs) I have to applaud your use of the word supercut to describe the clip you just played. Did you say supercut? It just happened, yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to. Also, I think Age of Awesome is a great show title. Hmm. Uh-huh. An age we all share, right, boys? Yes. Oh shit, I was muted. Okay. Um, I was, <laughs> there you I was are. Say, I was trying to say. Um, I heard. I think somebody brought it up last show when Kathy won, but I didn't hear it as much until that supercut you just brought. She does have a spot-on cadence, very similar. Hillary. Yeah. Man. Yep. Hill talking. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was just waiting for Hope. I don't to know say. who created. <laughs> Pokemon Go. <laughs> yep. Nailed uh, it. 100%. Tom, I got to give you a little bit of finger karma. I kept karma. thinking about it when I was clipping, too. I kept hil- hearing Hillary. Yeah, this is this is for Kathy. And this is your finger. Far from the pulse, jam straight up your ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, mall, mall rats mm-hmm. quote. Here's the finger. Like <laughs> Here's your pulse. <laughs> yeah. Here's your finger jammed far up your ass. Well, that that's my presentation. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, now we're on to Jay fucking Inslee. Okay. So, first of all, I want to say I think that the Cersei Titter scheduled this exactly because he knew that as soon as we started this show, I was going to start day drinking, and he scheduled me dead last <laughs> because he knew that put enough alcohol looking. in me. You're going to get a genuine Bem rant. Yeah. So, an Inslee Bem rant. Maybe it was oh, equal handicapping for us both. <laughs> it might have been. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and start. And, and, and first of all, I have to point out that all of these clips were put together pretty quickly this morning because 
30 hours of the last two days, I was without power, which, by the way, I blame on Jay fucking Inslee because he is the governor of the state that is not delivering power to my house. But anyway, he knew you were doing this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Down. I think that's it. Exactly. So he needs um, less. let's go ahead and start with uh, there. There was a. There was a little thing out of the Supreme Court uh, a few months back uh, where the Supreme Court decided that maybe Roe versus Wade wasn't the right decision and kind of shot it down. And uh, as soon as that Supreme Court decision came out, every single Democrat governor came out and just shit themselves. Um, Inslee, ever, you know, a, a, a machine part in the DNC strategy decided that he wanted to come out with, uh, okay, how can we defeat the Supreme Court? And so the context is, this is right after that decision. Um, he wanted to point out Republicans are evil, the Supreme Court is evil, and he wants FDA rules to preempt the state legislature. So uh, go ahead with uh, Inslee FDA preempt. If you got the clip. The implement, what do you need from the federal government? So the idea is this, if somebody in Boise... Uh, somebody in Idaho doesn't want to have to travel over state. They can get prescribed this from a doctor in Washington state via telemedicine. And you believe what does the federal government need to do to protect that person's ability to get the proper medication? Two things. We need the administration to issue a statement that they consider the FDA rules to preempt state rules in this regard and that the FDA decisions will be respected and that the federal government will take that position. And the FDA rules are, are in place. They do preempt states to some degree in this regard. And simply announcing that the federal government will take that position. And second, either initiate or stand by or in litigation to enforce those rules against these rogue Republican politicians who want to intrude to overpower the private decisions by their constituents. And the FDA has already ruled these are safe products for women, and the federal law already makes this available, and we got to make sure that that preempts the wrong-headed attempt of these states of a federal drug administration that clearly has been given the authority. And the Supreme Court isn't going to be able to get rid of this one, calling it a major decision. So this guy honestly believes that uh, the FDA who happens to be in the pocket of his party should completely preempt all state legislatures. All uh, should preempt the Supreme court should preempt everybody who disagrees with him because, well, because they have a different opinion of him. And, and I, I'm, I am especially bothered being, you know, a little bit of a constitutionalist. If you were listening to my podcast, you might realize that this guy is Standard for leftards, he he doesn't have any scruples, and so when his when an opinion comes in his favor and against the people he disagrees with, it should always be approved. So state legislatures are wrongheaded for having a different opinion from him. Uh, he absolutely believes in federal supremacy as long as the federal supremacy is overriding those. Horrible state legislatures. You know, the people that, that all you people in red states keep electing to represent you. No, he's thinking, no, the, the FDA and the CDC 
need to override what your state legislature says because your state legislature is wrong because he lives in a left coast state and thinks that it's just right. And we should definitely force. And by the way, he, first of all, he believes that the majority wants all of these things. The majority wants the, the vax. The majority wants to be aborting their babies all the goddamn time. And the majority wants climate change, by the way. Go ahead and play Inslee Mob Rule. And by the way, I do think it's important to this. I don't leave this conversation by saying this. But what we are experiencing here is a Republican effort to impose minority decisions in a democracy where the majority should be making these decisions. The majority of Americans want gun safety. A majority want climate change, and huge majorities want to protect the right of choice, even in states, in red states. This is what the people want. So basically saying that the federal government is going to enforce that, the majority will of, of, of Americans, is the right thing to do. You, you heard me, by the way. You, you heard him. The majority want be, climate change. It's yeah, not just that no. they want they want to be defended from climate change. No, they want climate change because <laughs> if they don't have climate change, then their entire political identity is compromised. So they need climate change. It is important. Yeah. The, the, and, uh, the that, last no, thing that I is, got. And, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, no, that is here. the prime example of the, t- of the tyranny of the majority. And it's why democracies yes, are he, bullshit. Yeah. Well, first of all, he believes that the majority want that, and I don't think that's true. But right. But once he realized, he he's like, oh, the majority want climate change. We need climate change. Give me more climate change. And, and then he's <laughs> like, and everybody who doesn't believe the same way I do needs to be stomped beneath my boot because the majority want climate change. Okay, yeah. So... The last thing I've got is, uh, and this one I don't, I don't, I don't even, know. I don't have a clip, and I don't know if it's worth it or not. But I'm just going to read something that came out of his office, and it was a proclamation by Lord Emperor J. Fucking Inslee. Um, it, it, it in fact had the same weight as the proclamation that says all small business shall be fucked, and the same weight as the proclamation that said, oh, I'm sorry, your kids must be rendered permanently retard because we can't have schools. That, you know, that kind of proclamation. It was exactly given this, but I'm just going to Democracy and ice cream. Whereas, whereas the Mariners, Seattle Mariners, they're a, an MLB baseball team for anybody who missed it, have ended their drought and made it to the postseason for the first time since 2001. And whereas the M's, have come from behind to beat the Toronto Blue Jays in Game 2 and clinch the wild card. And, whereas, the Mariners are facing their longtime rivals, the Houston Astros, in the American League Division Series. And, whereas, Mariners manager Scott Surveyus has led an amazing roster of players who coalesced into a true team. And, whereas, the Mariners' historic 2022 season has brought all of Washington State together. And, whereas... The team will now come home to continue the ALDS on Saturday, October 15th in Seattle, ready to be welcomed by all Washingtonians. Therefore, I, Jay Inslee, governor of the state of Washington, do hereby direct Washington State 
ferries to rename all 21 ferries in honor of the Mariners players and staff to help celebrate Whoa. this amazing season and wish them luck in the rest of their postseason play. Signed this 12th day of October, 2022, Governor Jay fucking Inslee. What, Tinkerbell? Those, wow. those ferries, by the way, all have the names of the local Native American tribes, which if you know anything about local Washington tribes, and you shouldn't because why the fuck not, they were the last tribes to be subsumed by the U.S. government. Uh, if if you are of the opinion that cultural appropriation is bad, then you should definitely support keeping these tribes named the Kitsap, the Spokane, the Kittitas, the, you know, et cetera, et cetera. These are, these are all Native American names. And he has decided that, uh, now admittedly this was all temporary, but he has decided none of those matter. He is going to stomp on all of the Native American ideals, you know, they're, he's going to stomp on their their whole culture and say, "Yeah, we're naming all the fairies for Mariners players." And by the way, that you did it permanently, that, or is it temporarily? It was temporary because it only lasted one month. So about a week from now, they're all going to go back to their other. I have to admit that they're all going to go back to their other names. Yeah, because they blew it. Thanks for reminding me that the Astros for, won the series. God yeah, damn it! For so the purpose terrible. of that one month, yeah. And and by the way. So the Astros won two games at home before this declaration. The series was coming back to Seattle. And I got to admit, the Mariners put up a noble fight because it took 18 innings for them to lose the game. Mm-hmm. So my my joke at the time was always, uh, you know, the Astros swept the Mariners three games to none in four games. Because 18 <laughs> innings is four games. But yeah, yep, there was, was exactly fun. one postseason game in Seattle. The Mariners got fucking stomped. And, uh, I'm out of my element here. I don't even watch though, Okay, he was going <laughs> to rename all of the local fairies based on the team because, because he just felt like he really wanted to root for his team, and that's how he did it. That's... uh yeah, that's my presentation nice work, on, on his. I, God, I could keep going for another well, 10 minutes, but I feel like my time's got to be up. That, that, I can that rant is good, about that the is fact good that timing. He, that is good timing. We're at uh, just over 10 minutes. Okay. I mean, he put wow. my power out. Did I mention that? You <laughs> yeah. probably deserve it. I'm a drink it. of beer! <laughs> yeah, and the irony about the dick. power thing is that that uh, Washington, of, of all states, has a, a huge amount of, of what would nor- ordinarily be considered, you know, green... Energy sources between nuclear and hydro, and yet they're, they're working to tear down all the dams and get rid of all the the nuclear, so they can do nothing. Western Washington is almost entirely hydroelectric, which is really stable power and green. Yeah, well, no, no, it's green unless you encounter one of those green policies that excludes hydroelectric power. Because right, I was going to say it, it ordinarily would them. be green, but they've they've ex- explicitly excluded that. Exactly. Uh, so that they can get additional federal funding to build uh, solar in a state that has a bunch of overcast skies all day. Exactly. A state that doesn't experience the sunshine. Like solar, yes. Let's do that. Congratulations!
are the uh, all right, who are the I think it's time for the poll, the uh, the final poll and uh, phone line opening of round one. Let's do it. I'm dropping the poll now. Jay fucking Inslee or Kathy Hochul? 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 Hochul. Hochul. Cool! Game on! Kathy the super what? cunt's Hochul. <laughs> Lavish, what happened to all the funny quips you would put in parentheses behind the side of everyone's uh, name? I, I could do that. I, I kind of did that for the finale last time, but I could do that for right, all of them. Right, semi Okay. Now we're going to the semis, well, so... Yeah, and that phone number is that phone number is eight six five four six five six two seven one eight six five four six five six two seven one. Which governor is the worst? And we got uh, NBS and Bully Seed both through Fountain uh, for the sixty six sixty six. And uh, Bully Seed wanted to say Inslee, I'm Bill Gates' pussy. And that one was for NBS. <laughs> yeah, thank you, NBS Bully Steed. Goat slaughtering, sons of guns. I'll uh, I'll tabulate all these up together and uh, make sure they get to their appropriate homes after it's all said and done. Well, if if they came along with money, I feel like they should definitely have extra weight in the polls. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, uh, I don't know vote? who created Pokemon Go. Groovy. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon go to the polls. Dude. <clears throat> Tim Kane or whatever that guy's name, her running mate, is just gr- – I just noticed this for the first time. He is grinning ear to ear, thinking it's the funniest goddamn thing ever. Former <laughs> governor of Virginia. Yeah. He's and actually DNC from German. Minnesota. Well, Inslee oh, couldn't get elected yeah. to, to the state legislature until he moved over to King County. Well, I think I Inslee uh, – he was in the House – for a long time, I know this because I was in Bothell. I was in his district. I have been voting against this motherfucker for 24 years. Um, but yeah, but he first he first lived over in the eastern side, and he ran over there and couldn't get elected, so he moved over to the west he, side. Yeah, but he he genuinely does not give a shit about the state of Washington. Everything about what he's doing right now is he wants to get a job in the Biden administration and yep, is yep. pissed. That he wasn't already appointed to something. Did Jay Inslee wear a necklace that said vaxxed and called people that <laughs> immediately got shut up the smart ones? <laughs> you know Not what, that I'm aware of. You know what, got something. And said there. that Jesus personally showed up and told her to do it. You yeah. know, we've got some vote tampering being attempted on No Agenda Social. They're saying vote Inslee in to make Ryan stay on longer. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Vote tampering, people. <laughs> you know what Kathy said when she got to the ball? Can balls? you blame him, though? You know what Kathy said? What? <laughs> 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 oh, man. You know, we've got two Those minutes are... left, and 40 people have already voted, and it is tight. It's really tight, so you got to you be the... People like, don't want to hear Kathy Hochul anymore that much. They're like, I'll vote for Jay, and then I won't have to hear this crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. If you vote for Jay, you have to hear more of me in the next round. I don't know who so, created Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, that telephone number oh. is 865-465-6271. There we go. <laughs> 
caller, you're on the air. It's Battle of Douchebags, the final showdown. We got Kathy Hochul versus Jay fucking Inslee. Who you liking? 50-50. Could I get a round climate change with pepperoni on it? <laughs> Garlic crust. <laughs> and, and ice cream. Side of, you know, I didn't uh, even... You want of, some CO2 sticks with that? <laughs> I didn't mention this time. Side of Perry, named after a baseball Inslee, player. Inslee ran for president on the climate change platform. But I didn't mention it this time because I brought it, you know, the last time. That was his 2020. He was trying to be president based on climate change. Oh, God. I Colin, can't. What was that order again? Cigarettes. And ice cream. And lottery uh, tickets. And ice cream. And chewing tobacco. And, and ice cream. And honey bun and ice cream and coffee and Gatorade <laughs> ice cream and Coca Cola and, and ice cream and lighters <laughs> and ice cream Kathy and sucks. ice cream and potato chips. What's with what the honey seconds? bun? Uh, he say, he oh, only shit. says it Sorry. one time. Why does well, he only Kathy. say honey bun once? And ice cream. All right, it's a close matchup. Soda. Hokel needs your vote. She needs your vote. Tight. Where are you? Moments remaining. Ice cream. Ice cream. New Yorkers. Oh, my God. New Yorkers, where are you? New York. What's going on? Wow. Oh, All right. Holy Jesus. shit. Jesus. Absolutely wrong. Survey oh, says 50-50. Oh, we go to sudden yeah. death with 54 people voting. Jay Inslee and Kathy Hogle, 50-50, baby. Wow. I didn't vote. <laughs> Super sudden death. That is the first time that has happened okay. in a hot minute. Yeah, so, it's been a while. I think it's the second time in Battle of the Douchebags, but yeah. Super sudden so death. What does this mean? We like play one clip each, or or do I get lightning to round, some more? Lightning round, lightning round. Play a clip with no context given. You just play the clip. Okay, no context. Then I'm gonna go Inslee pivoted. All right. Well, who? Well, we need to do a coin flip for who goes first, though. It's yeah. Oh, oh I'm shit. sorry. Yeah, sorry. I can do that real quick. Uh, who was up in second? It's going to be Jay Inslee. Chains right. is up first. And you said which one? I'm sorry. Pivoted. Pivoted? Gotcha. Uh, last question I'm going to get you out on on a different topic. Is there any role for you or the state government to play in protecting the University of Washington and Washington State? The economies in both places could get hit hard if essentially the Pac-12 is not what it used to be, if they're not a part of the big. Are you worried about that financially, and is there a role for the state to play? Well, I'm glad we have pivoted from the existential threat of climate change, which might destroy life as we know it, to college football. So I'm glad we're doing that. Caller, what did you think about that clip? I didn't realize you were still here. Wait, what? You said college football is affected by climate change? Is that what he just said? which might destroy life as we know it, to college football. So I'm glad we're doing that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> huh. That's uh, a hot take. <laughs> all right. Hey, now it's Kathy. Quite hot color. And we'll re- redo the poll. 
after Kathy. Uh, I don't right. understand why he named the fairies after baseball players after that club. And as the polls get down to the end here, I can believe you'll start to see a separation between us even more so. And you'll realize that rhetoric is not going to get them safer. But the results in a real record that we're focusing on will. So I've been laser-focused on this job. I cherish this job. I'm honored to be the governor. I'm a street fighter. I say bring it on. I love being underestimated. Every one of my 14 elections, I'm usually underestimated. And uh, this is when the rubber meets the road. And when Democrats get out and vote, we win. It's that simple. And that's what's going to happen one week from today. Oh, you want more? So we're just getting the attention of the voters now. They'll understand. Like You can say all you want, but we actually have a strategy. It's not sound bites. It's sound policy, and that's the difference between us. And that'll be the key to our success. In the- that is a smooth politician right there. Mm. I would say, Lavish, go mm. ahead and take the polls live. Chris, you got to... All right, I'm having significant audio issues yeah. over here, so if we... If I, as am I. I'm experiencing choppy waters. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, oh, I thought that was just my drunkenness. No, it's. Uh, I think it's the voice. <laughs> yeah, so, so you can just hold down the port. I'm going to work on this. Yep. Uh, so, so, a program you're running. So, Lavish, go ahead and take those polls live. We'll get this uh, this counter started. All and right. uh, it's going to be... Oh, I believe I'm here all by myself. So if you're connected to the BTS stream, sadly, I'm not on the no agenda stream. Um, I do have the backup recorder going. Lavish has got the polls live over there at no agenda social. It's no agenda social dot com slash lavish. And uh, you can go and uh, things like climate change and ask you about our local sports team. And he's like, I'm going to sarcasm all over your face. There was a, there's no poll on that post, Lavish. Yeah. Oh, oops. Oops, 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 oops. And here I am, you know, (laughs) he had a little whiskey, so I had a little whiskey, and now here we are. That is important. And the, yeah, the five minutes, too, just in case. Oh, I got you. In case I was so, so far gone. All right, poll is posted. Ah, yes, hey, being far gone is my job, not yours. I don't know who hey, created. We're both on the bereft coast. Go. Way there, New Yorkers. How much does Kathy suck? Come vote. <laughs> Come vote. East versus West. It was always going to be Kathy this. Kathy sucks. You you bring up a fantastic point, which is uh, you know something I mentioned before the show, which is I absolutely think that Kathy Hochul is a more evil human being. But I also think that Jay is a bigger douchebag. Bigger douchebag. This was your Gates versus Soros situation. Yeah. One's evil, but one's douchey. How do you frame a douchebag? Yeah, really. What is douche? What makes a douchebag? What are your criteria? And I'm feeling like I'm going to lose because I brought a douchebag and you brought a genuinely horrible, evil person, <laughs> human being, to the show. <laughs> ah, they're both pretty terrible, actually. <laughs> yeah. Three minutes left, 30 people already voting in for super sudden death. Dang. Oh, my gentle Jesus. Ooh, spooky. Oh, got another boost in there. 
9999 from Bully Speed. Gates is more evil. Inslee is a, a, a Inslee is lame. A tool. Hotel is Hillary Minimum. Num, uh, hashtag Hillary Minimum. Oh, me. Gates is more evil. Yeah, hashtag Nuremberg 2. Hashtag shaved heads. Yeah. The you know, I'm liking. Bu- I'm feeling like Bully Seeds votes need to count for five times because <laughs> she's sending actual money. <laughs> yep, this is true. Yeah, we want to work in boost. I'm just Everybody not sure knows that- how that would uh, shake out yet. Um, I don't know. It's something to think about for sure. Just do it like the American political system, and those those count those count more. <laughs> it's going down, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa! Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, bully. She boosted ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine. Put the goods back together. Yeah, let's uh, let's get her let's get our little sewing get kit glue. out. Get the hot glue. I get the hot glue. I got the I got the sewing kit. All Is right. there? Can you hold this uh, light for me, Flash? I got this. I got the big syringe. Yeah, go for it. All right, all right here we go. Alright. There you I'm go, little guy. I'm seriously concerned about what's happening. He's back. Get it's out. okay. We just had to bring him back. Yeah. Get out of here, little guy. Get on. Get out of here, buddy. Get back in the line. <laughs> One minute left, people. One minute left. 54 people dun, have dun, already dun. voted. Oh, my goodness. Super sudden death. Tighten it up, boys. At the end of round one of the championship finale of Battle of the Douchebags 9. I'm feeling like Inslee's not going to come out with this one. I mean, given I had imposter syndrome thinking that he should even have won the last one. Like, well, I mean, he's you, a huge douche, but he's not effective, which it means that he's not in the. I, I can't think of anything worse than an ineffective douche. Like, if if the douche the isn't problem. working, then people why are you even doing did it? Vote him into office too. He, yeah, he's a massive douche, but he just isn't. He's not as awful as Hogel. I get that. <laughs> still have like a minute left. Sprechensy <laughs> douche. Wow, my timing was way off. Huh? <laughs> Forty-five Sorry, seconds left. <laughs> Give me a break. I'm on drugs here. I understand. Time no, dilated. he looks like Trust he likes me. to have sex with ghosts. I understand. That's very Satan-y. 20 seconds. He's oh my all God. the way, says DC girl. <laughs> all right. Here it is. Super sudden death. Oh, my. Sudden death. With moments remaining. Here we go. Now, what, what did we decide if it's a 50-50 tie again? Then what's the... Uh, it's not a 50-50 It's a duel. Spooky. Oh. So coming in with 60... Oh. 68% of the vote, with 63 people voting, the highest vote yet, we have Kathy Hochul going to the semifinals. Wow! Incredible! Hopefully that's, hopefully that's not our margin next week. But uh, No, we'll that's see. all right. Wait next week. <laughs> Is there next week? No, oh, she's man. up for her election. 
Governor of oh, New York. Mother her, her oh, my God. <laughs> okay, yeah. you know what? Everybody in New York who has a chance to vote in the next couple of days, go vote Jay Inslee. That's right. Write him in. No, that's okay. Sure. Don't now, get the middle name too. Now the full I, name. I I would suggest we we crown Kathy. And since it was a sudden death match, are we okay skipping the goodbye clip from Inslee? How do y'all feel about that? That's well. I've got two more Inslee uh, clips if you really want to hear them. But yeah, that would. <laughs> I guess that'd be Bim Rose's call on that. I don't know Unless you have a Inslee clip about vaccines, he's a dick on that. Yeah, he is a dick on that. I've got, uh, what has he got? He, uh, no, the big thing that, that I've got left is, uh, we had, we well, had hang a, on. Look, before you do, before we play something, let me give, uh, Kathy the crown here. Okay. Douchebag. There we go. Okay. So the, the clips I've got left are on quote unquote voter suppression. And the context of this is, uh, a bunch of self-appointed patriots, because just just for context, Washington is an all mail-in ballot state. You, there are no polls you can go to. There are there is no place you can go to vote in person. Everybody, everybody yeah. on the voter rolls, including all the dead people and all the people who moved away, get mailed a ballot, and then you get to either drop the ballot in the mail or drop it off at a polling place. So that's how Washington elections work. That's why, for example, two years ago, Jay Inslee got reelected by a whole lot of mail-in ballots. There's zero transparency. And uh, a bunch of people in the state came up with the idea of, well, we're going to go ahead and watch the drop boxes and watch for mules dropping off a ton of extra ballots or whatever. And the, of course they did. So they called themselves Patriots and they said, uh, Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, be in, and they're, they're like carrying oh, Washington is an open carry state. So they're carrying assault rifles and they're in full camo, whatever. And uh, they are quote unquote intimidating a lot of people. So instantly election one is this douchebags reaction to a bunch of people as he's trying to introduce legislation to make it so you can't open carry near a voter box. This is an absolute affront to everything we hold dear, which is the vote, the right to vote. Democracy is our greatest blessing, and this is an assault on democracy. It is a clear and obvious intent to intimidate people to stop them from voting for people that they disagree with. I can hardly think of something uh, more un-American and un-Washingtonian. And that's exactly what this is. Unfortunately, it's keeping in pace with the Republican national effort to suppress vote of those people, of people they don't agree with. Efforts to close voting on Sundays when black communities vote. Efforts to remove voting places in poorer communities. This is part of a national, frankly, disgusting effort of the Republican Party to suppress. But I have to tell you, it infects that party right now. And I'm very angry about this. Because people ought to be able to go to the, the ballot box and, and drop their ballot in the mail without feeling that they got some secret group monitoring their behavior. And that's exactly what they're trying to do to intimidate people from voting. What prompted you to, to tweet that? So he in, introduced into the state legislature a, a law, by the way, 
to prosecute anybody who tells what what he considers to be lies. Anyone who, quote, falsely claims that an elected official or candidate did not win after any lawful challenge is completed and the election results are certified. My last click of, clip is on that. You don't have to play it. But that'll be at the end of the show. This guy, so yeah, it'll <laughs> be at the end of teaser. the teaser. This guy claimed that uh, if you he, he he pushed for a new law in the Washington State Legislature that if you say that your elected official or candidate did not win after it has been through the corrupt Supreme Court, then you can be prosecuted for that. And it's, he is, he is absolutely 100% on point with the party line. And anyway, I would say vote for Jay Inslee. It feels like you didn't do that. I'm just saying guy is a fucking douchebag, but man, this here in the final round of battle, of the douchebags, the competition is so stiff. Stiff as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on to I'm round high. two. Let's go. Round two. He wants to get the he wants to get Semi-final. the ugly women vote. Ugly women vote. Oh my god. Semi-finals. Let's do it. Holy shit, we're here. Semi-finals will be ugly. Oh. It's going to be Chunk versus uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Holy shit. Okay. Yep. Coin toss says it's going to be Bill Gates. Take it away, Cretchen. Sure, got me all meeting. All right. <laughs> Mid steak bite. I like put the steak away. All right, um, tiny up, boys. Check out my, my list of stuff. Just here. raise the stakes. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm gonna. So, Chris, the first one, first one I'm gonna play is clip one, but don't play it yet. So, we were talking when we last left our our hero, Bill Gates. He was talking about uh, messing with vaccines and things, and. Uh, Causing um, causing new polio outbreaks. I mean, uh, solving polio that's been solved. So this clip is from the BBC uh, from May of this year, and I want to point out a couple things he says in this one. Um, the 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 question that was prompted to him was, "Are we still? Is the worst yet to come? Are we still going to see more bad variants of COVID?" And he makes a couple of statements in here which are a little strange, especially given the news, which seems to be almost a consensus at this point. Um, he talks about vaccines that you only have to take once instead of having to get boosters, and yet then also still recommends to keep everybody up to date on boosters. So just kind of toe in that line of buy as much vaccine crap as you can and inject it in you every three months because it does a hell of a job. So let's run that clip one. Is it possible that the worst is even yet to come if we get a, a new, more dangerous variant than what we've seen? Not likely. Um, you know, we have a lot uh, of immunity. The variants escape some of that immunity, um, uh, particularly if we get the elderly to keep up to date on boosters, then the amount of severe disease and death is, is dramatically less. Uh, so, you know, I... We can't completely ignore uh, this pandemic, um, but we don't yet have tools like where you take the vaccine once and you're protected for life and it stops you from getting infected. That's the kind of tool that we need uh, to really put this behind us and uh, for future pandemics. 
So basically he just said, we don't have a vaccine, but we have vaccines. That's weird. So, um, that's the last one I have related to COVID crap is, or vaccine crap. Bill loves his vaccines. Um, so these next two clips are related though. They're from different, different, uh, uh, events. So this next one is also from BBC. It's actually the same interview later in the same interview from the BBC May of 2022. So this year, um, and of course the interviewer asks him about, asks, asks him about his wife and their divorce, but also brings up that his wife divorced him because of his ongoing relationship with, with my friend and your friend, Jeffrey Epstein. And a couple things I want to point out when she asked the question, there is two seconds of silence. I did not edit that. It is two seconds before he responds. Um, you can, you can go back and you find the video on the BBC website and there's the, him when he gets asked about Epstein, he just blank stares for two seconds. So basically his brain rebooted at that point. Also Wait, during the entire video, it sound like a long time, but it is in that, in like that. Kind it, of it is. Yeah. When you're, when you're live on the air. Absolutely. Um, during, during this questioning also, he is, he is constantly like touching and rubbing his chin and wiggling his foot, which are both signs of just general discomfort. He does not want to be there. For this little sit down. So clearly he was there to talk about other things and they brought up the Jeffrey Epstein thing. It made him really uncomfortable. So run, uh, run clip two. She seemed to have seen something in Jeffrey Epstein on the occasion that she met him that you didn't in your meetings with him. Is that right? She said that she said that she met him once and as soon as she walked in the door, she felt he was abhorrent and evil personified. Uh, you know, I made a mistake ever meeting with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, you know, maybe her instincts on that were keener than mine, but, you know, I, uh, any meeting I have with them, you know, could be viewed as almost condoning his evil behavior. So, uh, you know, that was, that was a mistake. <laughs> so he's still now, this is, this is years after Epstein was arrested and, and escaped to an island somewhere. Uh, he's still refusing to take any sort of responsibility for continuing to have an ongoing financial and, and whatever other sort of relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Just a, just a after lovely, he knew lovely person. Epstein was a, a diddler and a peddler. Yeah, in fact, he didn't start. In fact, we'll bring this up in this, in this last clip here. Um, he did not initially start that relationship with Epstein until after Epstein was convicted the first time. So Epstein was already a convicted, I think, was a convicted sex trafficker right? or whatever it was, like in 2005 or six, I think, something like that. But it was after six. that when uh, when when Gates started that because he wanted to get you know the financial connection. So that's what this last clip is. It's, it's this one is from the PBS NewsHour. This is from a year ago, September 2021. This is the clip everyone probably thinks it is. Uh, so this is Bill and Jeffrey Epstein, clip number three. It was reported at that time. Uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said you know, would give to Global Health, which is a, uh interest I have, you know, not nearly <laughs> enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long 
time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years. Um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, and, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners. Uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking, looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, and, you know, the, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy, very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh, you know, I, that's, oops, that's what I get up every day and focus on. I hate uh, it. Uh, it, it, uh, you know, it, it uh, <laughs> uh, 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 so, Anyway, a couple of uh, visual things there. You know, this, as we just mentioned, this was years after he'd uh, been already, after Epstein had already been convicted. And in the video, when, when, uh, I think it's Judy Woodruff, I believe, is the host, she asks him about Epstein a second time. I asked him, like, that second question that, well, you continue to have meetings with him. Gates's head does this weird, like, twitch thing as if, like, he's, can't believe he's being asked this question. He does this this involuntary shaking of his head to disagree or something, and then he for the, the the remainder of his response, he refuses to look at the camera. He's looking off to the side. He's looking away. He's doing everything he can to avoid looking into the camera. So clearly, he's very uncomfortable about this mm-hmm. because they keep bringing it up. And he, for whatever reason, he does not have a good response. You would think somebody it, 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 in his role at it, with his connections he would have like the perfect pr response to this but clearly either doesn't think that's important or does not regret whatever relationship he had with epstein because of either the financial ties or the other connections he was getting because we know he went to the island and other things so just kind of douchebag all around or he's so uh, cocky uh, that he doesn't think that uh, people will have the balls to ask him that question in the first place the fact that this woman even went there, he's just disgusted. He's disgusted. You can see in his eyes. You're like, what? who in the hell are you? I'm going to ruin your career. I'm going to ruin your whole life. No well, one's allowed begs, to the other question is, why did why was that reporter allowed to ask him that on PBS? I, I assume Judy Woodruff is the, the longtime host of that show, gets to ask Daphne whatever she wants, and probably, probably came out of Woodruff nowhere and surprised the him. news hour. Yeah. yeah. She's the host. And has been for for years, so she's got the clout yeah. probably to be able to write her own questions. Uh, the, now, the, 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 you do raise a good point about the question coming from the other person, some random BBC uh, reporter, interviewer, newsreader. That person may not have ever got the opportunity to talk to Bill Gates again. So, well, I believe anyway. Just uh, he, he clearly is showing no remorse, no uh, no regret, anything about his ongoing multi year relationship with Epstein. Well, after he was convicted. Of uh, sex, sex crimes or whatever it was, prostitution. Breckensy douche. Yeah, I feel like so. the best response to your query is in the words of Bill Gates. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah. Thank God for the internet. It's a perfect right, Washington that's, dialect. <laughs> that's uh, that's gonna be uh. Now we're on to chunk. Yes, and uh, I was just looking around and I noticed the <laughs> Carolyn Blaney of hella famous hog story fame uh, had a boost earlier for 8888 saying governor versus governor. This is a tough one. 
Uh, and indeed it was. It was a sudden death round previously, Carolyn. Crazy shit. Not, mm-hmm. even, not only sudden death. But- Super sudden death! And while I while I sat here and really absorbed all of this douchebaggery, just really soaking it in like a good Epsom salt bath, I got to thinking, man, it would be kind of cool to get some of these dudes or dudettes or dude thems to to come on and participate. And I got thinking a little harder, and I got chewing a little deeper. And man, how fucking cool would it be to have chank on and do battle of the camel toes if i can get the video to play do it uh. come on i'd like to begin the entertainment segment by asking you to identify the camel toe oh boy okay so uh we have a we have obtained a photo of a celebrity's camel toe it is a close up so I'm off the kids, if they've never seen a gine. Uh, let's go to the picture. Gine? Let's do a little close-up. Who's Camel Toe? Oh, for the love of God. Take a while to guess. All right, bring me back to the non-close-up. I've had enough of the close-up. That's interesting. Who is that? Huh. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. <laughs> I don't even know what sex eye is. What is, what is that? What is... It's like saying sexy. Oh, sex ass. Oh, okay, I got you. Ah, she seems to be a brunette from what I can see. Pay attention to the surroundings. Dance studio. Mm-hmm. She's got wide hips. Is she on Dancing with the Stars? All right, all right. Is she on Dancing with the Stars? I don't know who's on Dancing oh, with the Stars. Oh, it's right at the tip of your tongue, and you don't even know it. I know, except I don't know who's on Dancing with the Stars. Um, I, I, I You have to make a wild guess before. Damn it! Damn it! I don't know. I'll go Shannon Doherty. Okay. Kim Kardashian. Uh, Kim Kardashian's camel toe. Huh, that interesting. Let me check Not that out. Not only does she have rear, she has front <laughs> butt as well. Oh, of course. She's the one with the wide hips. Of course! Oh. And she is on this season's Dancing with the Stars. And the and the caption wow. at the end of this says, "If you like this from the Young Turks, you'll love the three-hour show on www.blank.com." Uh, we don't. Uh, There's not advertisements. a lot of danger that I'll love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not not in danger of loving it. Sorry. And you know, I just I think it really goes to show how people can grow and really come to understand what matters, what people want to to hear. They have. People are so often fed bullshit narratives that they're practically drowning in caca. And, uh, but not at the Young Turks. And, uh, Sir Sir Seedsitter, you actually referenced an ISO from this clip. Um, this is on Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse shot someone because somebody threw a plastic bag at him and killed him. So the right wing's lucky that left wing and normal people aren't as armed as they are. And I know that they also know that because by right wing logic, she could have pulled out a gun and killed him right there. Stand your ground. No one could argue. No one could argue. But by the way, I don't want that to happen. I don't want us shooting each other in the streets. Mm-hmm. Right. So they better come down like a ton of bricks on him through the legal process. And we better have justice. Mm, I don't think he got the justice that he was uh, seeking, unfortunately. 
I mean, that, the first sentence of that sums it up so perfectly is he Rittenhouse shot, like, Jink probably actually believes that. Rittenhouse shot someone because someone threw a plastic bag at him. Yeah, let me do the isolated. Rittenhouse shot someone because somebody threw a plastic bag at him. <laughs> it's just like, that's, that's, that sums up Jink in a nutshell right there, man. Mm-hmm. That's the level of news analysis he brings nutshell. to the Nutshell. <laughs> Who does not have a nutshell? Dude has an empty scrotum. Just banging around between his legs, just letting you know. Flapping in the wind. I, I should stop talking. Somebody is making the whiskey talk, but but man, <laughs> that guy. no, he uh, yeah, he emptied he emptied his. Uh, never mind. Well, it does look like I, I'm back. I, I have some hey, some time just left. Time. Yeah, uh, you missed the camel toe conversation, do. <laughs> Camel toe Harris, <laughs> not quite. Camel toe hair puss. No, uh, yes, yeah, we're playing. We're on back on chink. Jink. Cow ridden house killed brown people. <laughs> um, this uh, this last clip that I'll share with y'all is Jimmy Dore reading through some of uh, the tweets that are featured at Chink's Twitter profile, and I don't quite remember what the falling out between them shook out to be, but I know they they both kind of. Uh, hate each other's guts at this point. Um, and like, yeah, I'm not really like, I'm not a super huge Jimmy, uh, Jimmy door guy myself. So I, I just, I don't know what the relationship was there. I just know, uh, other than Jimmy door was on the young Turks for quite a while, but here he is reading some, uh, some tweets I, about, I was going to say Jimmy door was with the young Turks when he spit in Alex Jones face. At the I was there. Elbow. Yeah, yep. that's right. I was filming it. Yeah. Well, this uh, this is this is a uh, tweets featured from Chank about Joe Rogan, read by Jimmy Dore. He says to all the loser Joe Rogan fans crying over my attack on his freedom, hypocrisy, and stupidity. Are you guys part of the crew, or do you kiss his ass for fun? This is a journalist, by the way. I thought he was a big boy who could handle himself. If he doesn't like my speech, he can grow a pair and defend himself. And I'm not even really a Joe Rogan guy, either. So what he's talking about is he's trying to pick a fight with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan ignores him because he's busy doing his 200 million downloads of one. <laughs> and Jim Huger is screaming for someone to acknowledge him. M says, I'll make it a $1,000 donation to your... By the way... Oh, let's just keep going. I'll make a thousand dollar donation to your trash network or your charity of choice to see you call Rogan, who is not only the most successful podcast in history, but also a black belt in mixed martial arts. Call the loser to his face, Jack. Right? So what Jen says is, deal! Easiest thousand dollars I ever made. You think he's going to assault me? Sure, whatever. That's incredibly dumb. But also, it won't work. I'm much larger than Joe, and I fought my whole life. I'd end him. Uh, he says, but grown-ups don't do that. I'll send you the P.O. Box merch. Grown-ups don't fight, but I'd totally kick his ass, because I'm a grown-up. <laughs> That's hilarious, isn't he? But in fairness to Chank, isn't he a black belt in Turkish uncle wrestling? Yes. <laughs> and of course, we know what the retort from Chank was. Just walk away 
and there would be an end to the horror. <laughs> Dude, that the amount of meltdowns Chink has uh, on Twitter is just out, off the rails, dude. Especially that one. What a passionate man. He does not seem like a healthy individual. No, not mentally or physically. No, not at all. Yeah, he's going to have a heart attack one of these days. And of course, his offspring. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Hassan is his nephew. So his, yes. so his kin is also out there. Plus uh, the Turkish uncle riff. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! What are you upset about? Uh, so yeah, that's what that's what I have on. Uh, that's what I have for my presentation. Chunk, chunky, right, well, that's chunk. That's chunk versus Bill Gates in the. So like fourteen dead kids. Wow. All right, we chunk into the polls. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Kick it. Polls Bill Gates out. versus <clears throat> Chunk the Turd Younger. Oh, I Billy Boy in the chat. This is hard. <laughs> Known camel toe expert. We got uh, some more input through Fountain Accredited. from from uh, Bully Steed thirty three thirty three Saint Rittenhouse, and then NBS uh, for ninety nine ninety nine. That was the goat getting up and running away. He said, "Uh, ah, uh, ah." Uh, 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 open uh, if you want to call in, just give us a call. Uh, give us some money. Uh, we'll put it to a good cause. I don't know who uh, created Pokemon Go. I hate it. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon go to the polls. Uh, have Pokemon. <laughs> Eight, two, five, four, six, five, six, two, seven, one. Clowns cruising for prostitutes? I think that was wrong. I believe it's 8-6-7-5-3-0-9. I gotta send my piece here. Text Joe to 303 I actually like chunky yogurt. Yeah, Greek yogurt or Turkish with fruit on the bottom. Yes. It's got all like like you stir it up and all the chunks come up. I I'd like that kind of yogurt. Just <laughs> mm. gotta say we're talking. Piece. I mean that's what just, Bill Gates wants to do. Now I'm just thinking about that Mitch Hedberg joke where he's like there was a con he did there was a contest uh where you find out if you win at the underneath the lid of every uh, fruit on the bottom yogurt, but he didn't know the contest was there. So when he opened it up and it said please try again, he's like I thought I just opened the yogurt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're coming up on 20 years since we lost that guy. One of the greats. Yeah. So are we still well, taking phone calls? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. 825-465-6271. Give us a it call. Is, uh, it is pretty late. Hey. So. So Only 825. Oh, calling. Oh, the troll room's still popping, but nobody's uh, the phone lines are not. So we'll see. Yeah. People are still voting. you got Somebody. two minutes left, and we got 33 people voting in right now. Have we, have we get that West Coast dinner time? Is that what's happening? Four, six, five. It, it, it six, is. Two, it's it's 530 here. But I'm going to say this with all the whiskey I have, and that is, hey, you assholes, call in. We want to talk to somebody. <laughs> ring, ring, bitch. I, I, I was, oh, you know what? I didn't have the phone line open. 
You didn't <laughs> open the one. Uh, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. It actually, no, it actually has been open this whole time. It actually has been open. Want to be impregnated psychically by Bill Gates? Uh, uh, in, uh, in, uh, 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 call in, uh, I know your phone calls. I play these clips. I appreciate everybody calling in today. I just start getting so pissed at these people. Well, he's dead, so, uh, <laughs> you know. You gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. <laughs> you're Ow. ugly. You're disgusting. I'm gonna kill you. Give me $200. Doctor. Uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Why are Uh-oh. you yelling? How do, we, how do we get that guy to run for office? Doctor, dude, Dr. Phil and Dr. Uh, Oz well, should run know. instead of Fetterman for sure. That would have been a way better matchup. <laughs> we got one minute left, people. One minute left. Uh-oh. 40 I mean, people voted uh, in 39 to be exact. That's right. I was going to tweet this too. Maybe I should. What prompted you to, okay. to tweet that? Uh, voting is low. I need everybody to get out. Get out the vote. I don't get know out who vote. invented. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know who created invented Pokemon Go. Pokemon. Go. <laughs> I need everybody to figure out. But I try to figure out how we get them to have go Pokemon to the, Go to the polls. <laughs> so it's like I don't know who created Pokemon Go. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. But Boy, I'm trying, trying to figure, figure out. out. How, How we, we get, get them, them to, to have, have Pokemon, Pokemon go, go to the, the polls. polls? Honestly, I don't know what I can do to get them so upset. Pokemon go to the... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gates. Moments remaining. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. Okay. Speed this up. Wrap it up, I'm man. You want Bill Gates loves you. Do it today. Do it today. Do it Throw rocks through your windows, you dumb whore. I can't believe what you just said. <laughs> what are you upset Stop about? I feel a lot of context is the best. Tighten it up, boys. Survey says. Tighten it up, boys. For the first uh, round of the semifinals against Jane Uger versus Bill Gates, who has 73% of the vote with 40 people turning in and voting, Bill Gates proceeds to the oh, finals. Goodbye, Chunk. Oh, yogurt. Billy boy. <laughs> We're no almost more down to our final douches. Oh, my I know. God. Who so douche coming? Baggins. We got Bill Gates in the finals for sure. Now we got, uh, what is it, Joy Behar versus... Um, versus Kathy Hochul. Oh yeah, but oh, Chunk, Chunk gets a playout clip if you want their food. Yeah, why don't uh, why don't you go ahead and crown uh, Bill there, and I'll play you the clip. Good call. Douchebag. Do you have the horse? Uh, well, um, you know, I think this is an appropriate clip to send Chunk out on. Uh, not only because uh, it was mentioned. Uh, before the polls were open, but also we're joined here by Rob Dew, and as we've just learned, he is the gentleman that actually filmed this encounter. This is Jimmy Dore, Chank, and Alex Jones. Changes in demographics is that he wins white males in such yeah, overwhelming numbers it, it's, that it overcomes every other demographic advantage. Hillary has. Oh, Jesus. How's it going? Hey, Alex Jones, how you doing? All right. How's the revolution going? You guys starting the revolution? We are indeed, Alex. Uh, the revolution is afoot. Um, 
Welcome to the Young Turks. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing okay. You like all our Hillary for prison shirts everywhere? <laughs> no, I kind of despise it. All right, guys. Okay. It's rape. It's Bill Clinton that says rape. Oh God, hide that immediately. That's the big no. no, no. The Roger Stone's band. All right, you want to take show, my show over? I'll take your show sure, over. Go ahead. Okay, you know what? Who does this kind of shirt? First of all, a sick guy. Second of all, Bill Clinton's a sick guy. No, you, you know who? You know who's accused in court yeah, papers? You know who's accused in court papers of being a rapist? Donald J. Trump. Why Donald oh. Trump, Roger Stone? You know oh, it's, it's in court papers. Oh, oh, you're a sick dude, Roger Stone. Oh, Alan, rant off with you right now. Don't get too mad. We got to All right. Well, first of all, this. he's actually mad. You're actually really upset. Nobody we watches you. We know nobody guys. watches you. We got to Saudi Arabians are funny enough. You're a little jihad. Hey, first of all, let me explain something. All right. Okay. This is. Get the back out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're against Saudi Arabia. You dumbass. We talk about that all the time. We talk about that all the time. What do you think the lizard people are in charge? No. Is that what you think? Are your pants on <laughs> All right, we're back on the Young Turks. Uh, obviously, a little bit of commotion here. It's it's the visuals are much better. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, what at that I was point, they uh, young, you're taking that's the Young Turks feed, and uh, they cut their feed, and he was like, "No, bring it back up, bring it back up," because he knew that was going to get eyeballs. And his idiot oh, people yeah. at YouTube, he was like doing a thing with YouTube, and they cut it for some reason. And then check this out. We put our video, I put my one camera feed up, which was, I had a shotgun mic plugged into my iPhone, and I had it on a shoulder mount. It was kind of ridiculous. Um, but I take that seven-minute video, we put it up, it got 100,000 views in about five minutes. And then they froze it, and they and they didn't remove it, but it was like you couldn't watch it. It was like frozen. And then after the Young Turks put their video up, then they let it go back out. Very ridiculous. Uh, those mm. faggots at YouTube doing that shit. And, I love uh, the, just because they're punked. They got punked and they couldn't take it. Yeah. It's, Wait, hold on, hold on. The faggots at YouTube. There's gambling going on here. <laughs> exactly. <I'm> shocked. <laughs> shocked, I tell you. How can they keep getting? Uh, you're like, oh, we have something that's making news. <laughs> no. Let's put our narrative up. Oh uh, man. Roger Stone. Roger Stone also made an appearance there. I'm seeing if I can find the right ISO. Can't yeah. show up on time to no abs in a six pack is not the greatest <laughs> podcast in the world, but uh, man, half of life is showing up on time. <laughs> oh, you guys are banned on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, shit. Well, that's um, the last matchup of the semifinals, I believe. We're headed into uh, Joy Behar versus Kathy Hochul. And the, the final round of the semifinal round. A couple of hoes. The coin flip <laughs> says, Kathy, you're up first. Oh, all right. Congratulations. Well, I have a few remaining notes from my opening. Uh, she likes to refer to her husband as being a federal prosecutor appointed by Obama. Whenever confronted about questions of experience with fighting crime. Uh, it's just a pattern. Uh, she likes to mention January 7th frequently. It's kind of weird. Um, I think I mentioned that abortion laws are not really in jeopardy in New York State, but uh, like a lot of Democratic candidates this go around, they really like to bring that up a lot. 
sometimes with graphic imagery. Um, you know, I think with all of this, it's so boring to read. She's so boring to play. We're going to play. I was talking about how people are feeling insecure. We need to reduce crime. We need to get more guns off the streets. Since I've been governor, we have 8,000 more guns off the streets. Why? Because I took my police force, state police, that we don't need to give out as many tickets. Let's get them stopping the guns from flowing into our streets. Churches and synagogues and schools. And in fact, he even said this weekend. Teachers should have guns. He said teachers should have guns. I got to come. Think about this. Let's say a school has a metal detector. Okay. Mm-hmm. Someone says, well, I've been radicalized online like the white supremacists who massacred my neighbors up in Buffalo. You get more people like that. They want to become famous. By the FBI. So I'm going to go shoot up a classroom. I don't have to worry about getting past the metal detector because I know there's a loaded gun in a classroom. What if it's a teacher who is trained. an avid gun owner, who's trained, who knows how to use their gun and feels safer with their gun in the classroom because of everything that's happening nowadays? What I would ask is the parents, how do you feel your child being in a classroom when there's a loaded gun? I think that's a fair question. Ask the parents how they would feel about that. The the got the gun. You could say you could ask the, you know, the, the parents how those children feel. The children were, were killed when the police didn't run in and they had no protection. Yeah. And, and see, when it comes to New York, my problem with New York is, and I was born and raised in New York. My father's a retired police officer. I feel like a lot of times it forces you to get in a situation you can't handle, right? If I go to any other state, I think it's like 40 states I'm licensed to carry. I can't carry in New York, of course. Um, but how do I protect myself with crime rising and they're letting people out as they get locked up. It's like I'm a target. It's like he's a target. It's like, you know, you have security, so you're not as a target. She's a target. You know, to the point where I don't feel comfortable taking my kids trick-or-treating. You know, I don't feel comfortable because I can't protect myself. And then the police are not coming. They're they're retiring and quitting at high rates. And, it, and it's like, but if I do carry a weapon and I'm doing it and I'm carrying it to protect myself, I got to go to jail for three years. The really mentally people should not be on the subway because they can have an episode and push somebody on a track, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a tragedy. So we call it, you know, working on cops, cameras, and care. We've been doing this from the beginning. This is not a new issue to me. So it is very disingenuous for someone to come on the show and say, changing the bail laws is going to make the difference. We made changes. Let's see how they work. I'm always mm-hmm. willing to make changes if necessary. I'm, I'm flexible. I, but we have a sorry, nationwide I'm, I'm crime... Very- was there an edit in there, or was that literally her response to what he just asked? Hello? Is he eating steak, too? <laughs> He's oh, got my Tom steak. Muted. Tom steak. didn't realize he muted himself. Tom, you're muted. Sorry. So sorry. Um, I didn't mean to bring it to a screeching That was a bit of a really... jump. Okay. It was a bit of a jump. It's the same Breakfast Club inter- interview, but uh, I'm trying to fit the format here. So I no, you're I good. I was just, I, I mean, honestly, her actual answer probably wasn't. It, it, uh, she dodged the question. I'm sure in the real thing. But sorry. Karen. I yeah, I just like I I felt like the point was so well made. I I had a hard time cutting it out. So right, I left that in. Uh, probably should have let Kathy speak more, but. I think it speaks more to, to the problem she's creating. Uh, and I'll, I'll just finish it out here. New York State bail laws on that. Do you think we give you enough credit? People don't know I'm as tough as hell. I'm from Buffalo. 
<laughs> my father and grandfather were steel workers. Oh, okay. Grew up in a big Irish Catholic rough and tumble family. There's no one tougher than I am. And I've been through hell and back in this job, and I love every minute of it. But there's no one tougher than me. And if anyone thinks that I'm soft on crime, look at what we've been doing. We have been aggressive about this. And so I'm breaking the mold, perhaps. People haven't seen a governor who looks like me. <laughs> Those are my clues. She fucking slim shady. <laughs> looks like me, Nobody talks like me, like wears vax chains like me. <laughs> I have never heard anyone use the phrase, I'm tough, I'm from Buffalo, as if they think that helps them back up their argument. Buffalo is one of the most depressing places I've ever been. And when you're <laughs> just outside of Buffalo, you can actually see the cloud that just stays over Buffalo all the time. It's where they need hot sauce. It's the Do only they joy even they have Buffalo the animal in Buffalo? Sure. They killed them all. Oh. They're delicious. Yeah, they're tasty. I didn't even feeding, know they had wings. Feeding too many natives, so they got to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, that brings us to Joy Behar, I suppose. If you're done with Kathy, there, I am. I, I, Kathy's done with me. I hope. I mean, I hope there's another round, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Let's. See. <laughs> I think. Um, uh, okay, here's one we could do. Uh, Joy pulls a chink. This is. Direct from the views, unedited, direct from the views YouTube uh, page. This is a clip that the views YouTube channel chose to highlight. This is Joy talking about animals. I study a lot of the sex habits of animals. The male uh, a rhino mates uh, has 30 days of foreplay. Yes. So that's, that's my kind of animal. Listen to this. The bonobo, right. which is a kind of a yeah, monkey. It's a monkey, bonobo. A bonobo, right, that's it. <laughs> That's how you say it, a bonobo? Oh, okay. They are the only species that have face-to-face kissing. They do French kissing and wait for it, oral sex. Okay. Hello? (laughs) I mean, these animals are fascinating. The elephant has a... Up to... (laughs) Amazing. Up to 66 pounds and three feet long. That they, they can rest on them oh, like a leg God, or use them to That's scratch. That's a human size. They can use them to scratch hard to reach places. Yeah. Yes, like a back scratcher. Yeah. Picture that. <laughs> Look at Megan. Anything about sex, Megan turns purple. No, it's Even not, if it's an animal. Uh, it's not that. It's like, I'm not, I mean, elephant. I mean, wasn't you know, it fun to say? Wasn't it fun to say? This is the beauty. It was a lot of fun to say. Listen, listen, I watch, you know, I watch C-SPAN, man. But oh, wait, whatever gets you going, Joy. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the antikinus. Yes. It's a marsupial that, this is so great, that has sex until it dies. The last few weeks of life, they have sex for up to 14 hours at a lifetime, over and over and over again, until their bodies break down and they die. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. God. It's brilliant. Come on, you learned something. Hey, yeah, no, I'm. This is thrilling. I mean, <laughs> I, fascinating. You got amazing. So we'll be right back. This woman is 80 years old. <laughs> All right, um, one. I think that was just over a minute. I'll do one more uh, minute, five second here. This is uh, Joy Behar. Recent clip about how crime has gone down under Biden, and she goes into some January 6th nonsense. But the other thing here is 
You know, a Washington Post University of Maryland poll from just this January, after January 6th, found that one in three Americans said it could sometimes be justified for citizens to take violent action against the government or government actors. And 40% of Republicans said violent actions could be justified compared to 23% of Democrats. But, you know, this is why I So I think we need to mention that other sides, both sides. That, that, that's what I want to say. There is no yeah. both sides here. No. And a lot of them pr- like to say it, including Ted Cruz when he was here. And I'd like to remind everybody that it was the Democrats, the not the Democrats, who stormed the government Wait, that what? day and tried to kill the... You want me to bring that back? <laughs> it was the Democrats, I mean, not the Democrats, that stormed the Capitol. And I'd like to remind everybody that it was the Democrats, the not the Democrats, who stormed oh. the government that day and tried to kill oh. the vice president. <clears throat> yeah. She okay. Knows and the, the Republicans now coming up to the uh, next election, which is next week, by the way, um, they, mm. all they do is talk about crime, crime, crime. Well, I looked it up. Murders in major cities have fallen by 4% so far in 2022, compared with the same period a year ago. So crime is not on the rise. It's actually going down under Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, I do, I so do is inflation. Realize. So is gas prices. It's all, it's all on the downward. Gas prices. So is unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I, so is our oil reserves. <laughs> so is our capacity. Everything's lower. <laughs> I found a shorty I can stick in here. This is uh, Joy Behar's stroke hypo- so did she. Uh, hypocrisy. I just wanted to add on the Fetterman conversation. Yeah, yeah. What makes the Republicans think that Herschel Walker is coherent and he hasn't had a stroke? Now, it's important to point out that these couple, two or three clips here are within days of each other. But, you know, this guy, uh, DeSantis, has the charisma of this cup, okay? Yeah. I think when, 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 when Chris says, are you going to run in 2024, yeah. he looks like he has a, he's having a stroke. He can't even answer that simple question. The Republican Party is running a bunch of ads about showing Fetterman you know, st- uh, stumbling on things because of the stroke. Mm-hmm. What kind of a doctor is behind that? Aren't you supposed to do no harm? It's so unempathetic to the guy, you know? Hey, Stewie, 3 o'clock, time for The View. No, 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 not again! That was Anna Navarro at the end going whack whack. All right, that's uh, Joy Behar, everybody. Man, was that monkeys that she was talking about that have sex until they die? Uh, What'd she call them? Bonobos? (laughs) Bonobos. You go go to the Bonobo. Go take your Bonobo to the Bodega. Mm, this is what <laughs> yeah. this is what Joy wants to do with hers. Please leave. I need privacy. Uh. Oh. Is that a crime? Uh. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Whoa. Are we uh, polls live? Right. That's a poll. That's poll time. That's Shall we uh, pull it? Pull, we're polling it. The phone lines. Are open eight six five four six five six two seven one. If everybody's finished their steak dinners, they can call in now. Do not wait. Do not wait. Hold I'll on. call in right now. What? What if I have a few I'll bites call. remaining on my steak dinner? I'll call in. Do not right, wait. The vote is on. You got five minutes, there people. It is. Get in there. Yeah. If oh, if you are still working on your steak dinner, call in anyway. <laughs> Colin, with your mouth full. Caller, is your mouth full? Um, 
Let me check. <laughs> no. Okay. no. How do you check but that? My mouth is empty, unfortunately. Um, we got uh, Joy Behar, and it's, uh, it's wow. You know, um, I, I'm going to go with Joy. I'm going with Joy Behar. She's, Why is that color? She's on TV all the time. No one voted for either of these ladies. They're they're equally as qualified to be governor. If I could vote for both of them, I would. Um, Joy Behar is, is, you know, she projects. She was rude to Megan, Megan McCain. You know, Megan McCain gets hurt. Mm. And, And Joy Behar was projecting her lack of getting hers, you know, Mm. But that's just me, you know. I agree. I, that's my opinion, you know. Megan McCain is a lesser douche. Yeah. I gotta come. Yeah, I have some clips I'll put in post of uh, New Yorkers. Where you at? I need you. And it's amazing that Joy mm-hmm. makes McCain likable. And <laughs> yeah, okay. Washingtonians, <laughs> where you yeah, at? Yeah, that's what. It is. <laughs> that's I didn't make a plea. I need to make a plea here. Yeah. Anybody out there okay, who the thinks plea? that my plea is anybody out there who thinks that Jay Inslee is a total douchebag, you need to vote for Kathy Hochul because she is the same level of douchebag but slightly higher. Bullshit. Just fucking go with it. <laughs> Strong. I, but I don't like, you want a piece I of me, like bitch? Kathy Hochul. I, I, don't, I didn't like her either. Why are um, you yelling? They're both pretty intolerable. They're both pr- fairly intolerable. Caller. More people know Joy, though. More people are annoyed by Joy on a regular basis. I, but if people were exposed to Kathy just as much as Joy, it would be Kathy. I, well, it's surprising. On one, is, one is a prattling TV host, and the other one's a government official. You think they'd be a little more upset about the government official? Yeah, so one of them has the ability to send not if you're not at New people York with State, guns after you. Yeah, collect Joy, your money. Uh, well, I mean, uh-huh. that, you think that's bad, but Joy Behar cut her hand trying to slice up an avocado one time, and she talked about it for 10 minutes. She on the did. So. Yeah, uh. that's, that's, that's insufferable. That's just it, worse. It's kind of worse. It, no, it, she, she does not appreciate, she does not, um, Respect people's time. Also, I think that's rude. And mm. yeah. not respecting people's mm. time. All right, up, respect boys. your time. I I love you. Respect guys. your time, caller. Break leg. Thank All you, right. caller. Could be tighter. She's perfect, right, uh, and she's beautiful, think- and stunning, and brave. And we got about one minute left. Ooh. 44 people have voted. You still got time to vote, people. You got one minute left. Come on, New York. Kathy sucks. I gotta come. Kathy sucks. I, I gotta, gotta come. come. I'm, I'm coming. I, I got a quote, Dr. Sir, on NAS. It said, Imagine eating an 80 year old taco. Uh. <laughs> I gotta come. I can't believe what oh, you yeah. just said. We got a minute left. Two. <laughs> one. I could have sworn you said we had a minute left a full minute ago. Uh, we got 45 seconds left. 
Uh, I thought um, it said one minute come left, on, but it must have been Kathy. 159. Uh, right, bad. 30, All 30 right. seconds. Okay. Well, let's... Um, There's okay. still a okay. chance. There. Oh hit, hit me one more time with that 30 seconds. <clears throat> we are in so this... So go get those extra ballots get, from under the table. But in this to get her. That's right. Oh, my God. It makes me so angry. We're going to run come back with your calls. You feel the sweat dripping up your face. Listening. I got a rewind button. You want a piece of me, bitch? <laughs> okay. You want to get the ugly women vote? That's why you got to go back to school. Five, four, three, two, one. Final results. Oh my God! With sixty-seven percent of the vote, with fifty-four people voting in, we have Joy Behar proceeding to the Super Duper Championship round. Wow. That's right! Holy shit! Bonable Behar, Bonable Behar, <laughs> Behar. Everyone needs Joy in their life. Do you think that I'm going to take fashion advice from a drag queen? Well, honey, <laughs> my sister, you better take. Listen, Joy, you better take it from somebody. All right, that's uh, time we just play out the uh, Kathy clip on our... All right. Say goodbye to Kathy here. But that's all, all the other thing I have to protect, your safety, but also your fundamental rights. Your fundamental rights to be safe, but also to choose what you want done with your body, particularly this message is for women. Uh, what I'd specifically say is that the COVID vaccine mandate is different than the polio vaccine mandate. The COVID vaccine re- changed the definition of vaccine. You could just call it a COVID shot. It's a form of treatment, but it doesn't prevent you from getting it. And the state hasn't mm. recognized natural immunity. Why not? It should. We could talk about all these other vaccines, but we're talking about other vaccines that actually, when you took it, people were not actually getting polio. I am not sure I understand that one either, but you've been an election denier, a climate change denier. You and Donald Trump were the masterful COVID deniers. We are dealing with a real crisis. And the more people get vaccinated, get those shots in arms, and I would do it all over again what I did last year, that mandate for health care workers, because no one, after what we went through in this state and the loss of life and how people didn't survive being in a nursing home, I said our health care workers, when you walk into a doctor's office, a hospital or nursing home, you shouldn't contract COVID from the person charged with taking care of you. It was a tough decision. We limited to health care workers, but that is something I believe saved lives. I oh, did run that clip. She's yeah, a Napoleo denier, and that means that she denies that Napoleon had any effect. And so <laughs> she is against <laughs> the revolution. Napoleo. <laughs> There's more to the supercut, but I feel like that's the appropriate length for a bonus playout clip. Nice. All right. I want to well, thank you for uh, your courage. For the semifinals, we had two women and two men. Equal opportunity semifinals. Yeah. I got to come. That's, uh... <laughs> and in the finals, you have a woman and Bill Gates. A woman and and Bill Gates. I thought you were going to say a woman. Which might be a woman. <laughs> Who knows? Good Such a douche. Uh, I hate right. loves those purple sweaters. Round it's three, final. We are at round three. It's the finals. Choose your fighter. I can tell you I met Bill Gates, and he might be a woman. <laughs> the original uh, charge uh, of the... It, it, uh, <laughs> I'm the uh, masculinity. I, uh... Uh, sir, Bimrose. This is male performance. Hey, whatever. Peak if you got a body like that, I'd fucking tweet it out every day. 
chaos. <laughs> going off the rails. Why here. are you yelling? All right. Uh, finals. It's the finals. It's Bill Gates versus Joy Behar. Am I missing anything before we do this last matchup of the night? I don't the believe The ultimate so. grand championship, you mean, of, of eight whole douchebag battles all coming to a head? This has taken nine. This is literally our baby. It has taken nine months, nine shows to get to this very point. It all led up to this. The douchebag of all the douchebags. Will it be Joy Behar or Bill Gates? Holy shit. Oh, my God. And coin toss dictates Cretched with Bill Gates. You're up first, my man. All right, uh, let's let's talk about Bill Gates. So the the one topic. So we've talked about Bill Gates loving to kill little kids and and paralyze four hundred thousand people in India. Uh, we talked about him loving to have uh, ongoing financial and other sorts of social relationships with convicted um, uh, convicted sex traffickers. And um, the one thing we really haven't touched on is uh, his love for the climate. Bill loves the climate, so. These clips are all from the same uh, same interview. This was on CNBC uh, just last month, about three weeks ago. Um, and he is going to bring up his his new plan to kind of fix the climate through a big uh, uh, conglomeration of, of uh, other companies and things he's putting together to get everyone to get some more free money and and fix the climate once and for all. So in this first clip, uh, this is this will be clip four. Um, want to point out a couple of things to listen to he talks about the goal of the climate is to get emissions all the way to zero which he's talked about several times to reduce things to zero but one of the things he mentions he wants things to he wants uh, countries and and us to get rid of is agriculture if you listen to listen carefully what he says so this is 35 seconds uh, clip four on climate change well climate we need to innovate to make the cost of doing it the green way uh, far less than it is today. And the goal of climate is to get emissions all the way to zero. So it's not just is cars, it? but it's planes, it's trains, it's cement and steel, it's uh, <laughs> agriculture buildings. So we have to have ways in each of those areas of making Chris, it inexpensive second. enough that not just the rich country. How far? Uh, a couple seconds. We We stepped on the bit there cement and steel it's uh agriculture buildings so we have to have ways in each of those areas of making it inexpensive enough that not just the rich countries but the entire world uh decides to get rid of the gigantic level of emissions we have today so he just one of the things he listed there was agriculture he wants to get rid of agriculture and he wants to convince all the other countries to get rid of all that stuff including agriculture weird for just three dollars well, a month, right, is, <laughs> you could three you know, the print. most uh, farmland in the, in the United States. What a what a good uh, philosophy to have. They yeah. say politics is was it politics is downstream from agriculture. That's the same. All right, so this next clip uh, from the same same little event on CNBC a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a couple of things he, he, I want to call out here. Uh, he says that ignoring climate is not capitalism. So the the if you flip that around. You can't have capitalism unless you're paying attention to climate change. Um, he talks about people freezing and dying during the winter is simply a setback, and yet people, pe- keeping people warm is a priority, which is a strange way to phrase that. Um, 
But the way he wraps it up related to Europe basically freezing to death this winter is that in the long run, it's probably good if they don't use natural gas from Russia. And if they die, you know, so be it. So this is uh, Climate Change 2, uh, clip number five. Now, as I said before, Larry Fink of BlackRock is here, and I want to get your take on something he said last week, that BlackRock would continue to invest in oil and gas, and he got a lot of criticism for that, but he also got criticism from the other side for being too climate forward, that is, Louisiana divesting in BlackRock. How hard is it for folks like him and folks like you who are investing to get this kind of criticism no matter what you do? Well, BlackRock and Larry in particular are a great example of private sector leadership. You know, anyone who says that climate shouldn't be a factor in how you evaluate the future of a company, you know, isn't, uh, that's not capitalism because companies that have emissions, you know, they are going to be subject to, uh, border adjustment tariffs or taxes. Uh, you also have to think about companies, you know, if you're dealing with uh, severe weather events, that's gotta be factored in. Is the company ensuring that? Are they, becoming more resilient. So the attacks are kind of illogical because climate does affect the economy, which does affect investments. The idea that we still need oil and natural gas is also, you know, fairly clear. We're not going to drain all the money away from those sectors. That's how people get to work today. It's how people avoid freezing to death in the winter. Uh, and, you know, people did get a little optimistic about how quickly the transition could be done. Now, without uh, the Russian natural gas being available in Europe, uh, you know, we're, it's a setback. You know, we need to find non-Russian hydrocarbon sources to substitute for those. So there's coal plants running and a variety of things uh, because, you know, keeping, you know, people warm, uh, <laughs> keeping those economies in decent shape uh, is a priority. Now, on the other hand, it's good for the long run because... Uh, people won't want to be dependent on Russian natural gas. Uh, so they'll move uh, 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 to these new approaches more rapidly. Gas. gas. Natural gas. So he, he mentions people dying during the winter is at the same level in his mind as keeping the economies running. It's it's a priority. Yeah. But, you know, just just a very strange, detached way of looking at the world to think that if people die, well, you know, they, they were not using natural gas. That's cool. Classical sociopath. Uh, very much so. Um, all right. So final clip. Same, same, same series or same interview. He's this is a long. It was like ten or twelve minutes long. I think. Um, CNBC from a couple of weeks ago. So they bring up the question about how to best regulate, um, or not regulate, but how to best stress test some of these these new uh, giant slush funds related to climate change. We keep hearing about you know eight hundred billion dollars for this and fifty billion dollars for that. And they're talking about, well, how do we ensure that our our economy and our industry moving forward is is tested against things? And he brings up a couple of things. First of all, he has a huge tell. We've been joking about his laughs here, but he has a huge tell when he says he's not an expert and then does one of those almost like fake coughs. Uh, you'll hear it here. It's a huge tell. And then he references that nobody was thinking about a, about a pandemic. People didn't see the pandemic coming. And yet, how many times has he alone been talking about pandemics? And yet, all these other little uh, uh, pandemic preparedness events and things have been going on for years and years and years and years. So it's not as if people didn't think about it. It's just that he's using it as a as a nice straw man to to try to point out that he needs to get or needs to get uh, less uh, government regulation on what they're doing with their their 
green fun. So run. So it's climate change three clip number six. What do you think about the Fed stress testing banks for climate? Um, I'm not an expert on that. Um, <clears throat> we should understand, you know, for all the uh, events that can take place, is our financial system robust against these things? Uh, you know, probably people didn't think about a pandemic uh, beforehand, you know, and that, of course, meant that we weren't as ready as we should be. Yeah, bullshit. And, and that, to your point earlier about how many uh, preparedness and you've been to one and all these uh, pandemic or pandemic preparedness drills there have been, they didn't do shit, obviously, because nothing happened. It still spread completely around the whole world. And the vaccine that they came out didn't even work. So it's like, what's the point of these things exactly? Other than to Well, and he of all people has been pushing the pandemic stuff for years and years and years. He's been going around talking about vaccines to avoid the next pandemic and this sort of thing. And so when he's asked about stress testing the financial institutions related to climate stuff he says oh yeah we need to do that because people won't see it coming like the pandemic they didn't see coming it's a very strange approach to things i gotta come I mean, people need to go back and read the spars pandemic it was the um kind of a think tank situation about this sickness called spars and in it they talk about getting uh you know the local people entertainment people all to talk about getting this vaccine and then it even talks about how a year and a half later they figured out the vaccine wasn't really working and it was causing a bunch of fuck ups. And oh, well, we learned. They they go, we learned from this. Uh, this is now we're in that part now where they're talking about the amnesty, that Atlantic article that came out about the amnesty. And and uh, so they let's it, it's friends. all been planned all the way. They yeah. knew it was going to yeah. do this. They did it on purpose. It's uh, un untested uh, technology. And uh, it's also not a breaking new news. Script. Two of my kids came in. They're, they're supposed to be in bed, and they asked me what a uh, bon, Bonobo Behar was. was like, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that Spars document, that came out of uh, the University of the Minneapolis. Uh, we're also famous I here. Was, for, John, I thought it was Johns Hopkins. I, I'm fairly certain it was the University of Minnesota. We can look it up real quick. When in doubt, go to Snopes.com. All right, let's go to Snopes.com real quick. Spars. Let's just see. I think you type in Spars, it'll probably pop up. Well, that's, um, that does bring us to... Spars, it was Johns Hopkins. Oh, shit, my bad. Spars, yep. The Spars pandemic, 2025 to 2028. There's so many of those documents that uh, there's probably a similar one that came out of this... Uh... They're all, they all, no, no they one's ever, no one's, we just heard from Bill Gates. No one has ever prepared for a pandemic before, ever. No one ever thought happened. that any type of pandemic could ever happen at any time, especially if you're no. building these pandemics in labs and then leaking them out. No one ever thought anything would ever happen. Hey, there's no evidence of that. Oh, wait, here's some evidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one ever thought they'd fly planes into buildings. No one ever yeah, predicted sorry. that. Does that does that uh, bring us to joy, or is there any more on page? Uh that's all I got, Bill. Ah, uh, uh, all right. Uh, Challengers uh, approach. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Ahead. Uh? Uh. Is that me? Go. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, I got a lot. <laughs> there. There's a better one. 
Because that, that when he's too far back from the mic, you can't hear the full Cratchit laugh there. Hmm. Gotta get an up close one like that. <laughs> 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 Alright, uh, I'm thinking. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll save the, uh, avocado cutting of her hand for, uh, post show. Let's go. Joy defending Mike Bloomberg, mainly against Megan McCain. Is it A and B clue? A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and Stop and frisk. Aside from Senator Warren, is there any is there anything that stood out last night to you all? Well, I, I have a couple of things I thought. Bloomberg tanked for sure, mm-hmm. um, but I think he will be better in a debate with Trump than he is with a bunch of uh, uh, judgmental Democrats, which I was watching last night, um, because then it's uh, racist against racist, sexist against sexist, rogue against rogue. And it's very hard for them to go after each other because they're both guilty about the same things. So maybe then we can have a conversation about climate change, about immigration, about foreign affairs, about gun safety. That's one thought I had. All right. Well, that's, that's your first thought. That sounds like uh, several thoughts. That's a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> one thought there. She, she's all uh, thought it out for the day. Uh, <laughs> here's Joy. De- <laughs> that, this... um. I think this clip starts with them on The View playing a clip of Bloomberg talking, if I remember right. But um, Meghan McCain and Joy Behar kind of get into it here. There's this enormous cohort of black and Latino males age, let's say, 16 to 25 that don't have jobs, don't have any prospects, don't know how to find jobs, don't know uh, that they what their skill sets are, don't know how to behave in the workplace where but they let, have to work collaboratively me if I, and collectively. He was sued for saying um, there was a woman who was having trouble finding a nanny for her child, and he said it's a blanking baby. It doesn't know the difference between you and anyone else. All you need is some black who doesn't even have to speak English to rescue it from a burning building. You know, all I have but this to is, say... Again, this is, but I'm just saying, you want right. to go up against Trump and you want to take the moral high ground, Democrats? I don't know if this guy is going to be the one. All I have to say, there are verified people against, on both sides. That was in Charlottesville. Yeah. Yeah. He said that uh, removing not, Confederate monuments was trying to take away... You want to take the moral high ground. Belittled the Black Lives Movement. He questioned whether Barack Obama... I'm not defending was, Trump because I'm well, attacking... Who are you? By the way, Joy DeBehar, as usual, is reading off bullet points on her note cards here. It's she's uh, clearly got a list. Yeah, and January sixth uh, is <laughs> January sixth is, uh, is makes it into the list every time. She always brings. Is it the same list that Seltzer had? Did he ground. hand it off to her? Yeah. Now I will say this was uh, she didn't bring it up this time because this obviously was before uh, that horrible tragic event in American history that was worse than Pearl Harbor, nine eleven, and the JFK assassination combined. Combined um, times Civil War. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, this obviously she didn't bring it up here because uh, this was very uh, before the uh, Democrat primaries were even over for the 2020 election. So, but um, yeah. So, but her list is pretty good. She works in Charlottesville. Monuments was trying to take away our. Well, you want to take the moral Trump. high ground. Belittled the Black Lives Movement. 
to question whether Barack Obama... I'm not defending was, Trump because I'm attacking well, who are you? Bloomberg. What are you saying then? Who I'm are you saying, I'm saying that you're shiny, sparkly... I'm saying you're shiny, sparkly guy who's surging right now, which, by the way, everybody surges in primary politics. Well, yeah, I, I remember when that out last did week. and Henry mm-hmm. Ka- okay. Herman Cain did. Every candidate surges at one point or another. He still he's the Central Park Five. Because he's a sparkly little... Because, you know what? I just think it's so interesting that you have a problem that we are talking about a candidate the way we would any other candidate. He just happens to be at the top getting the attention right now, which is why we're talking about right now. What, I'm supposed to give Bloomberg a pass? Not on this show. I'd like, not to, know this I'd like to know who you're going to vote for. Or maybe well, to end. Who I vote for yeah. is none of your business, but I'm not voting for Trump and I'm sure as hell not voting for Bloomberg. So then- oh, I cut off Joy's response apparently by accident. But she just gets more butthurt about it. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. We can um, already tell I'm, butthurt is a way of life. I'm at, I'm at <laughs> two and a half... I'm at two and a half minutes, so I think I'll call it there, and um, maybe if she, if she wins, I'll do one more winner clip. If not, uh, all good. Victory. I have a feeling it. how this is going to shake out, <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> let's uh, we'll leave let's it do up the to, polls to in fate. The all right, polls going out. I would say, yeah, let's, let's get uh, the polls live, and then Chris, can you reset voice meter again? Yes. Yeah, you're starting to get a little. Snap, crackle, pop there again. Um, and I This d- is it. The final round. Final round. Final round. I do have a quick correction earlier. The uh, the SPARS document uh, in there, the outbreak actually is, uh, it starts in St. Paul, Minnesota. And SPARS stands You're, you're for talking the, about during the scenario. Yeah, during the actual, the, uh, in the document. That's what I was remembering. Yeah. It was the uh, spar- final yeah. round. <laughs> the St. Paul Acute Respiratory I, I, I Syndrome. I think it's urgent in a Somali neighborhood, from what I remember. Huh? 825-465-6271. This is why nobody's calling in, because everybody keeps saying the area code is 825. It is 865 645 uh, you, you waited until now to tell us? So, yeah, so maybe everybody should try not being retarded. <laughs> no, yeah, next one. Next one. Oh, shit. It's 865-465-6274. Uh, yeah, it says 825-465-6274. 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 Yeah, Yeah, it so get the phone number right. Eight six five four six five six two seven. I heard Carolyn well, earlier say. To be fair, a few weeks ago, I ooh that crackle a, again. A few weeks ago, Chris, I asked you what the phone number was, and you you gave me the wrong number in a straight up direct message too. So. <laughs> Once again, yeah, I'm gonna push eight. my 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 main lady Joy. I mean. Seriously. Yeah, I voted for her just to give her something. She's getting her ass beat. If, 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 if Bill Gates wanted to be an asshole, all he really has to do is show up. But Joy has to really fucking work at it to be a douchebag beyond Bill Gates. She's got to work at And you know what? She is working on it. She is working really hard. Bill <laughs> Gates is like, I'm just there. I just, I invented Windows, and you hate Windows, so hate me. But you know what? Joy really has to come out and be like, I am above and beyond. 
what you was, got? I, well, I, I would have to disagree Bill, and simply say Bill that Bill Gates that, kill pe- that, kills people, and Joy Behar brainwashes people. That's the only. Yeah, and, and she just shows up and reads what's on the cards. But what's worse? I mean, is it bad? Is it worse to lose your life or to lose your brain? You, losing your mind is is that better than? Oh. Yeah, the mind uh, is a terrible I thing to shut up. My candidate already went away. <laughs> that was a good bim rant. I don't want to take calls. Nobody <laughs> is calling in, so I. Uh, oh I my think, god! What oh god! Oh, oh, oh. A ring and ding ding. I hate Bill Gates. Caller. Hey, what's going on? It's Nestworks. 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 Just calling in to give a shout out to the douchebags, man. Nestworks had the most. Nestworks had the most amazing Inslee send-off art. I know, man. I I feel a little disheartened that uh, he got knocked out. And if anyone, I was ready for you to keep going, Bemrose. I was ready for it, man. If anyone didn't see the uh, art you made for the, um, uh, what was it? It was Joy versus Jay, right? Uh, When Jay Jay met Joy, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That'll be in the (laughs) that'll be in the show. That was great. I love the movie poster ones you do. There's just something extra special about it. Yeah, thanks, man. That that actually, you know, speaking of uh, Seattle area and Dinsley, is that those were actually uh, inspired by the chop situation. And right before I got into the no agenda art thing, I was sending those posters to my friends when the whole chop thing was going on. Chaz chop. Thirty seconds. Was it Chaz and then chop, or was it chopped and Chaz? Yeah, Chaz Same and thing. then chop. Same fucking thing. Chester. Yeah, you guys talk Chester. about all your. So yeah, man, I. You guys talk so about yeah, all your West Coast with that, was... <laughs> <laughs> Let's all talk at the same time. <laughs> One, right. two, three, go. So this this thing right. that they right. right. are now. <laughs> Sorry, caller. Go ahead. So yeah, man. So Joey Behar and, you know, going against Bill Gates, once again, from the Seattle area, we all we all know about Bill Gates, but. I voted for Joy just because um, I kind of go with the Bemrose thing. I think that she's a bigger douche. Okay. Bigger. Mm-hmm. Wow. Bigger than Bill Gates. It goes back to what is a douchebag? It's a, well, by the way, it goes even more douchier. Let's, no, before I'm, we get it's over. Oh, I'm shit. with that's worked on this oh. one. Bill Gates is that's by right. far the biggest mass murderer. But Joy Behar is just straight up douche. I wonder if Joy Behar has even killed one person. <laughs> you know, just what one. Is, are you are you suggesting she tries people, it for fun? Is killing no. people the measure of a douche? Just do it for science. Just lick the dragon. <laughs> you don't have to fully embrace it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Nessus Works. Anyway. We're gonna uh, we're gonna give the the crowning champion their their crown here. But uh, thank you for your work. You got it, man. Thank you for your art. We love you. Yeah, thanks, Nestworks. Thank you. Love you guys, too. Great show. That's at Nestworks on No Agenda Social and on Twitter. Yeah, go follow him and go check him out. He makes great art. And and you want to see Nestworks art, you will look at the the art for this show. I got to come. That's right. All right, All let's, right. Uh, let's see these final results. Holy shit. Final the championship results. finale. The, the championship. grand championship. 
The champion is, with 72% of the vote, with 43 people voting, Mr. Bill Jansley. Gates. Oh. oh, Billy boy. I mean, that's what Bill Gates wants to do. Oh, Bill Gates loves you. Incredible. I was hoping for a big come from behind for Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Bill Gates. Such will- a dude, <laughs> right? dude, it was Shia the Yeah, he is a mega dude. Holy Bill Gates. We can't say we didn't see it coming. Yeah, Bill Gates will blow his... <laughs> blow his load? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm high. If Bill well, Gates blows his head off. Congratulations, Gretchen. For taking the championship of the championship. Congrats to Bill Gates. We will actually send him a trophy in the mail. Don't make it make a trophy up. <laughs> Get a huge trophy made up. And you mean and, you mean uh, send the trophy to Bill Gates, right? Yes. Yes. I'll take a picture of it first, but I actually do want to make that happen. It can actually be a picture of a douche. The little douche. But yeah, we got um speaking. What you got going on, Precious? There's uh, OBDMs Tuesday this week. Is that what I heard right? It's not on Wednesday. Yeah, we're doing the show on Tuesday due to some scheduling changes. So you can join us, uh, OBDM Pod. We stream live Tuesday uh, at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Do the math on the other time zones. Beautiful. And uh, then we got shit uh, OBDM. I mean, not OBDM. God damn, I'm tired. <laughs> What's the other one? Rare Encounter, uh, Hog Story. No, that'd be behind the and scenes. And as the That's mushrooms began to kick in, seats that are began to see things and lose track of time. Through time. Okay. I'm high. I was halfway to Barstow. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, 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 behind the schemes tomorrow oh, night. Hey, yeah, we got hey, 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 shut the fuck up. What's going on right now? Bulls with blood. Sir Spencer, Dick Morgan. And Fletcher are on. He right wants now. to give you some drugs. Take them. <laughs> That's yeah, right. You go to bullafterbulls.com and listen to the show. <laughs> time. We got live shit every people. day, all day on the No Gen stream. I'm just saying we are not okay. I I am here, Sir Bemrose, as a representative of the No Agenda stream, and I'm telling you right now, right after Battle of the Douchebags is Bulls with Buds. It's Sir club Spencer. material. Fire! Holy shit, Damon well, Lorian. <laughs> well, then that means they're waiting Sean on Sean Fletcher. Yes. Nice. Do you also, do you actually right, smoke let's during the show? Let's stand, okay. Well, let's let's get this outro done in the meantime. But yeah, check that out. Bowl after bowl or bowls with buds. Bowl after bowl. Okay, edition. I'll shut the fuck right up. <laughs> Where were we? Oh yeah, and then it's behind the schemes tomorrow night. Yeah, we actually... That's right, uh, Behind the Schemes live every Monday night at 7.30 Pacific, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. See you there. Badradio.live. Keep your ears peeled also. We got some fun stuff about the journalists that uh, showed up on Mastodon, so get excited for that. And keep your ears peeled for Angry Tech News. These are Ryan Bimmer. Yeah, it's got to happen eventually. Uh, it still happens. I heard it. There's just less cat noises now. <laughs> and, um, shoot, what else is going on? We got, uh, obviously, info.
Infowars.com. Dude's news on No Agenda Social. Still banned from Twitter. Yeah, you can go see my videos on Band.video under Dude's News. My latest, Globalist Plan to Freeze Europe Exposed by the Tyrannical List. That's, uh, that'll be in the show notes. Band.video. Dude's News. And uh, obviously Grunion's still... Uh, did season two wrap? Yeah, we're, we're still, we're still. Now we're stuck in the middle of season two. I don't know what happened. Okay, <laughs> Alan, Alan's been. Uh, Alan hasn't been doing anything. I don't know what the hell his deal is. So, I just well, wait. Everything voice meter is making everybody sound like they're on helium. So I think that's a good time to call it. But thank you everybody for well, listening. We got uh, we'll fix this in post. We got. Star- I think we got Starkweather dot substack dot com. Oh shit! Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Tom Starkweather the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I, I, Melodious. Tom, I did you move out of New York yet? I, yeah, I did. I'm there? in Virginia yeah. right now. Okay. Seriously, Tom, be not in New York, please. I'm not. Yeah, come live in Washington. Excellent. No. This is insane. It's already bad. Yeah, he is a negative. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. You people are on drugs. Drugs, drugs. Abs in a six pack. A B S N A six. The number P A C K dot com. You know the purpose of you writing this book, you say, is to learn from the mistakes made. But more importantly, you hope that this will be a call to action so that the pandemic response plan is prioritized. But do you fear that as the pandemic-related panic and fear recedes and the world now deals with the global instability brought on by the war between Russia and Ukraine, that this will once again be neglected and that the cycle of underinvesting in health will continue as is? Yes, I'm extremely worried about that. Um... People want to forget the pandemic, you know, even though we still have some concern about variants, you know, likely uh, the worst of it is is well behind us. And as you said, there's the problem in Ukraine and many other uh, challenges in the world. Uh, so this year is very key. While it's still in our mind that we had millions of deaths and trillions of losses and, you know, something uh, almost as bad as a world war that the modest investment in the global team and the modest investment in R&D for new tools, now we should commit ourselves to that uh, because we won't go another 100 years before we have a pandemic. You know, people travel more. We're invading uh, natural habitats. You know, it's very likely, I think, in the, the next 20 years we'll have another one. And so we need to have that readiness uh, so that every country uh, can stop the outbreak before it goes global or at least limit the deaths like the very best countries did this time around. I come from Guadeloupe, it's an archipelago in the Caribbean, and one of the islands is likely to disappear in less than the next 10 years. This is happening. This is real. Climate justice is about people. Over the past decades, you know, we have responded to science 
um, with technical approaches. And we have failed it to bring the people front and center. Those who have contributed the least to the problem, the vulnerable communities, the least developed countries, small islands, are suffering the most. Look at the Lake Chad, which is only a third of what it was in providing water for 10 countries in Africa. Where there is even more innovation is on the use of their ancestral knowledge. The guardians of the forest, those who have done the best job in preserving the forest that we still have, have been indigenous people, have been those on the front lines. The open society approach to the issue of climate change is really centered around the notion of climate justice. We will double down on helping vulnerable communities to adapt to climate change, empowering locally led efforts, and to also tackle the non-economic and economic losses and damages due to climate change. We have a legion of Soros-backed prosecutors in cities across America who are seen to be very soft on crime. But the man himself is unapologetic. George Soros wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal in the last few days saying he'll continue to pour his considerable resources into backing what he calls reform prosecutors. It does sound at times just like a Bond supervillain. He has an extraordinarily strong ideology. And he has been able to run against whole cities, uh, whole nations, actually, on the international stage. Can't have people running in and out of stores, stealing stuff in bulk. It's a campaign commercial to get you kicked out of office. That's why the governor of California is promising what he called exponential spending to fight the kind of organized shoplifting that we're seeing in places like San Francisco. Now, the district attorney in San Francisco has gotten caught up in the political rancor over this. His name is Chesa Boudin, and we welcome him now. It's good to have you on primetime. Let me be clear. I am doing everything in my power to keep San Francisco safe and to make sure that people who come to our city to commit crimes are held accountable. Voters choosing to recall San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Boudin. Here's a look at the results. 60% saying yes, while 40% saying no. Since 2015, Soros has funded 14 reform-focused candidates in local district attorney races, including primaries, across the country. Ten of them are now in office. And one, Larry Krasner, is standing for general election in the fall in Philadelphia after winning the Democratic primary in May. Um, let me first talk about the, the um, Eastern Europe. Sure. Give me your report card on what you think um, both your own foundations have been able to accomplish and how the political and economic situation is there in terms of Poland and Hungary and Czechoslovakia. I think that a, a great opportunity uh, to move that whole region uh, towards what I call open societies has been missed. And uh, there is now in many places a tendency to develop some new form of authoritarian regimes uh, based on nationalist ideology in combination with newly emerging business interests. And that is uh, the sort of classic recipe for fascism. I don't want to overstate the case because there are many countries like exactly Poland, uh, Hungary, the Czech Republic right. that are uh, sort of really uh, moving towards Europe. But uh, and, and the case in Russia, of course, is, is, is uh, up for grabs. It's very much a, 
a struggle which way it's going to go. But there are other countries, like for instance... Between what, democratic forces and uh, well, how would this, you characterize the alternative? Well, it's sort of a, 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 um, a new um, authoritarian regime based on nationalism. Right. When it comes to President Biden, there's been a very sudden shift in the narrative winds. I'm sure you've felt it. Headlines are describing this week as one of the biggest and one of the best of the Biden presidency, filled with, quote, political wins and policy victories. And many of those so-called wins happening while he was in isolation after testing positive for COVID. I suppose another win this weekend is that he's now COVID-free. So is the press pulling all of it together? Is the news getting through? Let's try to do a live, real-time demonstration of this, okay? Look below me. The banner says breaking news, but it's not. That's what CNN leadership is trying to fix. Let's change the banner, change the label, so it says developing instead. There we go. That's, that's more accurate. Um, CNN right. CEO Chris Licht said, uh, sent a memo to staffers this week outlining new guidance for using the term breaking news. He said, quote, something I have heard from people both inside and outside the organization is complaints that we overuse the breaking news banner. I agree, he said. It's become such a fixture on every channel and every network that its impact has become lost on the audience. Uh, Licked added, quote, uh, we are truth tellers, uh, focus on informing, not alarming our viewers. So, too, but now the bar for labeling a story breaking news is much higher here on CNN. I think viewers have probably already noticed this change. It's already been happening slowly for the past few weeks. What do you make of it? Well, I, it, look, this is a, this is a, a, a smart change. I, I think our viewers are smart enough to know that we've been promiscuous in using uh, the, this term. Think about it. The coup plot was rooted in a big lie. And ever since then, new lies have surrounded it. Lies heard on shows like Tucker Carlson's on Fox and Greg Kelly's on Newsmax. It's so important to understand the divide in the media when it comes to January 6th. Two different extremes. I mean, look at MSNBC's coverage. January 6th mentioned more than 800 times so far on MSNBC this year and fewer than 150 times on Newsmax. And many of those mentions on Newsmax are dismissing the attack. This is critical to understand. That it's so normal now on the right to deny, to deflect, or in the words of Carlson, to say the committee is wholly illegitimate. The Trump base does not want to hear about the coup attempt. The Trump base does not want to hear about the violence and about who inspired it and incited it. They don't want to hear the revelations at the hearing this week. And I'm not trying to claim that this doesn't matter, that the hearing doesn't matter. I'm saying it's important, and because it is important, it's being rejected by the MAGA media. The New York Times has just reported, a report just dropped because it had been alleged that he was helping his brother with his, you know, his communications team. New York Times is reporting that that's true. Chris was helping his brother. What's, has that created any conflict over at CNN behind closed doors? Are people mad at him or is he, is he in trouble? Some people are mad at him. By the way, I can confirm the New York Times report. I'll, I'll confirm it for your viewers. I also have a source that says Chris was on the phone with his brother this week. Is your source Chris Cuomo? He is not. He is not. You gotta have boundaries. You gotta draw a line. Why? He doesn't. Uh, I think he does actually. Really? I think Chris does. I don't know about the governor. What are the boundaries? I think Chris does. What are the boundaries? The boundary that, that CNN management presented to him in May when, when they admitted he screwed up. They said, yeah. you know, what you did was inappropriate. You were on the phone with your brother's aides advising them on what to do. And that was inappropriate. But they said, of course you're gonna talk to your brother. You know, there's nothing more important But he than didn't talk question. about his brother once the trouble started. He That's said, right. I'm not gonna talk about my brother. And that was also a management ruling. And so the but way why I didn't they rule that way when his brother was on the show pretty much every night? Uh, during the yeah, COVID crisis. I think it's 
really that complicated. That seems like an odd uh, conflict of rules. It is an odd conflict, but I don't think uh, if we open up the journalism ethics book, there's no page for this. It's the, the craziest set of circumstances you can imagine, right? A governor and a brother, both in these high-profile jobs. Uh, this was definitely awkward for CNN, though. Sure. I, I tried to go into this thinking, okay, if I was going to cover this at CBS, how would I cover it? And try to cover it the same way. And I talked to a lot of sources at CNN. Some said, yeah, this is really weird. I'm ticked off at Chris. Others said, you know, I understand. You can't pick who your family members are. So there was a wide range of opinions. And, and overall, I think what was most important is that we covered the story on air just the same we would any other story. Ultimately, isn't that what matters? They say nature abhors a vacuum, but so does the media. So does the public. The public abhors a vacuum. Well, Monday's FBI search formed that information vacuum, one that Trump and his allies were all too willing to fill with mistruths and muck. It has been going on 24-7 ever since. They led the rush to judgment, judging the FBI to be the villain, swearing the FBI can't be trusted, and... Really, they were playing right into Donald Trump's preferred narrative. Think about it. Trump announced that the search had happened. He was the one that announced it had happened. He set his narrative through a statement right away, and then his preferred media outlets ran with that for days and for days. He's had his lawyers on television. He has essentially had the airwaves dominated with his storylines, while the Justice Department was relatively quiet. Eventually, Merrick Garland came out with a short statement. But the noise from the Trump side has been so loud, so deafening, including right here. This is his Trump uh, Truth Social uh, feed, uh, his social media platform. Trump has been posting dozens of times this week. We counted dozens and dozens of posts in the wake of the search at Mar-a-Lago. So if you choose to live in that Trump information universe, you are hearing one thing over and over and over again, that he is under attack and thus you are under attack. We're taught and we're told and we're urged from a young age not to rush to judgment. But we're in a society that's always in a rush. And sure, some people rush to premature conclusions during past presidential scandals. But the difference now is that there are platforms and brands and reshare buttons, entire worlds that reward this behavior. They reward the rush to judgment. We've got presidential branded social networks and president approved TV networks to amplify lies at the cost of the truth. It's different than it was 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. The incentives are all out of whack. And matters of morality, matters of ethics, that you ought not steal or cheat or lie, there's not so much an incentive structure for that side. I write in the book that Charlottesville was a low point of the Trump presidency and also for his Fox defenders. I quote a former correspondent there saying he watched in horror as his colleagues defended or stayed silent about what happened in Charlottesville. And ultimately, this reporter, Connor Powell, that's why he quit. Uh, he stayed for a while longer because his, his child was enrolled in school somewhere. And it was a, but but he, he eventually quit because he just, this is too much. I don't want to be associated with this channel. There's another host, Clayton Morris of Fox and Friends Weekend, who uh, who went home and um, his wife had had to talk to his son about Charlottesville. And they had, had Fox News on, of course, at home. And, and the child asked them, um, is daddy a white supremacist? And for him, that was it. Clayton Morris quit. He never said why. He never revealed the real reasons. He just left. But a lot of people at Fox have had those breaking points, right? Mm -hmm. um, Shep Smith, famously, yeah. very visibly. But also Megyn Kelly early on and Carl Cameron, uh, Catherine Harridge. There's a lot of people who have left Fox. And they don't, they don't make a big fuss about it. They don't make a lot of noise about it. But there's been this exodus of talent from people who feel they can't, um, they can't tow the Trump line or they don't fit in there anymore or they say the place is not journalistically sound enough um and here's the issue 
it's hard to replace those people. Fox doesn't usually can't replace those people. And so what happens? The channel gets Trumpier and Trumpier and Trumpier. And so we're in this kind of vicious cycle where the propaganda on Fox is winning and the news is losing. Here, here's the problem with these evil scumbags, these CEOs that run these banks to just fucking pillage the whole world. The government, for whatever reason, has chosen that not to prosecute these criminals, these mm-hmm. absolute human uh, parasites. Our government is run by such fucking cowards. And by the way, Donald Trump, Mr. Drain the Swamp, what happened? Every American wants to see these soulless, evil fucks put in prison. So where's the justice? Why are these people not going to prison for life when one black guy can steal a Mars bar and go to prison for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Why is the swamp not draining? It makes me so angry. Those fucking, oh my God, they're so evil. Why? I don't understand that level of greed. What drives you, you psychopath? You know what it is? A normal person like we're 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 rich by by comparison to someone who's making thirty thousand dollars a year, but like real rich, we're still normal people because real rich is like billionaires. Fulfillment fulfillment centers having slave like conditions where workers are are pushed to be so productive that they're peeing in bottles because they're actually afraid to take a bathroom break. This isn't America. This sounds like like conditions in sweatshops in China. Dude, the more and more I learn about shit. It's the... really depressing to hear that about Amazon. <laughs> but also Jeff Bezos is worth nearly a trillion dollars. So hire a couple more people. So ta- that's what I mean about the psychopaths. Yeah, he's like, the richest man in the world, right? He's the richest man in the world. And hire more people so people can go to the bathroom. That doesn't even come close to affecting your bottom line. Mm-hmm. When you personally are worth... A trillion fucking dollars. Yeah. If you know anyone who's working class, they're getting fucking slam dunked on by some psychopath billionaire. By the way, the more I learn about like stuff, the more I suspect. I just I'm so skeptical. I we we work with China on Teddy Fresh, so I started to learn more about what's going on there. They get in China a month off. The whole fucking country takes a whole month off. Everything shuts down. You cannot work with these Chinese factories for an entire month. Mm-hmm. The whole country is on vacation. Meanwhile, in America, there's this there. You always hear like, oh, man, sweatshops in China. They're all getting worked out to the, to the fucking teeth. Meanwhile, they've got a whole month off and we're pissing in bottles to to, to remain productive. <coughs> this American attitude is it's a sickness, this sickness that's like I got mine and fuck everyone else. It's so fucked up. And China has better working conditions, you guys. America has the potential to actually be the greatest country that ever fucking existed, man. (laughs) Title, Amazon warehouse workers allegedly pee in bottles to avoid punishment. While Amazon is known for revolutionary e-commerce with its quick delivery system for a variety of products, its workers allegedly sacrifice toilet time to meet the company's demands. A few moments later... Let's be sure to remind our uh, viewers that they can subscribe for free with um, Amazon, Twitch, Prime. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Now that is irony. Okay, so first of all, when we first um, invited Jordan, I wasn't super familiar with him. I just saw kind of the ph- phenomenon around him. Yeah. And he is a doctor. He's a psychologist of some renown. 
And um, I was like, well, you know, I'd seen him on other shows and I thought, uh, and then someone was like, hey, you should have this guy on. And I was like, okay, you know, I was inviting everyone on at the time. And so he was on and we didn't talk about politics or anything. We talked about like psychology and shit like that. So I found it really interesting. Just, you know, um, I thought the conversation was great. It was a really interesting conversation. I didn't know anything about his politics on like. He's obviously transphobic, you know, and um, on today's episode, our guest is Jordan Peterson. He is a Canadian clinical psychologist, cultural critic and professor of psychology at the University of Toronto. He came to wide prominence after speaking out against a new Canadian law, making it illegal to call someone by a pronoun that they don't identify with. Um, he's a critic of white privilege, cultural appropriation, postmodern feminism. He's a anti-social justice warrior, for lack of a better term. I hate to say that, but this is kind of what what he's he he's a he knows so much about so many things, and but he, that's what he's known for most widely, I'd say. Um, beyond that, though, he's an incredibly educated, well-spoken, and insightful person on pretty much every topic I've heard him discuss. What that being said. Please bring in the guest, Jordan Peterson. Today's guest is the great and wonderful and one of our all-time favorite guests, Dr. Jordan Peterson, who has <laughs> graced us with his presence yet again. He repeats himself in his main videos too, but those get edited down and they're not quite as bad. But what we see on the podcast is just how repetitive he naturally is, constantly harping on the same joke, fucking letting it drag on for 20 full minutes and then... Slowly you start to realize, holy shit, I don't think he's joking. I, I think he's trying to brainwash me. Hey guys, I'd like to let you in on a little bit of a fucking discovery I've made over these many days of editing this video. You see, much like how iDubbbz coined the phrase the anti-insult for Leafy, I too have discovered a little habit of our good old pal Ethan. Now this one is called the H3 joke. You see, it's clever because the H stands for hypnotize, and then the 3 stands for the number of steps involved. Now step 1 is pretty simple, okay? All you have to do is make a slanderous or damaging comment that is either completely untrue or extremely exaggerated. Something Ethan's more than capable of doing. And prank invasion literally just got out of prison for three years for some kind of sexual crime. And then there's the second step, which is even simpler. Just repeat that comment over and over and over. Really make sure you're drilling it into the head of your viewers. I wouldn't be surprised, can I say that, if you went to prison for a sexual crime. I wouldn't be surprised if you went to, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I've been just got out of prison for a sexual crime. That you were in prison for your first sexual crime. That guy went to prison for a sexual crime. Yeah. Chris went to prison for a sexual crime. Yeah. Chris went to prison for a sexual crime. And then there's the third step. And you see, the third step is very important because without this, you might get into a little bit of trouble. This is because the third step is to say that it is a joke for a long, long time. Just a joke. <laughs> or to say that you love the person or the person is a legend. Jimmy's a legend. The guy's a legend. He's a legend. Welcome the legend. You see, this is genius because it allows you to completely slander this person and convince people subconsciously that this person is a bad person or unworthy of their respect. But at the same time, you get to avoid criticism by saying that it's a joke. And of course, the viewers assume that you're honest when you say these things, but in reality, these comments are only meant to put the person down. And the statement of loving them or it being a joke 
is only meant to cover your ass. Now knowing these three steps, try watching an episode of the podcast and tell me if you can get through a single one without seeing an H3 joke. I know that you're joking. It's very obviously a joke. You're just, you're saying, look at his face. His face is a rapist face. Look at his dumb rapist face. I think, I think it's one of those jokes you really have to repeat it a thousand times to really understand where the humor comes from. I don't think I like Ethan's joke so far. No, I'm not, not saying, saying this little dude, dude is not Martin Luther, Luther King, King but I'm not, not saying that he's, that he's not. not. Are you not <laughs> saying that he's not Martin Luther King? Because that kid is not Martin Luther King. Empirically, so. Wow, Ethan, you are laughing way too much at Logan's Martin Luther King joke. It's not that funny, but I think I get what he's doing now. He's repeating Logan Paul's joke, but he's pretending that it isn't a joke, and then explaining the joke as if he's really smart for figuring out how funny it is, even though it's funny because it's an actual joke. That's genius. He's stealing Logan's joke right in front of us while convincing us that Logan isn't funny. But that would only work if my audience was too stupid to realize that Logan Paul doesn't actually think this kid is Martin Luther King. You know, like, if my audience was too stupid to realize that Logan was saying it as a joke, then they won't realize I'm just stealing his jokes. Well, it worked for Ethan. I think it could work for me. So I pretend someone isn't joking and then make fun of them for being serious about something they did or said as a joke. Whoa. That's genius. It's not funny, but you got to be a genius to pull a con like that off on your audience, right? Well, on the scale of disappointing encounters, I suppose it would depend where your allegiances lied. If you're a Ethan Klein fan, you think it was an epic troll and he totally pwned cope and seethe rightoids. If you're a fan of uh, Steven Crowder, you probably are questioning just how... Ethan Klein can call Steven Crowder a coward after lying to his face, asking him to debate one-on-one, agreeing to no shenanigans, and then doing just that. The only winner here, obviously, is Sam Cedar, gaining about 30,000 subscribers overnight on what appears to be a mostly dead YouTube channel. Had noticed that he had reached out to me to book me on his show, and he was kind of butthurt that I ghosted him all this time. And in this video, he claims here that he never reached out to a, a booker and that that I'm lying about it. I think we have the uh, the screenshots here, right? Yeah, we have the screenshots where he reached out to me and said that he wanted to do a debate, just him and I. Yeah. I said, okay. He said, what will it be? I agreed to the terms. Then there were some email. I don't know if you had the emails there. There were some emails that, again, went back and forth yeah. where they said, hey, what do you want to do? We'll get on a call. It'll just be you and I. <laughs> Got <he. laughs> Um And the, the saddest part about this is that Ethan, is it just me or did Ethan just, like, he's like, you said I was a layup? Yeah. Let me prove it. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, no. Sam Cedar. What a, wow, no. what a nightmare debate him steven <laughs> yeah, yeah. let me confirm let me right confirm. now exactly. and the only thing that they have is like oh you didn't expect that i was going to bring oh. on someone else okay well <laughs> that's exactly what i expected flashback i bet this guy's going to do anything he can to avoid actually debating i don't think this guy wants to do this i wouldn't be surprised if you he's probably going to bring someone else on was his producer like a fan of that uh cedar character oh no sam cedar oh my god we you're very welcome and i just want to say i know you called me you said that i would be a layup you're right 
had the opportunity to debate this with somebody who is who is serious about it and wanted to debate with him. I did nothing but, you know, approach this with, with a respectful manner. Wait a minute. I did nothing but, you know, approach this with, with a respectful manner. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, no, Sam Cedar. What a, whoa, no. what a nightmare. Surprise, mother. I had no idea this was going to happen. I thought, I thought Ethan was a stand up guy. This is oh, where we are. Oh. Yeah, I told Dave, Dave, remember I, I did nothing but, you know, approach this with, with a respectful manner. Really, the issue is, um, is, is Ethan's wife, because it's your job to try and beat the cowardice out of your husband, because yeah. you're gonna have a little, you're gonna have <laughs> right. a little boy. Ethan Klein from H3, H3. Uh, Ethan, thank, thanks man for making the time. You're very welcome, and I just wanna say, I know you called me, you said that I would be a layup. I, I think which I use something fine, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right because I don't think I'm a very good debater. I think you know that. So uh, I didn't want to make it too easy for you. Oh, okay. So uh, I've prepared. Okay. Yes. All right. So what we so were going to talk about is uh, what we were going to talk about is, you know, the initial quote that happened. I think he's looking off there. Uh, the initial quote that kind of was turned into um, a little bit uh, of a meme, which wasn't intentional. And uh, was you saying you don't even have to think about it regarding the CDC? Mm. Uh, and I disagree with that. Um, I think people should think about it, I believe. And we set, talked about this through playful ribbing in an aggregation of medical authorities and scientific voices to make an informed and rational decision. Um, so where do you think that I was that I'm wrong on that? Stephen, do you know that um, the Spartans are that they are like uh practice man love with children oh geez okay so this is what's going to happen i what did i tell you he was going to do anything he could to avoid oh oh there he is oh no sam cedar what a whoa what a fucking nightmare thank you steven i had no idea this was going to happen i thought i thought ethan was a stand-up guy this is where we oh, are yeah well, i told dave dave remember i told you i told you i said this is i guarantee you he's going to do anything he can to avoid the debate oh i just think he believes that he should debate you no no he doesn't he just takes advantage of of women with you know mental health issues Steve, ethan klein doesn't stand up and do to his own fighting hold on a second ethan this is because initially i came out here to you. talk with ethan ethan come on man look the same reason that i haven't ever had a conversation with sam cedars the same reason that uh joe rogan uh sam harris brett weinstein dave rubin ben shapiro don't owe him anything it's based on a lie ethan right, okay let's talk about the so issue ethan, do you want to have a conversation ethan about the vaccine ethan do you want to have a conversation you're gonna hide you felt so strong so why are you hiding behind sam cedar sam cedar oh no have a conversation our line i'm not hiding well you're just a liar h3 h3 you know that we agreed so what? Hold on a second. Yeah. So I want to normalize uh, responsible gun ownership. Is that your debate? No wonder you had to bring in a hack for you. You, you have a holster, bro. You have a holster. As he takes advantage of mentally ill women for a show. All right. This is sad. This is why we don't even shut up. All right. Good. Bring up. Uh, we can bring up here the direct messages with. I hate to do this, but with Ethan, it was hey. We'll talk, you and I, man yep. to man, no one else will come in. As a matter of fact, I was going to say, if I have my phone, I can take a picture right here. So there's no prompter. It's just no. him on a, on a call, and he's terrified. <laughs> I don't know how someone like that can live their life as a man. I can't well, blame him. He's sort of chosen his path, and this is what he does. Right. I was really hoping, you know, hoping for better from, from Ethan. You know this, I, that any time I've had someone yeah. on the show who I disagree with, I let them know beforehand, hey, just yeah. so you know, 
I disagree with you because I've had journalists in the past, whether it's a right. New York Times write-up or Bloomberg saying yeah. like, no, no, it's unbiased. Look, be left, be right, just don't lie to me. Right. You can't find a single person on the left who we just who we listed among the debate who who said like, oh, I didn't know. Some right. offense. I, You've got a recovering alcoholic over here who basically yeah, gets accused, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. accused of, of being, being a drunk, drunk on the show. Yeah, he, he said your co-host sounds like a drunk when his co-host sounds like Helen Keller learning water. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say one of them was on speed now? Like the vice president was on yeah, he's, speed Yeah, no, he's bragging. The, he has president. bragged in the past. And his, his he just had this drama, too, with this girl who who has – and I don't say this to insult her. A girl named Trish Paytas who has, like, mental health disorders. Yeah. Self-declared, like, bipolar and yeah. schizophrenic. And this right. guy, Ethan, hired her to exploit her. And uh, he's talked about with her on air how he has the YouTube VP on speed dial and how he, he has the ability to get people banned. Oh my god. So that's always what it is. It's always what? difficult when it's like it's based in a lie. You know people are trying to get you to say something that gets yeah. you banned and we want to have an actual conversation about these ideas. I would love to talk about the CDC. I would love to talk about the emergency yeah. CDC meeting with uh myocarditis, you know, uh, uh myocardia, whatever it is now with yeah. the uh, the vaccine. I would love to talk about how they were wrong about asymptomatic carriers, about children being carriers, about it not being a, a, a lab leak, about masks after vaccination. I'd love to have these conversations. You just never get to. No, you and can't. that's the reason for a change my mind because you get to have those conversations as opposed to scoring points well yeah. with that i think people should realize there was no construct there was no uh, constructive angle or any sort of a conversation in what happened yesterday right. that's why the call was pulled off it was a nothing and there was no reason to stay it was on. a gotcha yeah well, well, got you, you know, we're Surprise. not talking about the cdc we're not talking about yeah. big tech we're talking that's about what we wanted to discuss yeah. you give people deplatform right which is always a pr- it's always weird to me yeah Except it's not weird when you understand that it's like, uh, you know, I want to take get mine and then remove everybody else. You know, Crowder, who we made a bunch of, uh, we he shit on us. Again? Well, he's, no, but I he, oh. there's an update because Crowder got banned from YouTube. Can't be abandoned. Steven can't fight this by himself. Oh, Rules should not appear. Did a Glenn Beck ever say, bro, if you ever have the quartering in a collage, speak on your behalf, just erase your oh, life. Oh, that's the quartering? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, I was like, why, who is this guy? Why does he look familiar? Fucking the quartering. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's he's not going to make it one week into this. Steven's the kind of guy who's like, oh, there's no such thing as systemic racism. Who is like openly homophobic? It's like, bro, you ha- you are such a victim, such a victim, dude. He is a horrible person. You, Ethan Klein, and this is what happens with liberals. Not only lines up with it consistently, supports active deplatforming, demonetizing, and removing points of view. Which I don't know how you come up as an independent content creator and then do this. The quartering is without a doubt. A social justice warrior, except the causes he fights for are just different. I sentence him to be banned from Twitter and demonetized 20 billion times. This whole thing of like, they came for Leafy and you laughed and next they came for you and nobody was there. It's like, dude, no. The guys, don't say it's like, dude. Explain, dude, what it is like. Come on now. Do you (laughs) not see the dangerous march toward fascism? Not march. You're there. You've. You've reached King Koopa of fascism. You're jumping over and hitting the key. I can't believe this. You think, do you really, this is what's so scary is when you have people who have the ear of executives at YouTube who get these branding deals and they say, oh, it's almost medical misinformation. It's almost medical misinformation, bro, to say that you should think about it. (laughs) The guy's just such a hateful bigot, bro. You're just projecting. You remember you said the N word, baby. Man, 
said it again and then again, baby. Baby, 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 oh, baby. You literally said. I love that I can just say nigger though. So, so Ethan Klein, the host of H3 Damaging Everything. podcaster Joe Rogan saying, Joe Rogan, who lives on elk meat, egg yolk, and human growth hormone with lungs full of tar, Base. thinks he's healthier than everyone. This MFR is such a B that when he got COVID, he threw the kitchen sink at it. If you're so healthy, just write it out like you say a man should. Do this cause so much vaccine hesitancy and misinformation, and he doesn't even have the balls to stand by the ish he preaches. Now he's on his ish. show talking about Are how Are you really not saying shit, you giant pussies, you stupid assholes? You know what? <laughs> I shouldn't even say pussies. That's derogatory towards women. I'm going to start phasing that out. They're really just... um Cowards? They're cow- turd, you know, flaming turd bag. Your <laughs> alpha bag. is saying is avoiding saying curse words, naughty words, uh, an alpha move. I don't think so. Seems weak. It's a baby. Back. Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about Bill Bill Burr. Yeah, we were talking about. Oh, welcome to the Bill Burr recovery. Yeah, I went to therapy after that episode. I'm not even really. I'm not. I went to therapy after that episode. Oh, I thought he was just busting balls. (laughs) Why are they talking about needing Bill Burr recovery? I thought this was just East Coast ball busting. Huh? Maybe I was right. Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about Bill Burr. Yeah, we're talking about. Oh, welcome to the Bill Burr recovery. Yeah, I oh. went to therapy after that episode. Therapy? I'm not even, really? I'm not even being kidding. And he's I mean, talking w- about he went into therapy after watching Theo's episode. <laughs> I'm kidding. Bill Burr was on. Remember, I said you got to see him on H3H3. It was even more of a disaster. So he goes into therapy for it. <laughs> I, I was having a depressive episode for a long time. Oh. Right. And I had these antidepressants next to my bed mm-hmm. for a long time. And, uh, and that, you were taking them? No, I hadn't decided okay. to take them yet. I was uh, hesitant. Wow. And after that episode with Bill Burr, I came home, and I that's when I started taking antidepressants, wow. and I Christ. went to therapy. Wow. It was soul-crushing. Wow. <laughs> soul-crushing. One of his wife's nicknames, soul-crusher. Uh, so, yeah, that's not good. And Theo's not interjecting with, it was just East Coast ball-busting. We don't. We don't get it. No, no, no. Uh, Theo's on the same page. Listen to this. And do you, was it so crushing because you felt like as an interviewer? Oh, yeah. Was... And by the way, you know, this is so confusing for people on YouTube, too, because they think that if I'm dissing Bill Burr, then I must be on the side of these two faggots. I'm not! Yes, they're completely weak pussies. Of course. But Bill Burr is also a snob. See, they, they they were confused. They thought, oh, my God, if he's on the side of these guys, then he's like a weak beta. People can't figure that out, that there's you could be against both parties. They they don't understand that about me, ever. They they think that it must be, well, I'm on their side. Their side? Look at his tits, for God's sakes. It's a man with breasts. It was soul-crushing. And do you, was it soul crushing because you felt like as an interviewer it was soul crushing, or just like as a on a human level? Like, do you think <laughs> do you know the levels where it felt that it hit you? Right, um, <clears throat> everything, man. Wow, my my fans were, I don't know, fans, but audience were very harsh. As an interviewer, I felt like a a, a failure. Wow, it was just off. It wasn't 
you know, it wasn't, it didn't feel that bad, but it was the reaction, <coughs> my, the audience reaction to it afterwards. I mean, I knew I had I'm goofed up and that it was a sh- not the best interview. And I was such a big fan of Bill Burr, obviously, who is yeah. it? He's, he's a legend. And, uh, you just in your mind have high hopes that, that, uh, you'll be able to, yeah, to get something good out of that. Yeah. There's and, expectations, yeah. I feel like. But the, 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 there was people making like video essays about how, what a terrible, you know, interviewer I am. Wow. Really? That's, that's YouTube style. That's kind of stuff I'm, I'm somewhat used to, but, um, yeah, that just felt, I just, I was felt, in a YouTube video about it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were felt like a rock bottom for me. Cause I, I was having a hard time with the podcast and interviews in general. Oh, you and were that for me was just kind of like the culmination of just a lot two of, little country kids outside having a oh, hard time. Stress. Oh, that's interesting. So it was like, so in hindsight though, does it almost feel like it was, it, it was, it was supposed to happen? Like it was like, oh, I needed something that yeah. kind of made me look at stuff or just gave me like a moment to reflect? Well, I definitely needed something to push me because taking antidepressants going to therapy was like the best choice I ever made for me and my family and professionally too. I mean, it's made everything better. Really? So oh, there's I mean, no free, he's riding high on those antidepressants so far. They've gotten him, but there's no free lunch, my folks. That all reverses. So you will go through a deeper, even darker demise. Because we have this cult, this family, these believers who understand. Are you ready? To find that man Breath. after the show and kill him. Hashtag, you wouldn't understand. So he was a douche, but also he was effective. Everybody's wearing white. They're wearing robes. He's obviously the cult leader that, you know, fucks all the young girls, obviously. And what was that one? That one? I mean, it's more. Did you feel like it was just an extension of him being a douche? The original charge of the first section was was not douche, but but yeah, now it's all kind of it's just all melding douche. into a big douchebag. <laughs> Jared allegedly has a thing oh, for younger yeah. women. He's a serial texter. He's constantly texting these sixteen to seventeen year old girls. It's really kind of creepy. Someone said in an article. Oh what? Dylan Sprouse and James Gunn call out him on Twitter. So Dylan Sprouse actually, well, I don't. Uh, he, we follow each other on Twitter. Right. Friends. He's, but I'm, but I am assuming he has firsthand knowledge of something of this going down. Unless he went to it, but he even ta- went as far as to tag him. So I'm assuming this happened to someone he knows. Yeah. Yo, Jared Leto. Now you've slid into the DMs of every female model aged 18 to 25. What would you say your success rate is? And then James Gunn <laughs> responded, "Wait, he starts at 18 on the internet." <laughs> so these are guys, these are both pretty big industry people willing to tweet this publicly about him. Makes me very. Yeah. It's very odd. It's like, okay, dude, I, let, <laughs> let me talk to someone who actually likes me. Let's fucking go, dude. Let's open it up. I think that's pretty douchey, but hey, whatever. If you got a body like that, I'd fucking tweet it out every day. They cut everything. Two more weeks and coming out to a new. A brave new world. Uh, yeah, brave new world. That being said, Jared Leto, all the, all that being said, I, we do find you guilty as charged for being a douche. What's with the bloody shot? You have such a cold following. I feel like I've become the George Soros of YouTube. Damn it, they failed us! And if you're not angry about that, Michael, and any of you out there, then you're damn wrong! Cause you should be angry! Young Turks! Jake Uger, known online as one of the Young Turks, isn't afraid to throw some punches. Three, two, one, fade up. I just remember thinking, what is this guy's name? 
We've been averaging 600,000 views a day, beating most of the cable shows in America. We're the largest online news show in the world. We're celebrating our one billionth view. Television, we're coming. That if I'm going to be a talk show host, it'll be the biggest talk show host in the country. I don't think anyone else does it better. I don't think anyone's even close. A couple uh, got caught making more than 100 tapes where a woman is uh, having sex with dogs. Three different dogs. Please, making love to dogs. <laughs> that woman was taped more than 100 times having sex with three different dogs. And the gentleman, <laughs> the gentleman in that picture uh, was taping her. And what happened was the woman's son found the tapes. And reported her to the police. Okay, I have to tell you, this story has so many twists and turns. It, it seriously does. This is like, this is the story of the day. Let's get real. Okay. Uh, he's looking for prescription drugs for his uh, mom, runs in these tapes, and you know what he does? He turns them into the cops. Man, you want to talk about a snitch? Man, you're going to snitch out your mom having sex with dogs? Man, I'd have buried those tapes, man. What are you, nuts? Man, what kind of people have some messed up sons? I think the son's more messed up than the uh, parents. Did you read the police report? I did, so I take that back. Okay, you know what they did with the dogs? Uh oh, here we go. Everything that you could possibly imagine. First of all, the bestiality, I get it. Some people are into bestiality, right? Is that legal? No, it's not legal. Okay. Because you're taking advantage of the dog. Right. And here's the thing. So, now, on the one hand, you think, you know what happened? By the way, it's, it explains in the police report. The dogs would ejaculate. Okay, they would arrive. Let's put it that way, right? Uh, so then I think, is it really dog rape if the dog came, right? Oh, pink. <laughs> okay, but then, of course, they took it over the top. Right? I'm just telling you what's in the police report, mm -hmm. okay? And the dude, of course, went German style, and he stuck his hand in the dog. Well, why'd you have to go and do that, okay? And so, what, people are crazy, man. Why? Why? Humans, there's plenty of humans. Look at John Edwards. He found one. Okay, if you're going to do crazy stuff, do it with a human. Right? The dog didn't have that coming. That's not right. I have decided what that boing boing chick was doing. Mm -hmm. She was doing a jaywalking uh, bestiality. Like, yeah, it might technically be a crime, but it's, let's not waste the court's time on jaywalking. Okay. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But here comes the controversial part, the part I shouldn't say. I believe that I am going. I, if I were the ruler, uh, the benevolent dictator of the world, I would legalize bestiality where you are giving, you where you are pleasuring the animal. You see what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> okay. Why, why now? Why? Why did that happen? It's the dumbest thing. It I'm really saying? is the dumbest thing you said. No, no, no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, like, so there's, like, was the case that we covered where there was, like, a guy or a girl or something that was pleasuring a horse, and the horse came to a conclusion, right? So who got harmed? You know that people who are, okay, look, not to be a downer about what you're saying, because what you're saying sounds kind of funny, but a lot of people mm. who are being raped can actually, like, have an orgasm. I know. So, like, if a guy is being raped, he can have an orgasm. Like, you can't right. say, well, oh, okay, one, if you come, that means you wanted it. That's not the right way to go. But, number one, you're being an unbelievable downer. I am, but okay. that's the truth. Number two, they're not both humans. Number three, I mean, if you really ask the horse, did you mind? The answer's got to be, no. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you see what I'm saying? No. This is such an awkward conversation. It is. All yeah. Right, I'm going to leave it be. Okay. Talk of freedom, man. I take my contagious disease and I spread it all over you. That's called freedom. No, it's not. It's called you're an idiot and you're dangerous. And here comes Trump saying, well, it's just the fact that everybody's getting coronavirus. It's hurting the economy, which then hurts my chance of getting reelected and which hurts my ego. It hurts my ego. So then a bunch of goons like Joe Rogan and others came in and said, we can, oh, Trump, 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 Trump. Whatever Trump says, we'll modify everything around that and we'll redraw the line. And now all of a sudden there's vaccines that we took all this time. This one is, oh, this one's so different. The FDA uh, didn't approve it. Now it did. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to move the line again. I'm going to move the line again. Trump, 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 right wing conspiracy theories, etc. So now they say, I want to move the line and my new freedom is to not get vaccinated from all the things I used to get vaccinated from. No, that is not fair to the rest of us. We can't give you diseases and you can't give us diseases. You can't punch us. We can't punch you. Otherwise, we're going to have a complete breakdown here. Even with the federal government, you state that you have a religious exemption. It's absurd. You shouldn't have that exemption. I mean, I... You, you guys tell us, okay, what else can you do to us? And call it your freedom. Because remember. Whatever's convenient. What it, no, no, I know. But whatever is convenient for you guys is also convenient for us. Whatever you say that you can do to us, I'm going to come and do to you. Okay? And then go, hey, well, hey, hey. It's just me ex- exercising my freedom. They say, how dare you? Because the right wing are a bunch of fragile little boys. And they're like, I get to do whatever I want to you. But if you do it back to me. <gasps> how could you do that to me? I'm entitled. I'm entitled to everything. I'm entitled to the top uh, contract in media and then say that I'm being canceled because you criticized me. You don't look canceled, Joe. You look entirely uncanceled. But yet you're constantly having your feelings hurt when someone critiques you. Okay, gr- look. And besides which, you're like at this point, he's a joke. He's a total right winger. He never has any real left wingers on. He's constantly bringing on fake left wingers like Jimmy Dore and Dave. Oh, yeah. Trump's awesome. Conspiracy theories are awesome. And you know I me. Mean? And Joe, by the way, you want to be a man? You know, you're like, MMA. I don't like trans people because I'm so manly. Okay, Joe, be a goddamn man. Thanks for watching the Young Turks. Really appreciate it. As you can see, Joy Bear is back. <laughs> At the table. But she has a warning. And I think you should all listen up because it's important. Go ahead, Joy. No. <laughs> Well, um, why I was out. Why were you out? Because Saturday uh, night, on my way to the event at the retreat, I stabbed myself in the hand with a knife. I was trying to desperately eat something, so I was trying to open up an avocado. And I stuck the knife into the pit to get it out. Steve says, why don't you use a spoon? All right. And I stabbed myself. Well, I never had pain quite so intense. It was awful. But the reason yeah, I'm telling this to you, I always, first of all, I fall. I'm very accident Steve right. says I'm an auto-terrorist. Like, <laughs> I do it to myself. But apparently there is a syndrome called avocado hands. Yes. It's yes, I know it it's sounds real. Fun. It's real. And the doctor said, oh, we get this all the time. Yeah. And bagels also. So anytime you're holding uh, the item and you try to cut it, you can you get can this. Risk yeah. bagel so hand. what happened was, uh, the, I guess it must have been an infection. They put me in the hospital overnight. Yes. Every six hours I'm on a drip, antibiotic drip, etc. And now I'm, I'm better. My finger was, I said, doctor, I need this finger. <laughs> <laughs> Joy, whenever 
Whenever you find yourself, you cutting, can lose it. By the way, yeah. whenever you find yourself cutting something where this is the something and this is the knife, it's yeah. probably just a dangerous approach. It does. Yeah. But we do have. We thought this might help you too. I got you a safety oh, glove because, girl, I would not in a little avocado. Thing. Oh, that's, that's very nice. That's very nice of you. I think it's the both of thinking instead of this I'm going to leave the dicing to Rachel Ray and I'm only going to buy ready-made guacamole. Well, yeah. That's it. Yes. Thank you. I was yes. shocked when I texted you and you were in the hospital. Yeah, the I hospital. was shocked. And, yeah. and Meryl Streep apparently had this too. Oh, a lot so of people, listen, company. people always make this mistake because people think, oh, I can open things like this and I'll hold it yeah. or I can take the top off and then I'm going to get the, no. This movement is never this good. This movement no, with a knife, knife. <laughs> <laughs> and it's your hand. Underneath, yeah, it's just stupid. you know, just assume you know what can happen. Yeah. Poop can happen. Well, yeah. if you don't take that, take scoop it out with a spoon. Yeah. Nobody's going to know you're using a spoon. Famous last words said, right. okay. use a spoon. Yeah. Use a spoon. Yeah. Now, speaking of history being made. <laughs> we asked Joy for an elite wish list for guests on her birthday show, and the only the one you yeah. wanted is joining us right now. Oh my gosh. Please welcome from Conan, as well as his own Emmy nominated Hulu special, Triumph the Insult Comic Con! Okay, thank you, bitches, for not talking too long. <laughs> no, I, by the way, no, it was nice down there, actually. That was me. <laughs> I'm Alan, pregnant that now. That was me humping your leg. Oh. <laughs> I kind of like it down here. <laughs> what? I'm taking a little time to enjoy the view. <laughs> Don't take too much time down there. <laughs> okay, I'm back. All right. I've go. got all these jokes. Oh, my God. Joy, someone else is down there. Don't bite me. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein's down here. <laughs> I'll never work in this business again. <laughs> oh, I kid, Harvey, it's okay, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's okay, but, no. you know, comedians have to make jokes, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Harvey, you just have to wait it out, okay? That's so how it works. I mean, sexual harassment with a powerful man, those... The jokes are going to happen. You just, you know, weather it. In a couple of weeks, it'll blow over. And before you know it, you'll be president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're killing. You're killing, Kyle. I'm killing. You're killing. Okay, but now I have to make fun of you. Be Nobody careful. wants All right, to make fun of you. My birthday. Go Joy, for it. You look beautiful. You oh, look beautiful. Wait, you dropped your cigar here. Yeah. That's how it works. Oh, That's I'm the sorry. act. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you do. You, you look beautiful. You have a certain lunch lady who won the lottery. By <laughs> That's gorgeous. And look. Look at this. Look at this beautiful skin. Look how soft. I can't believe how soft her skin still is. It's as soft as your interview with Hillary Clinton. Oh. Whoa. No, you have so much going on, Joy. <laughs> You're getting better. You have that gas bag book, right? Yes. About Donald Trump. Oh, right. Trump is going to hate your book so much when somebody finally reads it to him. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You hate Trump, but you also went to his wedding? I mean, who are you, Melania? <laughs> Great 
I went to his other wedding. I know, I okay, know. It's yeah. a joke. <laughs> now, your other hero, other than me, Bernie Sanders. Yes, uh, I love Bernie. You know, you actually... Uh, he, he wanted to be here today. He did? Yeah, but unfortunately, he was out having his suit unpressed. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that dog named Bernie? I want to stoop him. <laughs> I want to do the same thing to the dog, Bernie, that the DNC did to Bernie. Oh. oh. <laughs> Look at that dirty dog. Okay, let's talk about Joy's career. Now, Joy, here's another one you're going to boo. <laughs> Joy, Joy hasn't been in many movies, but her breasts have won two SAG awards. <laughs> Good one. Okay. That's right. Okay. All right. They like the place I'm okay. I like that. Hey, they're beautiful, no, though. Beautiful. She's they're been, beautiful. She's been in a lot of movies. She was in, uh, what was that one with Jason Sudeikis' house? What? I don't know. You don't remember? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Hall well, pass. Mo, mo, you pass. Hall pass. Hall pass, and you were in uh, that Manhattan murder, murder mystery. mystery yeah. And you were just in uh, Woody Allen's TV show, Crisis in 16, yeah, on Amazon. Yeah. Not good. No. <laughs> that was a show. That show was so bad, even Mia Farrow called it the single worst thing Woody's ever done. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a good one. I want to thank you if we're done. We're done with this bit. In the year 6 CE, a fire devastated Rome. In response, Emperor Augustus did something that had never been done before in the history of the empire. He created a permanent team of firefighters who used buckets just like this one. Augustus understood that individuals alone can't protect themselves from fires. They need help from the community. When one person's house is on fire, that creates a risk for everyone else's homes. And so what we've had these last few years is like a horrific global fire. The COVID pandemic has killed millions and upended economies. And we want to stop that from happening again. COVID, it's hard to overstate how awful it's been. It's increased the health inequities between the rich and the poor. Survival depended partly on your income, your race, uh, the neighborhood you lived in. And so we should seize this opportunity to create a world where everyone has a chance to live a healthy and productive life. Also, a life free from the fear of the next COVID-19. When I was on the stage in 2015, I was one of many people who said we weren't ready and we needed to get ready. We didn't. The speech actually was watched by a lot of people, but 90% of the views were after it was too late. <laughs> so now I hope the need is clear. And of course, we've learned a lot. Uh, during this pandemic, a lot of things worked well. A lot of things didn't work well. And so we have all that knowledge to build a prevention system. COVID-19 can be the last pandemic if we take the right steps. 
So how? What, what are these steps? Uh, well, let's go back and look at, at what the Romans did. Uh, think about how over time we've gotten good at preventing big fires. Fire prevention is kind of this pervasive thing. It's well-funded. It's well-understood. If an alarm went off right now, everyone here would know we're supposed to calmly gather, uh, go out and wait instructions. We'd know that help would be on the way because we have lots of trained firefighters who practice. The United States alone has 370,000 full-time firefighters, even more than uh, I guessed uh, that number would be. We also have access to water. The United States, for example, has almost 9 million fire hydrants. And so that type of investment, that type of practice, that type of uh, system is what we need to stop pandemics. Now, often in movies, we'll have pandemics. And I'm always impressed with what takes place. Let's look at an example of this rapid response. Well, that's quite impressive. We don't need the music, but otherwise, we saw exactly what should happen. An outbreak's detected very quickly, literally within days. Uh, doctors are dispatched. Uh, they have a helicopter to get into exactly ground zero. Uh, they go in there, and they, they've got the right tools. And this is what should happen when an outbreak is spotted. But... We don't have that team. We don't have those resources. And if, if an outbreak took place in a low-income country, it could be literally months before we started to orchestrate those resources. So despite what you see in movies, there is no group of experts standing by to prevent this disaster. So we have to create a new team. I believe we should create what I call the GERM team. Uh, GERM stands for... Global Epidemic Response and Mobilization. This group is full-time. Their only priority is pandemic prevention. It's made up of a diverse set of specialists with a lot of different realms of expertise. Epidemiologists, data scientists, uh, logistics experts. And it's not just scientific and medical knowledge. They uh, also have to have communication and diplomacy skills. The cost of this team is significant. It's over a billion a year uh, to support the 3,000 people who would be on this team. And its mission is to stop outbreaks before they become pandemics. The work would be coordinated by the WHO. Uh, they'd be present in many locations around the world, stationed in public health agencies. They'd work closely with the national teams, depending on the income level. You know, they'd have more in the lower-income countries. You know, for example, we could have germ members, say an epidemiologist, working out of the Africa CDC office uh, in Abuja. And a very important thing is that, like firefighters, a germ team would do drills. When you want to have quick response, when you want to make sure you have all the pieces there and you can move very quickly, practice is key. That's how you make sure everyone knows what to do. Now, this team, there could be periods where there's no risky outbreak, and they can keep their skills strong 
um, by working on some of the other infectious diseases. But that would be a, a second priority. They would work with countries to strengthen their health systems. The health systems are the front line. You need to know if, say, a lot of people show up with a, a new kind of cough, that's when Germany needs to look into it and say, is this an outbreak? Is there a new pathogen here? What is the sequence of that? And so for all of this, the first 100 days are key. Viruses spread exponentially. And so if you get in there when the infection rate is fairly small, you can actually stop the spread. You know, in this epidemic, if we'd been able to stop it within 100 days, we would have saved over 98% of the lives. Now, we did have countries that did a good job. Australia is an example. They orchestrated diagnostic capacity. They came up with uh, distancing policies and quarantine policies. And so their overall death rate per capita will be well less than a tenth of other countries. But we did not, as a world, uh, contain it. And that's what we have to do next time. When COVID struck, we were almost like Rome before they had fire buckets and firefighters. Uh, we didn't have the people, the systems, or the tools we need. Now, with the right investments, we can have a whole new generation of tools, better diagnostics, therapeutics, and vaccines. A good example uh, in the diagnostic area is this little machine. This is called the Lumira. Uh, we can have these all over the world. It can test for any number of diseases. It's a tenth as expensive as PCR. It's absolutely as accurate, and it's simple, so it can be used anywhere. We need other R&D investments. One that I'm very excited about is the idea of a drug that you inhale that blocks you from getting infected. It can be pathogen independent and trigger your immune system so that you'll be protected. A lot of the tools, the diagnostic tools and those uh, infection blocking tools are important because they can be staged in advance. Now, we also need vaccines, but we want to stop the outbreak before we have to do a global vaccination campaign. Uh, and so vaccines can play a couple of different roles, but not the primary role. We have to invest in more than just that. When we look at vaccines, they were the miracle of this epidemic. They saved millions of lives, but they can be far better. We need to invent easier-to-deliver vaccines that are just a patch you put on your arm or something that you inhale. We need vaccines that actually block infections. In this case, uh, there were lots of breakthrough infections. We need vaccines that are broad-spectrum, so they work against most of the emerging variants, uh, which we did not have this time. And we also need factories that are standing by so we can build enough vaccines for the entire world within six months, and achieve far better equity. The vaccines can also do something uh, that would be super helpful, which is to help us eradicate entire families of viruses. Uh, innovative new vaccines used properly could get rid of the flu family, the coronavirus family. And there's a huge burden of those, even in non-pandemic years. And if we get rid of it, it, it can never cause a pandemic. So I'm talking about investments in three broad areas. Disease monitoring, that's germ. The R&D tools that are far better. And finally, and the most expensive, is improved health systems. This won't be cheap. 
but it'll save lives and even it'll save money in the long run. It's uh, like an insurance policy. The cost to prevent the next pandemic will be tens of billions of dollars. But let's compare that to what we just went through. Uh, the IMF estimates that COVID has cost nearly $14 trillion. And so we need to spend billions in order to save trillions. And here's the best part of this. Even when we're not having an outbreak, these investments, like the Lemira, those new vaccines, they will make people healthier. They'll shrink the gap, the health equity gap, which is gigantic, between rich and poor countries. For example, uh, we can detect more HIV cases and, and do a better job of treatment. We can reduce deaths from malaria. Uh, we can get more people high-quality care. And so this is not just a downer about how to stop things uh, from getting worse, but also a chance to make things better. If we take the right steps, we can make COVID-19 the last pandemic. And we can build a healthier, more equitable world for everyone. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, I have a few follow-up questions, and one is really about the formal status of germ. So you mentioned this would cost a billion dollars. You mentioned it comes through the WHO, but exactly, like, who's running this? How does this work? How do we make this happen? Uh, well, germ does not exist. It's a proposal I'm putting forward that hopefully over the next year, while the pain of the pandemic is still clear in people's minds, We'll get a global consensus. The rich world governments will have to step up like they do uh, with all aid things and come up with that money. Uh, the way the personnel systems works so that it's under WHO, but a really top-notch team, there'll be a lot of debate about how to do that well. So, you know, I'm putting it forward and uh, hopefully within the next year, we'll get that consensus. Who do you need to pick that up next? Well, it's really the rich world governments. Um, you know, WHO has this big yearly meeting, the World Health Assembly, and at some point somebody will put forward a resolution and we'll see uh, if the the extra resources can be put in uh, for that. If it's, you know, after World War II, we did a lot. You know, we created the United Nations. We talked a lot about wars. So I'd be stunned, although, you know, so far the action has uh, been less than I would have expected. I'd be stunned if we don't go forward with, something pretty close to, to what I'm uh, laying out there. This has been pretty personal for you. You have, you know, the anti-vaxxers are out there, they are loud, and this has become personal. I just wanted to ask, like, how are you, how are you managing that? Well, it's kind of weird. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now, our, our foundation, the Gates Foundation, is very involved in vaccines, the invention of new vaccines, funding vaccines, and we're very proud that uh, through joint efforts like Gavi, uh, that saved tens of millions of lives. So it's somewhat ironic to have somebody turn around and say, no, you know, we're using vaccines to kill people or to make money or, you know, we started the pandemic. Even some strange things like that I somehow want to track, you know, the location of individuals because I'm so deeply desirous to know where everybody is. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that information. And, you know, does this turn into something where, you know, there's constantly crazy people showing up? Who knows? Uh, but, you know, hopefully as the pandemic calms down, people are more rational about, hey, vaccines are a miracle and there's a lot more we can do. So the future is in our hands in the present. Bill Gates, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a, uh, interest I have, you know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were, were a mistake. They didn't result in, uh, what he purported and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years. Um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, and, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners. Uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh and, you know, the, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy, very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I get up every day and focus on. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I just watched that podcast, Abe and a Six Pack, and it was the worst. It was the worst shit I've ever watched. It just shows Anybody can have a podcast, and uh, even by those standards of anyone having a podcast, uh, this one was shit. It's like, uh, it's stupid, it's boring, it's a waste of time. And, uh, you know, there are two-year-olds with podcasts that are more worthwhile listening to than that. It, it's just, uh, don't waste your time. Really, really avoid it like the plague. Abs in a six-pack! A-B-S-N-A, six, the number, P-A-C-K, dot com. If you want to be like me, a loser, just go ahead and podcast. Could be tighter. I was watching Battle of the Douchebags. Watching, I was listening. I was going to say. And that's where I got that line, Spreckensy Douche. douche. <laughs> which is a funny line from the British guy that's on there. I don't know. They, they, nobody uses their Gwoof. own names. No, it's Gwoof. It's Gwoof. Gregory, Gregory Wyndham Forsyth Foreman Foreskin. Foreskin. Well, Mr. Foreskin <laughs> used that. He's funny. Funny guy. He's got a slight Cockney accent. It's very entertaining to listen to. But I didn't know what that show was about. It's a very funny show. It's a little podcasty. 
you know, it's tedious. In other words, they say yakking over each other and it's taking, you know, to get forever to get to the point and they don't tighten it up. And what is the point? What is the crux of the format? Well, the, the whole thing is they have, they, they take like eight guys and they, they pair them off against each, each other. Like they had, uh, uh, Prince Andrew paired off against Howard Stern and one of the guys takes either one of them and they, they go back and forth with douchey clips and who wins the douchebag showdown? He goes to the next level to the next uh, round oh. and they did two, two different, they, then it goes to new, two new guys. They take two douchebags. So who's the bigger douche? And then they go to the next round and it was just kind of it's like a round. It's like a tournament. And how do they vote? How are people voting? They, they have people call in and they get like 30, 40 votes. You know, they don't have that listenership. But it's actually entertaining enough because the, they really argue for their guy being the biggest douchebag. They should have boosts, and, a boost bag. They should have douche, douche boosts for voting. So the douchers uh, are on there and the British guy was uh, promoting Prince Andrew is a bigger douche than Howard Stern, oh, but oh, Howard oh. Stern the voting, won. The voting is on polls in No Agenda Social. Yeah, so the the, the bigger douche turned out to be Howard Stern. Right, hello, easy call. <laughs> easy call. He should be able to win the whole thing. Well, that's a pretty cool uh, use of the polling system. I like that. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was amused, but it was a, this little could be tighter. Tighten it up, boys. Tighten it up. <laughs> Tighten it up, boys. But there are good, there's some good one-liners in there that are worth stealing. I'll bet. I'll bet. And did you steal any? Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Sprechen Sie douche. Yeah. Douche. <laughs>